Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Sunday Session is brought to you by More Beer, who has just opened their East Coast Distribution Center and is now shipping orders from California and Pennsylvania. Check them out at morebeer.com. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank, mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. There's some sugary water, throw it, some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. Studios in Northern California. This is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. program what day of the week is it it's thursday i love thursday shows <laughs> feel like they're feel like the week's almost over yeah it's almost as good as a monday show yeah. it might be it's like the time changed and the week's almost over and uh fuck it let's go home now <laughs> you're over the hump yeah started drinking early today good on you it's why a- do that why why why, it's- why not it's a cider show who gives a shit <laughs> no I'm- one's really gonna listen i'm sorry drew that's not what i meant we care about you. Who gives up? <laughs> you had an extra hour to drink today. Yeah, because I had an extra hour to do it. Exactly. You what got up early to drink? Yeah. Well, and he knew he wasn't going to be drinking during the show, but with all the cider circulating around the room. <laughs> oh, Actually, yeah. the truth is I'm a cider fan. Uh, it's one of those, yeah. uh, especially after, you know when cider is best? is after you've been at a beer event for, you know, all day or all week, even better, at NHC, there's nothing, because you still want to get rid of that hangover that you got. But you can't do another beer. You can't do another beer. Cider's great for morning drinking, too. Oh, that's a good call. Well, because it makes you feel like, you know, you're having some juice with with your eggs. Right. And you know, it's, uh, <laughs> well, I feel like this is not something new to do. Like that, yeah. A lot of people don't like cider, the you know, at first. But the the more the more that you're actually in cider, you really enjoy it. I couldn't agree with you more. So once, when, yeah, once you're in cider, it gets better. It always does. But Gross. it's finished quick. 
<laughs> makes you drink fast. It's over. You you're a convert real easily. I mean, once you're insider, uh, it just makes you. You're so thirsty. You just finish really fast. Yeah, I for sure. <laughs> you know, you pound so, it. So, so morning insider. So I'm actually I actually started drinking early because I have to. I'm taking care of my mother's dog. Uh, my By mom. taking care of you mean uh, owning. <laughs> like taking care of this stupid thing, I have to watch this dog and. You know, it's just, so fat, it must eat, like, all the time. It Not only does it eat all the time, but it's just, it's not very well behaved. It hasn't <laughs> been trained very well, you know. Oh, like your other dog is. Well, the biscuit was. The one that I raised was right, trained, right. Uh, yes. But the the other one that I inherited from my parents first that I now own, at least, though, he, he gets it by now. It's been <laughs> five years since I inherited the fucking asshole, and now he gets it. And now I got yeah. the other one. The sister, essentially. Yeah. My mom's not feeling well. I'm taking care of this dog. Yeah. And the dog... Ah. So first of all, the dog smells. So I got the dog groomed. But the dog does this thing where anytime there's a body of water of any shape... It or jumps f- right in. Yeah. Oh, and you got that mucky-ass pond in the backyard. The mucky pond in the backyard. And so we've been we've been kind of put like uh, uh, fencing her into one area of the backyard. But every now and then... We forget, and the door goes open, and the shithead dog goes into the <laughs> mucky pond. But what happens is, this is the reason that my shrink has been working for free for several years. Right. I lose it. I snap. Something goes loose in my brain. The dog is a symptom of everything that is wrong with my childhood, somehow. Right. So of that course it is. So that as soon as the dog does the pond thing, like it jumps in the pond, it's not a big deal. It's a Labrador. Right. I can step back now and realize, no, this happens. This is what dogs do. But in the moment... Why was I screaming, I hate you, Mom? Yeah. Yeah, in, you're in not the moment, mad at the dog. You're mad at your mom. But I'm like ready to set the dog on fire, and I'm banging my head into the cement. It gets very ugly very quickly. I have the cure. <laughs> Cider it's drinking? <laughs> no, no. Well, no. I, you can cure several things at once. You got to cure the dog from doing that, right? Yeah. And you got to get some gratification at the same time. At yeah. the same time, while drinking. Uh, <laughs> Rape I, the dog, I, right? <laughs> You're gonna say? Uh, I, Rate it. I don't Rape. have a dog anymore, oh, but okay. I've got this unused shock collar. Oh, I want the shock collar. It's one of the first. Once I calmed down today, I started thinking about well, the shock collar. Um, and the next time it jumps in the pond, you hit the well, shock collar, and the any, whole thing anytime just does <laughs> Anytime it does something bad. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm all about it. I will leave the show right now and go pick up the shock collar from your house if I have to. Oh, it's. And so you get gratification. Hey, ah! Yeah, taught yeah. you something. I'm like, see? Fuck you, mom. I mean, dog. <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. Mom, I, dog. Yeah. yeah. You can get okay. one for your mom, too, if you want. Yeah, You can daisy yeah. chain them together. Yeah. So well, uh, she's like miles away, and she'll still feel it. They're like Everybody pins. tries it on their kid. I'm telling you, if you uh, and poor Kate the Great, if you see me in this moment that this happened... It, it, as soon as the dog gets out that door, that nanosecond, the dog's out there, don't go in there. And it's in there. Do you remember the movie Falling Down? Oh, yeah. I, it's that. It's that the my face. I feel the way I feel inside is that my face is actually melting off. It, you just you want to find your duffel bag okay. full of weaponry. And, yeah. yeah, and I so, can tell. And there's no de- there's no reasoning with me. There's no there's no nothing. Kate like brings me it like nicely brings me a towel to you know, and I snatch it out of her hands like she's a, like she's oh. the meanest. You know, she's just trying to help. And there's yeah. no. It's red. It's all red. Yeah. It's the, the old cliche. I'm seeing red, and, and I and. There's no well, because you know, as soon as that dog goes in that green mucky water, yeah, 
That's not over. Now you have to clean the dog. Now I have to clean the or dog. You gotta, By the way, I paid forty dollars to clean the dog already. Right, and or you got to shut the dog in the backyard, and the dog's like scratching at the back uh, door. Go one or in, or one in. Put a fence around the pond, or you drain the pond, or you kill so the dog. I did the fence around the pond, yeah. and this is the other thing: is that ultimately it's my fault. Oh well, yeah, I, I put the fence around the pond. It didn't work. I need to drain the pond. I haven't had time to drain the pond. Right. But it's also a reminder. So it's not only a reminder of my <laughs> shitty childhood. It's a reminder of my own faults. Your own ineptitude. Because I should have right. drained the fucking pond that's been going on for two weeks. Well, no, 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 no. When you moved in, I said, drain that fucking <laughs> pond. It's a mosquito vector. Well, that's true, but nobody jumped in it before. And now, so I was, I was okay dealing with it. Because you don't have any parties at your house anymore. I fixed the top part of the pond. It's just there's another part of the pond that I haven't oh, fixed yet. I, I, well, you have years. I could see though. Sammy in that pond. <laughs> but that's part no, of it. I, no I'm, problem. I'm fully admitting that right. that's the other part of it, is that it's a, also a flashlight on my own misgivings. Right. That I should have just drained the stupid pond. And instead, I have to deal with this dog, and then and then the dog gets kicked. Oh, you can always go inside. <laughs> Justin, that's terrible. I didn't kick the dog. Good old I, crack you mentally, Kahlua, huh? you mentally kicked the dog, meant, didn't you? See, that's the other thing. It, it, it all. See, I don't really lash out. So the anger fills up in me in such a way, that's why I feel like my face is melting off. And this is why your shrink, that right there, that's why yes. your shrink is working for free. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, would he's be saving much- the world right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then when your shrink's book comes out in four years. <laughs> yeah. How to deal with anger. Yeah, he'll buy you a Tesla. Oh, man. No. He's going to do well. Uh, uh, beca- uh, in other words, I would, I'd be a healthier person if I did kick the dog. But I don't kick the dog, and I don't yell at and Kate, and I don't. I just. It, I don't know what it looks like from the outside, but it for looks me, scary. It feels I like tell I'm, you. It feels like I'm turning inside out. Like I just I curl up <laughs> internally. That's when for you, me. I black out. That's when you gr- you grab. It's gnarly. The, yeah. Grab the cider. <laughs> right. I've so only been here for a couple in. minutes, but I feel like if you just drained the pond. <laughs> it's not about you the pond. You might Warren. not have to kick the dog. Beardy, get the fuck out. <laughs> it's not about the pond. Sick of Beardy already. Well, you we got a great show planned for I've only for been you here today. for a couple of minutes. But, I feel like, but I'm pretty sure the problem is you. Yeah, but I feel like what you need is a lot of sarcasm I right don't now. understand how fencing off the pond failed to work. <laughs> <laughs> Labs are really, really smart. They're good. I didn't have a big enough fence to cover all angles. I covered everything I could, and I thought for sure the dog, the dog not smart wouldn't enough. go out of its way to get to that like last angle. I'm just messing with you. Let's you defend yourself a little. Bit. Uh, the thing is, I but I don't defend myself because I I'm telling you this is part of it. It's part of the anger yeah. is that I realize it is also my own downfalls. It's not only that I have to deal with this shitty untrained dog that I've had to deal with shitty untrained dogs since I was fucking four, but. It's my own. It's my own thing. Well, I should have drained. Do you, as a pond. person, feel shitty and untrained? Since <laughs> <laughs> your mother raised you and she's raised these animals, yeah, it's in like part. A, it's an extension of your family. It's like representative of what of your family, and it's in a dog form. Yes. Or, well, she's okay. given you the dog as a last ditch effort to teach you. <laughs> Fuck her. <laughs> it's also not your dog. Uh, it's also not my dog. More dogs, so, more problems. Bevo's on to something. There is, so I have, she has Sammy. I have spent a lot of Amen. time trying to adjust and discipline, be, become a more disciplined and, and well-organized person. And the dog reverts me back to being 12. That's what happens. The dog is a symptom of my 12-year-old self. 
where the house is a mess and the dogs are begging at the table like the dog's oh, nose is no. on my plate of mashed potatoes <laughs> because that's what dogs are allowed to do in the Crosley house. No, no. And so it reverts me back to, yes, my undisciplined self. We can hug it out later. (laughs) Would you also think that maybe the dog has received more love? (laughs) Don't even get me started. I have to move on because that is a can of worms. Yeah, oh, I could tell you about that. (laughs) Is somehow the dog you? And you are the dog? The last time I got in a fight with my mom about this stuff, because it's an ongoing thing. She broke a um, oral eye. No, oh, she, she was kind of saying, she was like, uh, you know you know how parents do, especially when the kid is angry about their childhood, the parent eventually goes, oh yeah, everything is my fault, right? It's all my, like that's what happens. But my mom went a step further and she goes, uh, everything is mine and Kahlua's fault. Kahlua's the dog. Everything's our fault. And I... And I was, and I couldn't believe, and I flipped my lid, and I'm like, fuck you, and fuck that dog. I don't give a shit about that dog. Well, now I'm taking care of the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she taught you. So, yes, the love of the dog, it's a whole thing. Yeah. And this is why Steve, the shrink, works for free. You mean the miracle worker. (laughs) He's like, hey, mom, you fucked up with me, now you fucked up the dog. Now you're fucking up the dog. But I have to take care of the dog when mom's sick. You don't have to. That's what you're missing. Yeah, how do you say yes? Like, uh, yeah, it's all my mine and Kahlua's fault. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> you nailed it. You and the dog. Uh, I don't know. But I can't say no to the dog. Here's why. If I have mm. to give away, the, the dog saves me during other periods of time with my mother because all she needs is the dog. So the rest of the time I get left alone is the point. Mm. So if I don't take care of the dog now and get it back to her safely so that it can do my job, which yeah. is to take care of her or whatever right. when she's old, I, I, I have to do it myself. So this is the price I pay. Put hmm. them both down. I, <laughs> this, yes. How come I'm the only one laughing at that? That's hey, solution. Mom, why don't you, Kalu, and I go hiking on Doc's property? Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I can barely walk. Let's, oh, it's fine. Let's it's go quail fine. hunting. <laughs> you know, you can't make it back. We'll get something. We'll, we'll get you back. Yeah, uh, don't worry about it. We'll ATV this thing. It's a whole thing with this dog. But today... It, it, so I started drinking early. Well, it sounds like you're handling it really I'm, well. I'm good with that. <laughs> now, I have Doc's punching bag. Doc gave me a punching bag because both Doc and Steve the Shrink agreed that I need an outlet oh. for my <laughs> anger. Yeah. So I have Doc's punching bag. I have like some padded gloves. Um, Did you but, do what I said? You filled it with water. It's a, it's a, it's a hydro bag. So yeah, but it's it like punching humans. Clearly, doesn't work. I mean, <laughs> he, doesn't punch, he doesn't punch it enough. <laughs> well, yeah. Doc got it for different reasons. He got it to stay in shape. He gave Have it to me so I could stay healthy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, healthy mentally. No, I, I got cool. it. I got it to pretend well, I'm punching humans. Before Doc gave it to me, Steve the Shrink is like, um, so here's the here's what happens. Yeah, you don't express any anger yet. You're, you might be the angriest person I've ever met. <laughs> so, <laughs> See, so you need to yeah. you need to do that. You yeah. need a thing. You need an outlet. I would yeah. like you to go get a punching bag. Uh, so he's recommending that I beat on things. Yeah. And so I, I most people get this, a dog. I'm, t- <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm talking this over with Doc, and he's like, "I got you. I got the punching. Punching bags are expensive. Yeah, they are. So he gives me this one. It's all fleshy because it's water filled. Oh, oh yeah, it's it feels great. like a body. What color is the skin? It's bl- it's black, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it's it's so not part. I mean, I didn't order it that way. I just picked. It I up. just happened no, to have Doc it that did. way. Yeah, yeah Doc <laughs> did. I'm little. I mean, it's just a bag. It's not shaped like a human, it, right. but it feels fleshy. Oh yeah, you okay. punch. You punch it. It's like punching JP. You can get it. <laughs> what were 
those that's things called that were like body shaped, but you could hit? Oh, Doc has one no, of those no, the, too, the, but the, I didn't want it. The, the slam man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. That one I didn't want because I'm not. I don't feel like I'm angry toward humans well, per se, right? <laughs> Specifically, so, I didn't want to. I don't want to feel violent while I'm expressing my anger. I don't understand why he says that you don't express any anger because he doesn't. Because I know you and I work with you and I fuck up. But here's the thing then. So you're, <laughs> I think that's more to the point. You're yeah. seeing like point zero zero one percent of oh. my anger. That's the problem. Is wow. he recognizes there is a million times more anger than is ever expressed. Hey, the kettle boils over sometimes. <laughs> that's true. And it's, but it feels it only here's what it feels like something snaps in my brain. <sighs> I'm there at the moment and I can hear uh it it actually it sounds a lot like the sound that a mixer makes when it's on and you mm-hmm. pour a beer You're onto on it, it <laughs> which I've done a couple times. It does this sound that goes like Yeah. <laughs> that happens inside my you head. You implode when hey. these moments. Yeah. JP don't wear black t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so, since you're in the business of taking in random things, uh, when can I drop Sam off and leave him? <laughs> See, Forever. And, oh. Sam brings me peace. I think I can... I don't understand that. <laughs> I, I think I could take on Sam. Well, I think because you don't expect anything from Sam, whereas Bebo <laughs> right. expects an actual, like, a partner you're to do, help do things. Well, you don't have to save Sam for, you know, anything. Like, the you're dog right. you got to save for your mom. Sure, I have no responsibility to Sam, and I don't expect anything out of Sam. You're right. And that's why he brings me peace, because he never lets me down. Right. What if Sam... If you don't... don't, I don't care! If you don't give him back in good shape, nobody complains. Nobody cares. It can't be any worse than when he got dropped off. He he doesn't care if Sam jumps in the pond, because he doesn't hate Sam's mom. But see, this is see this. Is, yeah. So you don't hate me. But see, this is the problem. If I only took on people and things that I expected nothing from, yeah, then I wouldn't grow as a human. Oh, and and this is what Steve is working on. Well, God, God bless you, our Savior. Can we get Steve on the program? Oh man, really? with a voice distorter. <laughs> when I first came out with Justin, he was really bad. Grand we can't, we can't use a tool that psychiatrists use. Steve would have he would have some stories. Uh, to, he I would love if I wasn't in the room and just got to listen later at what he had to say about the project. Let's reach well, out. Let's get him in the room. How uh, here, up here on the desk and let's the desk. let's let him mess with all of us mostly JP. But let's yeah. let, let's right. with all of us. Let him do his thing. He does work very quickly at first, but then the work slows down. You know, because he's trying to he's trying to and eke out that paycheck. From you. <laughs> I can't tell if it's that or if it's that as as, as JP uh, you know predicts it's that he's writing a very thorough book. He, he needs another You're a chapter, study, man. <laughs> he's soon going to be referred to as best-selling author Steve. New York Times <laughs> best-selling author Steve. Steve X. <laughs> oh, can, can we get him on Amazon? Uh, I, not yet, but I'll tell you when you can. All right, I feel like I should move on. I just wanted to express mm. that I had been just drinking vent a little early, and I thought I'd, I'd tell you why. That's all. Uh, we do have a fantastic show for you today. We've got Drew Be- uh, Drew Beecham. Uh, he wrote the new book, Everything Hard Cider. And uh, he's wrote uh, written several books, as a matter of fact, at this point. I think he's that's this is his third. He's working on his fourth. And he's here to talk to us about cider. And because of that, we brought Beardy, the BN Army mascot, in. Uh, to, because <laughs> if I remember right, Beardy, when yeah. the... I'm sorry, BN Army. <laughs> when the BN Club won its first club of the year, it was in large part due to, to your medals and, 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 your, and your ciders, for that matter. Is that right? 
Possibly. I think it was. I think we gained quite <laughs> yeah. a lot of points based on that, and it put I, us right over the edge. And so we thought we'd bring you in to taste your ciders while we're talking about it as well. A plus the beard is still there. And right. uh, now, just a little backstory. Uh, we all instantly fell in love with Beardy's beard. Yeah. And I said to him, now that we've won, you know, you, can, you can't cut it off. At the, <laughs> at the time, though, his, his wife wanted him to, to cut it off. She's, she she basically said, it, I, I, it's going to be gone. At the at once I got back from NHC, unless that, you get cut off, unless you. So what it takes you about like you know, a couple months to do that? Yes, yes, <laughs> right. not a whole long. Dude looks like ZZ Top. He looks like a young ZZ Top. Yeah, and put a beanie on him. You know how much he loves hearing that, by the way. But he's like a chia pet because you this can the watch it grow. Like if he sh- if he were to shave it now, by the end of the show, there'd be more there. Like you can watch it grow. <laughs> Absolutely, but unlike Justin, he looks clean. Right. Well, I shampoo it. I oh. bet you do. Yes. What kind of shampoo do you use? Prell, whatever's or... in the shower. Do you also condition it? Yes, you do. Of course. And then do you comb it after the shower? Yeah, that's the difference between looking homeless, right? Um, you do this because you're married, not because you have a beard. Combing and shampooing. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, that in general, helps. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you have to put like gel or hairspray in it to keep it contained? Or no. it, so as long as you condition it and comb, it will stay where it's supposed to. Yeah, for well, a day it's or a two. wide field for a day or two, and then it starts to do its own thing. I see. To frizz out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can't have that. Well, I think it still looks great. We almost lost it. the The deal with his wife was if if he gets a job in the brewing industry, she will allow him to keep the beard. So we got him a job in the brewing industry, awesome. and here he is uh, today working in California at Heretic Brewing. So Company. hopefully she won't bring it up again to cut that thing off. Oh, she's brought it up. Well. Put she her, doesn't get to. Hey, put and her in a black should, t-shirt. Bring well, her in. the deal was just for a year. Until Listen. We, until the club won Oh, I didn't know again. that was the deal. That I don't the I don't deal. remember making that and deal. And so now I've just been avoiding her. What if I make a new deal? <laughs> the NHC 2010. You are over at my house a lot. Yes. Yeah. What if I make a new deal that says I will have you fired if you shave it? Will that, <laughs> will that help? I'm fine with that deal. I mean... <laughs> just tell her. Yeah. Jamil and I, we're pretty close. Unemployment. <laughs> Feel like, I feel like if she's threatening you, I can threaten back. The 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 club needs the beard. How, is she bugging uh, you on the daily? Like how how much nagging are we talking about? No, when it gets to the daily, I'll let you know, and then we can okay we can resort to the then we'll talk. Okay. I'll leave it in your capable hands for now. Well, I, I want to know the weekly, monthly. Like, give me an idea what it's like in the in the beardy house. Um, usually once a week at least. And what does There's it sound some, like? So oh, every, I'm going to cut that thing off in your sleep. So it's every time you ask, oh, wait, wait, it's every time you ask about her the beard, for sex. right? Yes, I think <laughs> good. Hopefully. So on every Wednesday when you ask for sex, she brings up the beard. Fine, but this well, is the last time. Well, it's every third Thursday. <laughs> hey, conditions are perfect. <laughs> yeah, I got my business socks on. And every fifth <laughs> Saturday socks. Yeah. Do you ever fear that she will cut it off in your sleep? I've told her if she does that, I will cut. I'll shave her head. Oh, no. In oh. her sleep no, the next no, no. night. I like it. That's good. You have to have a counter threat. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just go doing things like that. Yeah, but, it's, right. but it's, by the way, you, you're as big of a loser in that scenario as she is if you shave well, her that's head. The, so that's, that's an it's, empty it's, threat. It's, it's a lose-lose lose She doesn't know that. Yeah, he's Moscow. already a big loser. <laughs> he's married. <laughs> it's all lose-lose. But also, can I just make a recommendation, Warren? Uh, don't listen to the angriest man in the universe. <laughs> When it comes to, like, you know, how to counterbalance threats. No, well, see, he's going to peaceful. therapy. That's more than I've got. That's so probably really he, true, yeah. You got he beard therapy. See, at least I understand what awful things I'm doing to people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I know full well. <laughs> right. 
All right, so it is the uh, Everything Hard Cider Show uh, with Drew Beecham. He'll be on the program in just a few minutes. If you've got questions, hit the chat button on the homepage or call 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER. We'll take your calls and questions that way. A few announcements to get out to you. Winter Brews Fest has been announced. It's Saturday, January 25th from 12 to 4 in Toto Santos Plaza in Concord, California. The same place it's been for the last couple years, the same time it's been for the last couple years. Uh, it's the, the perfect place. It's a great place. It is the perfect place. It's the perfect place. I really do love having it there. And the, the best thing about it is we've not even used half of the park as of yet. So it's, it's really a place we're going to grow over the years. The city likes having us there. Unlike the other places, it was kind of wishy-washy where they even liked us there. Right. City likes yeah. us to the <laughs> yeah. thing well, now. I love that journey song. Thank you. It's uh, the the city does love us, and the the city police love us, and I'll tell you why. It's because all of you festgoers are super well behaved. They had their apprehensions in in the first oh, yeah. place because we were bringing so many drinkers, and I I did try to explain to them. I said, look, these these aren't just your your drinkers; these are beer nerds that we bring out. We yeah. do a beer nerd fest, and the funny thing was, after that first fest, they came back and they go. You were right about the beer nerds. <laughs> God, are they dorky? Yeah, they're they're amazing. They, they so the the police love us because you guys have been so well behaved, and and that allows us to keep growing the festival, which we're working on doing this year as well. Tickets will be on sale soon, so just stay tuned. But mark your calendars: Saturday, January twenty fifth. Um, it's Bart close. It is very Bart close. Yeah, two blocks from Bart. There's no reason not to take public transportation. None of this. Oh, it's it's all the way out there in Concord. Well, it doesn't matter. It's there. There isn't another beer festival a couple weeks either side of it. Uh, so you got nothing else to do. It's the weekend in between the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. Mm. So there's a whole lot of nothing else to do. You got nothing to do. Which is what we're really good at. We're Throw very good at being like the thing that you have nothing else to do. Yes, I'll go to that. You can fest. start your pregaming for the Super Bowl. Yes the weekend before. So Saturday, January 25th. Put it on your calendar. Uh, We need to put a call out for Home Brewer of the Week. Oh, yeah. Uh, If you want to be featured in an upcoming segment on the show featuring a uh, different home brewer every week, send an email over to me, scott at thebrewingnetwork.com, and we'll get you on. Tell me why. Tell me why you're interesting. All right. Dr. Homebrew is available on iTunes and the homepage. I owe you a couple episodes. They'll be up tomorrow uh, because I'm leaving town. I'm going out to San Diego Beer Week on Tuesday. What? Are you drinking? I'm going to go hang out. I'm going to be drinking. I'm going to hang out with the Whiteys. Oh, boy. uh, You uh, playing golf? It's going to be a little golf involved, but I'm I'm mostly there for San Diego Beer Week. That's one I've never been to, and as you know, I hear uh, it's amazing. They do have just such a great beer scene down there. Yeah, uh, a lot of them have been guests on the show, but more importantly, a lot of uh, brewers down there have not been guests. So I'm going to go down there and hobnob a little bit and and send Moscow a list of people to get on the program. Um, so anyhow, the point is you will get your Dr. Homebrews and your Bruce Strongs and anything else, uh, by tomorrow so I can leave town and, and feel good about it. Uh, all right. Amazon, you can support us by shopping, uh, on Amazon. Do all your normal shopping. Just click the Amazon link right there. It's broad and big in the center of our homepage. You just click that and, uh, do all your shopping as normal. We get a little piece of the action. Uh, a lot of you have been doing it and we appreciate it very much. In fact, so many of you that we'd like to do a little Amazon product of the week. What's our product this week, Moscow? The Ladies Man Light Brown Wig. It's 100% 100 synthetic fiber. Now, now you would think, well, all right, well, it was Halloween. They ordered it for a costume, except for this order was placed uh, on November 2. So either they're planning for next year's costume, or they're just a freak who wants to look like Jennifer Aniston, except that a dude. Does it go well with the layers? Let me see that. Here, take a look. Nice layering. That is really terrible. Let me see. It's awesome. 
I think that they typoed oh, no. it and instead oh, of yeah. it, it's not supposed to say ladies man. I think it's just supposed to say lady man. Lady, yeah. Oh, they no, pluralized it's, it's it. Got the, it's How got, much is it? Uh, it was 10 bucks. It's okay. Got the, it's got the man flip. I It does have the man flip. I like this wig so much. Uh, Did you I buy it for me? It should be part of our club night 2014 uh, oh. uniform. Should the rest of this model's getup be part of it? He's got like the 70s shirt open to the navel with the medallion, the gold medallion. The thing about the wig is it doesn't matter what else you do afterward. The wig is so good it's that anything you do afterward is a moot point. You can't improve on that. I think that this might be part of our uh, National Homebrewers Conference Club Night 2014 outfit. How many can do it? And not just us. I mean, uh, we'll buy it for the crew, but uh, BN Army club members, you should look it up now because I might put a call out for orders. What if I'm wrong about the, the Halloween costume and it's like it was a guy undergoing chemo or something? And would you still, <laughs> oh, would you yeah. change your opinion or would you still want us to have this wig? No, because I would hope that if he's a listener and he used our link, he would understand that even his disease is funny sometimes. <laughs> and that if, if he's, and if he bought a silly wig to, to do, you know, to not be bald, I, I've seen Sympathy for that, but let's all have fun with it, shall we? I mean, we'd be helping him blend in. Are you oh, with that's true. Else? That's a good point. <laughs> right. My, my thought exactly. You know, he could blend yeah. in. Nobody knows he's on right. chemo. It's the awesome. thing is, Moscow, he could come you... to me, and I'll teach him how to draw his eyebrows on. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Moscow, you know me, and if the guy a joke, with serious. cancer comes up to me at club night and pulls off the wig and shows me his cancer head, you're gonna cry. I'll cry like a little girl. I will. Cr- I'll stand there sobbing. Uh, like a big sissy. That's what we're Of course we'll you will. But, uh, but I'm game. I think uh, it's a good idea. Yeah, thanks for buying that, and good luck with the cancer treatment. Thanks for supporting <laughs> us uh, by shopping through Amazon. iPhone and Android apps so that you can listen to all this on the go are available in iTunes and the Android market. Uh, just uh, search BN Mobile. BN Mobile. It's free. Just download it. Spell mobile. You can watch all this live on uh, on our live stream page. Uh, I think it's going and working right now, yeah? It's working. All right, just go to thebrewingnetwork.com slash TV. All of our shows uh, are available. Our past shows are, are available there, and the live streaming is available there, too. Subscribe and join the BN Army. It puts you in the running for $100 gift certificate to more beer. Uh, just hit the donate button and become a recurring donor. Get all this and more on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> Send your show ideas over to Scott the Jew. That's Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Do we have a Twitter game today? We do. Twitter game is brought to you today by the American Homebrewers Association, our good old friends there. By the way, you can buy a membership to that by clicking the AHA link on our page, and that helps us out as well. But even if you don't, you should be a member of the American Homebrewers Association. They're good to you. They're good to us. They have managed to make homebrewing legal in all 50 states. I'm looking at their website right now, and they do a club of the week. It's California Club this week. Elk Grove Brewers Guild. So that's nice to see. Uh, they have a Pimp My System section, so you get to go and get all googly-eyed over everybody else's system and how badass they are. Um, that's how you name it. That's Sister? how Jamil's way. It really is a premier resource for homebrewing information. You know, I like our website. I think that it offers you... Um, Stuff. Um, things and a lot of things stuff. Things and stuff. Uh, and, you know, oh, yeah. no. Don't, uh, our, our, sh- our site is playing that uh, Sierra Nevada show, now playing on BN Radio. That's cool. <laughs> ah, 
Yeah. See, we have that. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, There's it, a link to Amazon. It also yeah. offers um, Amazon frustration um, control because because when you go to the thing and the 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 picture always rotates too fast before yeah. you can actually read it yeah so there's yeah. that so lots yeah. of stuff but yeah. the aha website is just not it, like that at all not you like know, that. It, it's it's works <laughs> yeah it's ada yeah. friendly <laughs> it is ada friendly i can click here and here and here and here <laughs> all right go yeah. to homebrewersassociation.org and support the aha what's our twitter game our Twitter game is so uh, you know after hearing all of this uh, and and how much I don't like people you know you taking advantage of people. Um, Who's you, Justin? <laughs> okay, of course. Right? Oh, wait, when are you taking I... advantage of Steve because he's not you're not paying him any money? But I didn't. But he's okay. helping. All right. right. I'll so take I'm just saying. It. All right. right? I'll okay. take it. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm putting a call out to the BN Army that uh, they should give you advice. I mean, we have thousands and thousands of screwed up people who have serious mom complexes, right? Good point, yeah. So I want everybody to give Jay some advice oh. on how to heal his relationship with his mom. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the best Twitter game ever. <laughs> All right, how do I heal my relationship one. with yeah. my childhood, with my mom? All right, now that's our Twitter game. You people know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. In, w- in one line? You just tweet back, right? You just tweet back, yeah. At, I mean, at Brewing Network? At Brewing Network, yeah. In one it line. It sounds so easy yeah. when you say 140 it. characters. It's easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. <laughs> uh, all right, that's our Twitter game brought to you today by the American Homebrewers Association. All right, let's do some feedback. Feedback's brought to you today by Austin Homebrew Supply, our good friends out there in Austin. I was able to stop into the shop recently. I told you about that when I was there. And uh, what an awesome retail experience. Great people. They got a brewery that's kind of affiliated with the homebrew shop. I think the owners own the brewery. That's um, I kept pronouncing the name wrong. but it's of course like, it is. It's, it's not like Texan. Rogan. 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 You were saying Rogan. It's Rogan. It's Rogan. Yeah. Because I think it's the last name of the of the owner, which is pronounced Rogan, not Rogan. But Rogan, uh, great beer, a great homebrew shop, Austin Homebrew Supply. Go check it out. Oh my God! You've got mail. Kick ass. If this shop is a Rogan, don't come a noggin. <laughs> I wouldn't. I like that. Thank you. Have been drinking. <laughs> There's a, that's one of you. That's one of you. JP's jokes are really funny tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what? I've been drinking. It's not a roll. All right, feedback is short and sweet tonight, just how I like it. Dave writes in, Brewcasters, between the new shows and the archives, the Brewing Network is the only thing I listen to. I feel like you guys have had something, uh, had, had some amazing shows lately. The Sandor Katz interview and uh, the most recent show with Paxton were not only entertaining, but really got me to think. <laughs> Thanks for everything you guys do from Dave. I don't know that I've ever heard that about <laughs> us before. Yeah, sorry we made you think. Think, but I hope your thinks were good ones. Usually, we stop thinking for most people. <laughs> that was pretty much it, except for our spam of the week, which I love. This segment. Uh, here we go. It's from Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey. Hello, Council. Hi. I'm inquiring about the possibility of your firm demanding and representing me in the litigation of a breach of loan payment agreement. If this falls within the scope of your practice, please get back to me so that I can send the copies of our agreements and more information. Regards, Jeffrey Maurice. Should we represent him? <laughs> Should I not have given out his last name? Now everyone will know who he is. Oh, represent. Shit. Sure it's not Morris? Uh, I think it's Maurice. That no. sounds remarkably non-spam-like. I do wonder how this scam works. Do 
First of all, clearly there's no looking at whose address it is. The Brewing Network came up in their search of possible litigators. Uh, so there's that. Second of all, even if we were, how does this scam work? Like, what in... You see what I mean? Ultimately, they're just looking for bank account information. So, but we're representing them. They're not offering to represent us. So that wait, so we should ask for bank account information, right? Yeah. Maybe we, we should try respond to this. One. Please reply with your social security number, your address, your 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 first pet's name, your, your mother's, mother's maiden, maiden name, name. Yeah. And, we'll, and we will gladly represent you. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. I'll get right on that. Your We're bank's in, account number yeah. and routing number. JP, do it. All right, I'll do it right now. I, I mean, yeah, do it and see what... Because I would be curious what the then response is. Okay. Let's, let's will, make this our first follow-up spam I'll, of the I'll week. Bet, I'll right. bet it's in broken English. Yeah, yeah. the response will... There, there will be a flood of more spam as the word gets out that, hey, this is a live email address, and in fact, they responded. Get ping, ping, ready for a flood ping, of more spam. Yeah. You, you have, have no, zero credit not, rating. The, in our feedback account, the flood could not flow more... Uh, <laughs> That's why they don't send it to you. Or something. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's going to me. It all goes to feedback. Do you it's, have the, the spam filter turned off? Because spam filters are pretty effective. No, it's turned off in feedback because I was missing a lot of feedback. Oh. Be- I would have to go. So I just thought, fuck it. I don't read through the thing anyway. Yeah. You, you just go through and you pick out the regular ones. But JP has recently, you know, started selecting a spam or two. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> should we also reply in broken English? Like, <laughs> dear, like dear Sir Malone, Maurice. <laughs> Hello, counsel. Uh we represent you to like. <laughs> Following up on your loan... Ag- that's too much already. Following loan up on your agreement, we would love to... We have decided... You represent. Yeah, no, we, have, we have decided watermelon feature. <laughs> what you should do is t- type out your response and then run it through Google Translate to Spanish and then back through Google Translate to English. That's Here's a good idea. Email. That's a good idea. And it will come out exactly like we're... Yeah. Uh, and then, in very clear English... Please send your social security number, mother's maiden name, name of first pet, and bank account information <laughs> so that we can bill you immediately for our services. Well, for our retainer. I mean, we're not going to bill for services. Let's not be nuts. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to find out what Jeffrey Maurice has to say. <laughs> He's probably in a lot of turmoil right now. Somebody's, yeah. I mean, his loan is in disarray. He's sitting in Haiti drinking, oh, drinking cider. Send, uh... Yeah. He's got a $5 loan from the lemonade guy. Yeah. <laughs> or they can send money via Western Union. <laughs> yes. They'll just want our bank account information for where to send money to. That's where it falls apart. But that's fine. You can get you can get incoming bank information all day long. Okay. Oh, I like it. The, it turns out Spam of the Week is going to turn into a moneymaker, JP. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. <laughs> all right. Feedback was brought to you today by Austin Homebrew Supply. That's it? That's so wrong. All right, we're going to take ourselves a quick break. We got to uh, get to Drew Beecham, our good friend Drew Beecham. We're going to talk about cider for the rest of the show, which means we're going to drink cider for the rest of the show, which means what is the average strength of your ciders, Beardy? Um, Well, three of them are all based the same cider base. Already this is a good answer. Yeah. So they're already five and a half to six, okay. but I brought one that is 15%. 15%. Ooh, did, did, ooh. We about to get drunk, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we'll, we'll find out from Drew, but there's a, there's a legal something or other surrounding 6.9% ABV. Uh, anything above that, you're in a different tax bracket, so commercial uh, ciders are almost yeah. exclusively under 7%. Okay, but Beardy is not a commercial no, cider maker. So. Do you call your middle name Jack? It's not Applejack. Okay. It's a sizer. 
Well, it looks like Sam's looks like Sam's driving us all home tonight. Sweet. We finally found a use for Sam. Are you kidding me? Sam's already drunk. <laughs> is he? Oh, he, he showed, isn't he well, watching the kid? Yeah, is that what he's swinging well, Abby around by her arms? I think Sam had issues when he woke up on Sunday morning, <laughs> like everybody else. Right. Except he had to go play music at church, so he Abby needed to tune up. Oh, you know he tuned I mean? up with the old lady. All right, it's the Everything Hard Cider Show with Drew Beecham. We'll be back with Drew in just a few minutes. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, Cretans. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines, but I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. 
When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewer Network. The session. Brewing up our next batch of radio gold. Right now. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks for hanging out with us. It's the Everything Hard Cider Show with Drew Beach, and we'll get to Drew in just one second. But first, I need to remind you that our good friends over at AdamandEve.com can help you in the bedroom. That's right. Who doesn't need a little help in the bedroom? Go to AdamandEve.com right now, and for a limited time only, you can get 50% off just about any one item. Uh, You can get free shipping. You can get, uh, what else do you get? You get three free adult DVDs from yeah. all sorts of uh, genres, you know, such as uh, Asian or uh, anal. Uh, what's another A? Amateur. I'm sorry, Mom. Uh, I mean, just staying in the A's, it gets you a, a whole lot of wonderful, sorry, Butter. I had to turn you off for a second. No, it was just titties. Uh, t- oh, titties. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Bebo says titties is a category. I love. I think it's big breasts, but whatever. I I'm sure. I'm certain it's not breast. Speaking of big breasts, Bebo, you're looking good today. Thank you. Have you lost weight? No, I found some. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Because that shirt makes you look like you lost weight. I don't know why. But I'm thank not you. messing with you on that. It could be my mom jeans. Oh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Holding everything in. No, uh, extra- I don't know, but I really haven't. I've fallen 
have, so far off. The, I think the wagon, I fell off of it, and then it backed over me. Have you heard of these spanks? I have, but they don't make them for your arms. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Uh, well, anyway, you're, whatever you're doing tonight works. Thank you. Uh, so, titties is a category. Uh, and anyway, uh, you also get free shipping and a free gift so sensual that we can't mention it on the radio. So, go over to adamandeve.com. You can use coupon code BNARMY. It's B-N-A-R-M-Y. And uh, get all those wonderful things. They've been a good supporter of the BN. And so, why go down to that creepy corner store when you can just do it all from the comfort of your home? Which is, let's face it, that's what you're doing the rest of the time anyway, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if you know what I'm saying. Even if it's not that comfortable. Nobody goes that. Does anybody still go out to the theater, like the, the adult theater, and, and go into the little box? Like, you don't have to do that anymore, right? You, I don't know. You do, do it those at home. really exist? Oh, yeah. 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 Nope. That's yeah. gross. <laughs> there was yeah. one that came to Heretic wanting to carry our beer. Oh, really? They were opening up in Oakland. I, I can't believe that Jamil would say no to that. He wasn't there. They were talking to me, and I said it was fine. I, figured <laughs> I think okay. you represented Jamil yeah. well, yeah. because I know Jamil. Yeah. So like, yeah. 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 I gave him 10 cases for free. Right, yeah, I gave him a discount. <laughs> yeah. And, and they gave you eight coins <laughs> to put into the box that opens the window. That I will never use, Candy. <laughs> right, of course. Of course he won't. No. Uh, all right, adamandeve.com. Let's go to Drew Beach. He should be on the line with us right now, and let's talk some cider. Hey, Drew, you there? Yes, I am. Thanks for being on the show, man. Hey, no problem. I love being on the show. Well, we like having you, too, and it seems well, like we only get to see you once a year, so it's nice when we get to chat with you a bit over here. Well, good. How are the Maltose Falcons doing? That's your... Well, good, he says. <laughs> well, great. Well, good. I'm glad you love me. <laughs> the Maltose Falcons are great. We just had our uh, our kickoff meeting for the year, and uh, this is our 40th anniversary year coming up. Wow. I'm always blown away by your club. It, it has just been around for so long. It's so impressive to see. That's rad. Yeah, we survived by not dying. What are you going to do for the big 4-0? Uh, a bunch of middle-aged stuff, like buy Corvettes and um, go out and see strippers? I don't know what happens when you have the midlife thing. It's your yeah, mid- we were thinking a big party with young girls. <laughs> Lark races. <laughs> yeah, it's the midlife crisis. It's the first midlife crisis homebrew club party. Yes. At 40. <laughs> you think Spearmint Rhino will pour homebrew? <laughs> I'm pretty sure my dad bought a Camaro, like a T-top Camaro, when he turned 40-something. He was like the... It, like the cliche yeah. midlife crisis guy. I think you should buy Camaros for every member, Drew. No, no, no. It's the Maltos Falcons. That means we have to buy Firebirds. <laughs> Good point. Good call. So the new book is Everything Hard Cider. Drew, how long did it take you to write this one? I started in January, and I think uh, we sent in the final draft uh, end of April. So you're kind of a prolific writing maniac. It amazes me how fast you, you push out books, yet... Yet I watch your posts on, on Facebook, and it seems like you never get any work done because your ADD is worse than Doc's. <laughs> yeah, my, my ADD is all over the place. I, I have to struggle to find a way to actually you know, focus on the book, but eventually what ends up happening is just sheer, sheer stress and panic at the editor going, uh, hey, by the way, your book's due. Got it. What, what, is, so, what does that mean, Justin? You just mean he's posting a lot or long posts? No, or? he literally describes the writing process quite a bit on his post, which I always enjoy reading because I'm fascinated by people who can write an entire book. It, it really is one of those skills that kind of blows me away. And Drew, yeah, he'll go, sitting down to write, also have cat, also have game on, also fixing fountain, also mowing lawn. <laughs> my little my little cookie snooker is on my keyboard right now, my poor little cookie dog. I mean, I'm not exaggerating, right? You're, you're always doing eight things. 
<laughs> You're right. My, uh, my wife is completely concerned that my brain is going to melt down. <laughs> and so I sometimes I sit and I picture because I I Drew's a Drew's a weird looking guy, and so sometimes I picture him sitting there with all these things happening, and I giggle. But I try to figure out how the hell he even finishes a page. I feel like he gets a paragraph done every two weeks. But clearly, that's not what happens, because what I'm admitting is he really does pump out books pretty quickly. Well, again, it's that, that whole thing, you know, that you got an editor who's sitting there going, uh, dude, you're supposed to get me this chapter. Right. And at some point in time, I uh, I have to stop avoiding them. They, they're kind of like uh, editors in a lot of ways are kind of like debt collectors. So you, eventually, you just give them what they want to get them to go away. <laughs> It's a guilt thing, and you work well. I work well on guilt, too, by the way. It's just a lot of us do, and I think that's what you're saying. Is that how they guilt you, Drew? They give you the up inflection at the end of the sentence? Like, your book is due tomorrow, and we could have used that chapter last week. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think when we got down to the end of the process, uh, this book was actually a month overdue. See, and, up inflection, month overdue. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. My, and my editor was like, uh... You know, really, we're starting to push it. We're not going to be able to get the book out on time if you don't give me the chapters. And so uh, I just uh, frantically uh, called my boss and I said, uh, yeah, so that whole coming into work work thing, I cannot do that this week, right? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, sat down and just, you know, blazed. Okay. So that's the thing. That's kind of what I'm getting at, too, is you have other projects going on. Just to go through what you've done so far, of course, you wrote the Everything Homebrewing book yep. uh, for the same publisher. Um, yep. That was back in 2009. In, uh, in January, you did the Homebrewer's Journal. What was that? It was just a little uh, simple side project where they came to me and said, uh, it was the exact same publisher but a different division, and they said, uh, yeah, we want to take part of your Everything Homebrewing book and turn it into a notebook uh, would you take a look at this and work with us? And I said, yeah, sure. Okay. And it was a, it was a relatively simple project, but it was nice to have it done because it was like, hey, yeah, I'm still here. Got it. And then you've now taken on and, and published, of course, the, the Everything Hard Cider book. But also, at the same time, didn't you begin working on a TV project with DirecTV? Uh, yeah, that, that's my current uh, that's my current job, and uh, been doing a lot of stuff with them. So we'll see where all that goes. So but, that's your real job, you mean? That's my yeah. That's my real job. And it. it encompasses a lot of different things. But uh, and then I also started doing another book. Oh, you did. What's the What's the book you're working on now? Uh, I'm doing a, a book on experimental brewing, and I'm uh, co-authoring it actually with uh, Denny. Uh, okay. Denny Con. Nice. You You know, you're a good author for the experimental brewing book. I think. I think you have. I mean, this. You have a lot to offer the world of experimental brewing. You You. I think provide a unique. Perspective, not to mention experience. You you make some weird shit. Well, uh, yeah. The, apparently, they didn't want to call it wacky ass brewing. Suggesting <laughs> right. so and weird shit was the title of something else. So, <laughs> so give yeah, us. I think that goes to Adam and Eve. Can you give us? A, yeah, <laughs> that's a category in the DVD section. Yes, experimental shit. It's mostly Germans buy it, um, but it's there. But it's no picture, so fuck them. Turn your mic on, Doc. Eight years later. Well, I was I was eating before, and I know Justin doesn't like. That's uh, true. Yeah, turn so. yourself yourself regulated. I like that. Well, of course, <laughs> therapy works. Well, I'm not going to piss him off anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad day to do that. No, not good. Yeah. Drew, give us an example before we dive into cider, because that's where we're going to spend most of our time tonight about some experimental brewing stuff. Dive in cider. Yes. Uh, thank you, Doc, for making the first insider joke. Uh, <laughs> 
No, on the experimental brewing stuff, it's a lot of like, uh, you know, there are things that that we all talk about and know, you know, like, uh, oh, you know, this form of chilling is faster, or, you know, you should do your whirlpool hops at 170 degrees, but not at boiling. Uh, and it's kind of like just these things that people talk about, but nobody's really kind of formalized it and sat down and done it. So what uh, Denny and I are doing is we're setting up a lot of uh, these little experiments that are going to tie into our website and, you know, teach people how to go out test a piece of, uh, of homebrewing lore and report it back so that we can actually build up kind of a compendium of like very simple knowledge. Uh, and then also uh, obviously do things like cover, hey, you know, here's how you do peanut butter in a brew or here's how you uh, generate 900 different types of beer out of five gallons of beer. And, you know, a lot of the different things that, that, that I kind of play around with. I like it. And Denny, uh, that you're writing it with, being the old hippie that he is, does he realize <laughs> that when it's when you say experimental brew, you don't mean, like, different types of acid and stuff that you take on brew day? Yeah, he does. Uh, although I did have to talk him down from writing about more than one type of mushroom beer. I <laughs> see. Yeah, he's like, what about this one? <laughs> yeah, the world does not need several kinds of mushroom beers. <laughs> we'll call it magic mushroom beer. What about that, Drew? Write about that. Is it morning mushroom beer? <laughs> Or, or, you know, just you know, evening it, mushroom. Beer. Is it long lasting? Uh, I, I will say there is a recipe in the beer, uh, in the book for wee shroomy. Oh, is that right? <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it leaves it open to us. Which, so, which is that how many shrooms? caps and how many stems? That's always the question, Doc. I think that's up to the experimenter to decide. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you started this book in January. You finished it in April. Why did they choose you for for the cider category? I know you've written for the publisher before, but what particular qualifications for cider? Well, originally they approached me and they said, uh, hey, so do you know anybody who would do a cider book? We're looking for a cider book that has, you know, a hundred recipes and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like going, well, I think you're kind of crazy if you want a cider book with a hundred recipes because really there's about five recipes for cider and uh, everything else is window dressing. And uh, so I responded to them and I told them this and I said, but, you know, look, if I – if you were looking at putting together a book about cider, instead of focusing on on the number of recipes that you've got, here's what I would do. And me being the stupid person that I am, I went off and I spent about an hour and a half and I whipped together this 20-chapter outline. And then I said that to them. I said, this is what I would do. And I got the response from them of, oh, well, that's good. Did you want to write this? Ah, nice. And you know, the next thing you know, it was like, uh, okay. So uh, I, I sat down, and I've been doing cider for a long period of time. I started brewing uh, in 99, like March of 99. Okay. And I think I did my first batch of cider in the fall of 99. So it's just kind of been there. I, I'm kind of an equal opportunity fermentationist. Okay. But your answer does beg the question, and I'll admit, you know, and I think a lot of homebrewers maybe who have done cider as well, that, you know, this show is for, and, and probably the book is for people who haven't done cider, but those of us who have, you know, your answer includes, well, there's only like five types anyway. So mm-hmm. it, it makes us, th- like, it's hard for us even to do a whole show about cider. How do you do a whole book on it? Yeah, you know, it was one of the things where I started to look at it, and, and of course, I did research. I went and I grabbed, um, I grabbed all the other cider books that were out there, or a good number of them. Okay, and started started to look through them and, and try and figure out, okay, what's everybody been talking about? Yeah, you know, and and try to find a different angle. And the thing that I noticed is that, that there are all these great books out there. You know, uh, Andrew Lee and uh, Ben Watson and Annie Prolix, uh, for instance, and 
all the books take the exact same tack, you know, like cider is this wonderful mystical beverage that has a long tradition here in the U.S. or Britain, in the case of Andrew Lee. And in order to make great cider, you must get great cider apples. And in order to get great cider apples, well, you're screwed buying them, so you have to get a, you have to make your own cider orchard. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the same thing. So first buy this book, yeah. then buy an orchard. Yeah. Right. Well, or, or, or you only have to wait and have an inn with these Apple guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and so, it, like, looking at it, I mean, and, and that's seriously, that's what all these books were talking about. And they're great because they told you, hey, you know, look, if you want to make cider, then build this piece of equipment and do this and then do this. And, and I was like, well, that's great, but good Lord, I can't. Uh, I've got one lonely little apple tree in my backyard. I can't make an orchard. And... So I, I kind of sat down and I went, well, uh, I think there's a real thing to cover here on the idea of what do you do if you don't have access to those apples? And then playing around with that, it was also like, well, you know, it turns out cider is a great experimental base, right? It's a very friendly and forgiving flavor base, kind of like a wheat beer or a Blondale. And so let's talk about that, too, because the, none of that's being covered. No, nobody's talking about what you can do with cider other than just, you know, make something that tastes like apples. Okay. Why do you think that is? Or are there cider purists that are like, no, it's apple flavor, man? Yeah, uh, they're, to- they're totally are. If you look at, like, uh, camera, for instance, and God bless them, I, I love them, but they're pedantic little shits. Um, they, you know, they will get into people's faces over what's called cider. Their, their worst insult in the world that they let lob at something is they call it keg cider. Because to camera uh, keg is you know a, a equivalent of shit. Okay. Um, and I hate the English. So yeah, you you look at this and yeah, they're very you hate everybody. <laughs> English are such little whatever. Well, I asked this question of you, of course, having looked through the book and knowing that something like chapter eleven exists, where you're adding fruit and vegetable additions mm-hmm. as part of the topic, and I think that that is part of what makes this this book different. And of course, there are. There's always talk about, and us as homebrewers, you know, when we go to club night, we taste, you know, cider with different uh, additions. But you really go into depth about uh, what different fruits, um, and then you even talk about what amounts could be used per gallon. Like, you're you're really giving some great, uh, it, you know, I, I hope this isn't offensive when I say it's kind of a, like a for dummies book. And I like the for dummies books, not because they're actually <laughs> for dummies, but because they finally give specifics instead of being vague. Instead of saying, "Well, there's this whole range," and there's they the the for dummies books just go, "We're going to give you specifics. You can figure the rest out yourself." And I like that about it. Yeah, in fact, uh, the uh, dummies uh, homebrewing book by I think it's Martin Nagel wrote that one it has been for a long time considered to be one of one of the really good guides to homebrewing. Yeah. So yeah, there there is a definite uh, there is a definite line there, and uh, yeah, it's it's one of these things you have to realize who your audience is, and then kind of handhold them a little bit. But really, a lot of the book was just about you know stop thinking about this just as apples, right? So so true. Uh, do you think? Yeah, you know, I've read all these books, and it's all like you said. Uh, you have to have this kind of apple, this kind of apple to really you know tweak it to make it awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we make good? cider as you know just you know anybody else uh yeah i think you totally can uh there's i don't know if uh, what moscow ended up bringing in for you guys but uh there's a cidery up in uh, oregon called wandering angus and they have a line called anthem and the anthem ciders are made out of what are called culinary apples which are the apples that you and i are used to finding in the grocery store you know kind of Big, sweet, slightly acidic, but a lot of a lot of water type apples. Right, and um, 
they do all of their anthem ciders from those apples, and they show what you can do with acidification and adding tannin. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it, ultimately, part of the other reason to explore things like uh, the herbs and spices and fruits and vegetables was you can also make pretty decent base cider out of. I, I don't know, go to Target when they have the market pantry cider or apple juice on sale for 99 cents a gallon, and you can go for a minute, you know, get something cheap, and then doctor it uh, with a, a fruit or a vegetable or an herb or a spice and get a pretty decent uh, drinkable but not, you know, mind-blowing type beverage. Okay. But that's a standard apple that made that juice, right? It's not a cider apple? Or are you saying no, that not. is? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's why I've always been kind of shy from uh, making ciders, because... I don't have access to ten different kinds of apples. I've got yeah. the, the the stuff, or or even the juice that's out there. Yeah. Um. And they, then they they're talking about oh we, we need to blend the 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 stuff that you wouldn't normally eat. Kind of okay. apples. Yeah. Yeah. Fifty percent sweet. Yeah. Thirty percent bitter, sharp. Twenty percent sharp, or you know whatever exactly proportions you want. Um, yeah, it, it turns out that if you're going to start from regular juice that you can uh, buy anywhere, you need to learn to make grape tannin and malic acid your two biggest friends. Really? Yeah. So that's a wine thing, right? It totally is. Uh, for I, I don't understand how, but uh, somehow cider became sort of this, you know, this is a thing that brewers do. And when really a lot of what you have to do in making uh, cider is the exact same thing that you have to do when you're making wine. It's really, it's a an apple table wine. Okay. And there, and I know you mentioned because the other books have talked about it. And I'm sure yours does a bit too. But there, but there really is the difference between an apple that we buy at the grocery store to eat. And an apple that's grown to make cider. Yeah, absolutely. And they're, and they're, I mean, they're all the same species. They're all Malus domestica. But uh, the vast majority of Malus domestica that exist on the planet are not the sort of thing that you and I would ever want to just kind of, you know, pick off a tree and eat. They're they're terribly sharp and acidic and bitter as all hell with tannin. Okay. They have very little juice, but the juice itself is very sweet. But you know, you feel kind of like you're sucking on a penny and uh, and a battery. I see. Yeah, so you wouldn't want to wow. have you wouldn't want to find it in your lunch next to your bologna sandwich. But somehow that makes a better cider. Yeah, because uh, what ends up happening is you think about it. You know, the yeast. You know, all the all the sugar that's in the apple juice is very uh, very simple stuff, right? You know, it's uh, fructose and glucose and sucrose, right? And the yeast will tear right through that, and they'll leave nothing behind. Okay, and so. What you're left with, if you're not using an apple that has more complex flavors, is basically ethanol inside a slightly sweet, fruity water. <laughs> Got and, it. Yeah. And the the things like the tannin and the acid provide counterpoints and breaks and structure, uh, so that your your mouth has something to kind of work around other than just oh booze. Got it. And I probably should have started with this, Drew, but. Is the definition of cider that it must come from apples? It can't be another fruit? Yeah, it depends on who you talk to. Uh, at the very least, the most broad definition I've seen is a cider comes from anything in the palm family, uh, P-O-M-E. And okay. palm are all uh, these fruits that are uh, descended from a set of plants in the Tinshin Mountains near uh, Kakistan. And that's basically uh, apples, pears, rowan, loquats, and a couple of others. Of, of course you know that. JP, by the way, has just put in his application to move to Kakistan. Right. 
Um, he, he's leaving. Yeah. He's, he's packing. Like you said it a second ago, but he's already packing his bags. Kakistan and being a cider go together. Yes. You just really do. Kakistan and cider. Sorry, Drew. It, that, come on. That was easy. I was waiting for this to go downhill. <laughs> so... Now, you say Palm family, and I'm just, I'm an idiot, so I'm thinking automatically like a pomegranate is in the Palm family, because it has Palm in the beginning. Palm. No. No. No, the the pomegranate is not in the, the pomegranate is not, uh, it's, again, it's like apples, pears, quinces, loquats, hawthorn, uh, rohan, and a couple of others. So no, no pomegranates. So in this broadest definition that you've ever heard, you could use any of those ingredients as the the main uh, fruit to, to to make the sugar for alcohol and yeah, call it a cider. Yep. Yeah, okay. But of course, if you are dealing with anybody like say the British who consume more cider than anybody else on the planet, they'll look at you and say cider is made from apples, perry is made from pears, and anything else is fruit wine. Then they'll headbutt you and roll you out the door. <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> if you're lucky, if you're not lucky, they may glass you. So when was the last time you talked to a Brit? I, I worked morning. with one. Oh, God. <laughs> that doesn't well, answer the question. I was going to say, uh, I do like cider. Uh, like craft beer, I've had a lot of bad cider. The The best cider I've had has been at a cidery that, that was in England. Uh, I went there, a friend, uh, in fact, he had been on the show from Moore Brewing Company, mm-hmm. uh, Justin Moore, and he took us down to the cidery, and this curmudgeonly old dude who runs the cidery kind of curmudgeonly walked us around <laughs> the place. But I love when it already. We, when we went back to his tasting room, yeah. the cider was incredible, and uh-huh. it was varied. It tasted, you know, what he brought us out from different vintages was very different, and we saw all the apples. He was growing them right there, so they were being grown for cider. But it was a very different cider than I've ever had. It was, in fact, it was more. It was more like wine in how different each bottle was. It was all very unique. So I do have to give them props, Drew. That I think the guys who drink the most of it might be making the best stuff. Yeah, except for the most of what they're drinking is crap. Oh, okay. <laughs> got it. Oh, so, um, so they have a Budweiser of cider. Ah, no, they have a Stella Artois of cider. Okay, um, <laughs> touche, which is its own thing. Yeah, but no, um, I, yeah, for me, one of the most mind-opening experiences I ever had with uh, uh, cider or Perry was I went to the Great British Beer Festival uh, a number of years ago, and while you're there at the Great British Beer Festival, you got all these hand pumps filled with all this great British beer, yada yada yada, foreign beer bar that's now being dominated by Belgians and Americans, and then off over in the corner is this weird little bar that they call the Cider and Perry Bar, and it when I went there, it was forty little uh, red plastic barrels with spigots on it. Right, I mean, they, 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 like they look like some sort of bad childhood Lego toy, They're like the cheap thing that you got at the dollar store. But it was a, a plastic barrel with a spigot, and forty of these, all filled with, you know, real cider according to the camera definition. And the thing that blew me away about it was that when you looked at them, they all had these the name of the cidery, the name of the cider, and then they had two scores next to it. And I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like, you know, sharpness versus uh, sweetness. Or uh, and funkiness and tannin. You know, it was basically two scores to tell you how bitter or how sharp or how funky the cider was. Hmm. And when you went and tasted these, you know, a number of them were like, oh, hey, you know, that's a really nice cider. And then there were some of them there that were every bit as complex, challenging, and mind-blowing hmm. as a Cantillon. Okay. Wow. Now, see, because that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, they were deeply funky and weird and sour and made you go, I think I might be drinking poison, but I like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I like it. See, and that's what I miss about, uh, and we can talk about this later, but commercial cider in this country is really lacking, because I don't think I've Absolutely. opened a bottle like that that, that would blow my mind. Well, it's more, it's, it's no, no, honestly, no, no, it, yeah. commercial cider around the world I see. is okay. really lacking. Okay. Because it's like a scale of like, okay, to sort of good. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I always see that it's always that. Oh, you don't want beer? We have cider too. Yeah, and it's 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 usually whiters, which is basically like they just poured water it, in it, a five pound bag of sugar and stirred it, it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's lemonade with some alcohol. It's an afterthought. So, Drew, with this, that, this is, let's give an example here. So we have uh, what is it? Fox Barrel. Yeah, the Fox Barrel. Actually, Drew said don't get Fox Barrel, so I got it because I thought that that it would be a great sort of you know why 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 does this suck or you know is is it too sweet you know why why would you say you don't like Fox Barrel? Uh, well, Fox Barrel is more of a business thing in a lot of ways. Uh, Fox Barrel had been a really uh, a really nice little cidery that was uh, growing, but they got bought by Tenth and Blake a few okay. years back. Yeah. And Tenth and Blake, uh, for those of you who don't know, is uh, Miller uh, Miller Brewing Company's uh, fake craft brand division. Right. Yeah, and um, they basically they took uh, Fox Barrel and said, you know, great, you guys have been doing all these uh, uh, great apple ciders, and we're going to we're now going to make you our pear cider brand, and they kind of started to dumb things down pretty quickly. Okay, but what does that mean, though? I mean, I, who cares who owns it? Just why is the product lacking? Um, well, to me, the problem with the Fox Barrel stuff, particularly the pear, uh, the pear ciders, is again they focus on being sweet. Uh, they focus on uh, being easy to drink uh but without giving you anything to kind of hang your hat on in terms of the the actual taste of anything yeah that uh, was just that's my complaint about this one and i yeah. wanted to ask beardy about it too we have beardy in here who's a good cider maker so this one to me there's nothing offensive about it there's Not nothing particularly wrong about it but that's almost what i don't like about it is that there's nothing to speak of either it it's a little like, sweet and a little bland it tastes like you watered down kool-aid yeah. i like it yeah, it tastes like juice. of course she does perfect yes. example yes. Why i was just gonna say i'm the perfect example i have no you know that's fits, why it is in the bar it fits yeah. the personality. because if i am want to have a beer yeah and i've got the hot Bevo with me, and she doesn't want to drink beer. Right. And yeah, you want to see her boobs like later. She, she will stay with ah. me for at least two more drinks. <laughs> if you give her some cider. Oh, God. Beardy, yeah. what wait, is let's your... be clear. I won't, but another girl <laughs> <one. laughs> Beardy, what's your impression of this? Well, like Drew said, it's too sweet. I think yeah. one thing that makes a really good cider, um, this needs, if you cranked up the acid a little bit more and added some tannins, like with raspberries, raspberries if you put them in your mouth, the actual fruit, there is some tannin and they feel... Which is what is stuff. in this cider. I think it's what's missing. Well, ah. the, the, I mean, all... raspberries are in this oh, right, cider. Yes, I mean, yeah. yes, it's a yeah. raspberry Sorry. pear. Yeah. But, and, but it's missing... It's just got the raspberry sweetness to it. Yeah. And not any of the raspberry tannins that could make it a lot more interesting. My kids would love And I think it's this. just... The sweet in the body just makes it hard to drink a pint of. Yeah. It's a, it's a gateway drug. There's nothing to clean your palate at the end. Drew? Yeah, well, I was going to say real quick, I, I just want to make sure that with the Fox Barrel one that you're drinking, that's actually a, uh, a Perry, right? A Pear Cider? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. tell it's a Perry. Yeah, So because that, that's what Fox Barrel is known for now. I, I will warn you guys one thing. Uh, you don't want to drink uh, more than a bottle of that. Ah. Because uh, Pears... Is your gross? A pear, uh, no, it's not because it's gross, although that, oh, that's another thing. Okay. Uh, pears contain sorbitol. 
Okay. Uh, nat- they have a natural, uh, naturally sweetened by sorbitol, which is a sugar alcohol. If you drink uh, too much pear cider, uh, sorbitol has a habit of drawing water back into the colon, uh, which means that you get the peri shits. Oh. Yeah. I love that. I like it less now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. It reminds me a bit of a, a watered-down frimois. Yeah, that's a yeah, good call. And, and, and not as not as tart. <laughs> and uh, what you brought up, Beardy, was it's not quite as tart. Not quite as tart. It, it would make it much more approachable if it was had, had another dimension, which was tartness. Mm, okay. It, it's so sweet that I'm not wanting another sip of it. Yeah. It's just, okay, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's the problem. Now, we're, i got to take a break, so we'll talk more about these different types of ciders. But that's the problem I have in a, in a commercial setting where I go to the bar and I go, I'm a little beard out, so I see you have a cider. Let me have that. And it does give me a brief uh, refrain from another beer. It's a, it's a little okay. But almost instantly, every time, I'm halfway through. And it's just now too sweet. Well, well, this, so now I've made a switch to change it up, but now this one's too sweet. Well, this is exactly what so. you said. It, it's um, that that bar other thing. Yeah. And halfway through, it's a little bit. It, it, there's nothing wrong with it yeah. at all. But it's just yeah. It just doesn't make me want another it's just one. Sitting on your tongue. It's there's nothing bit. right with it either. Yeah. So Beardy, you brought in some ciders. Are they not as sweet? Uh, yeah. Some of them aren't. Are they more um, complex? I would say so. Um, I brought one that is just the yeast fermented it. I didn't touch it at all. So it's as dry as the yeast would take it. Okay. So that way you can see what, if you just took apple juice, threw some yeast in there. Okay. This is how dry it gets, and this is what it tastes like. Well, let's do this. We'll take a break. We'll let Drew, when we come back, guide us through some of these better, more complex uh, features of what cider actually can be. And then we'll taste some of Beardy's to, to get some examples of it as well. Uh, it's the session. We're talking to Drew Beecham here. He's the author of the Everything Hard Cider book. You can buy it right now on Amazon, especially if you click our Amazon link on the homepage. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Captain here. I'm feeling that Melavino mead, yo. We can't be driving nowhere. Damn straight, son. It's a situation up in here. We be straight GTMing. GTM? You know it, baby. Jim, Tan, me. Yeah, buddy. We be meeting all night, son. Hey, what's this Kickstarter thing I see on the Ultranet? Yeah, Kickstarter. It's the best way there is to raise some dollars for new businesses. Kickstarter's gonna help Melavino Mead get all launched up and whatnot. New Jersey Mead for the win. Yeah, yeah. Melovino Meadery needs your help, BN Army. For less than the cost of a tanning session or a bottle of bronzer, you can help make Melovino Mead a reality. And when your girl sees how generous and giving you is, she'll be out Jersey turnpiking you in no time. Yeah, buddy. Help New Jersey's first official meadery get up and running by making a pledge to their Kickstarter campaign. Melovino Meadery. Wine divine. So go get some of that money you've been saving up for the new kicks and pledge it to Melovino Meadery on Kickstarter. Yo, can't you hear? All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The 
the one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hop Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit AustinHomebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have mini-clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brewvent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down meat when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight doesn't stop at 14% like most meaderies to save 40 cents a gallon. Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. Be a part of the BN Mead Explosion and ask for, no, demand Moonlight Meads at your favorite bottle shop. Moonlight Meads. Girly names, manly meads. Hey, sign me up for that party. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about my favorite heretic beer, Shallow Grave Porter. I love the rich, malty character of this beer. While full and rich, Shallow Grave has an easy drinking finish that isn't too sweet. I've always loved my homebrew porter recipe, so when it's time to brew Heretic Shallow Grave, I started with that in mind. But I tweaked it with all my latest recipe ideas. Just like in homebrewing, I made sure we used only the finest malts, malts that would produce the ideal flavor for this beer. We used select British malts to get the rich chocolate and caramel flavors, and we spared no expense. The result is a beer as dark as a moonless night with hints of vanilla, coffee, and chocolate. Perfect for a cool evening out in the woods. Cheers. One of the last things many brewers try to master is the ingredient that makes up most of their beer, water. Brewers Publications is pleased to announce Water, a comprehensive guide for brewers of all levels by how-to-brew author John Palmer and professional brewer Colin Kaminsky. Hi, I'm John Palmer. This book is the result of many years of asking the tough questions about water to professional brewers and brewing scientists, and we are very pleased with how it turned out. It's the first book that is solely about water treatment throughout the brewing process. The book is intended for all brewers, from home brewers for professionals and we hope you like it from how to read a water report to treating your wastewater and everything in between water is the comprehensive guide you've always wanted on brewing's least understood ingredient flavor contributions water chemistry and adjusting water to styles of beer john and colin will teach you everything you need to know water is available from brewerspublications.com and fine brewing booksellers near you take the mystery out of your brewing water visit brewerspublications.com for your copy of water today What's funny is brewers just say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer. (laughs) The home of live beer radio. 
is the Brewing Network.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Brewing up our next batch of radio gold right now. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks for hanging out with us. We're talking to Drew Beecham. He's the author of the all-new Everything Hard Cider. Of course, he's been working in homebrew for years. He's on the AHA uh, Governing Committee and uh, been writing books and helping us out become better brewers for a long time. And it just so happens that right now, he's helping us become better cider makers. Drew, you mentioned something to Moscow in your in your pre-interview that you're surprised about the the popularity of home brewing as opposed to cider because cider is just as old as i understand it uh, or maybe not quite as but you get the idea but that it's infinitely easier to make well yeah uh, you think about the the time that you spend up front you know it, it seems like all of us brewers who are out there you know we have chosen the single hardest thing that you could ever make to ferment right uh, you know, it, well, you got to be super clean, and then you got to do this, and you got to boil this for sixty minutes, and make sure you do this, and, 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 and kill it down, and then you know, make sure your yeast are in there, and then get it at the right temperature. It's like, oh my god, when you go and you do something like making cider or you make wine, yeah, it feels like you're cheating. So none of that is there. I mean, do you literally just take quality, you know, juice and put it in a thing and ferment it? Well, I mean, you still have to sanitize everything, but yeah, I mean, you're you're skipping over like all, you know, all the heat this up, heat this down, cool it. You know, it's like, okay, wow, this is a lot easier. See, I'm really glad I hadn't discovered cider before I discovered homebrewing, because I what I would have done in my lazy nature is created the cider network, but then I would have gone out of business in six months. Because right, because right. after that, we would have covered everything, wouldn't we? Right. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it, 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 it's kind of cool to see because I think what I've noticed is that the people who are into making things like cider or meat or wine or whatnot get into like more fermentations. Those are the people that you talk to who are out there making, you know, their own sauerkraut and their kombucha, and you know, I made this wine out of you know rye bread and you know weird shit. Right? Can we? Uh, do, uh, can you? Do, do we do a favor? Yes. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can we get back to the fact that? Uh, Palm fruits are uh, generated in Cocktober Stan. <laughs> no, no, I can't. I can't get past that. We already got there, but I can't get past it. But it's covered. But it's palm. That's fruit. why you're moving there. I get it. No, I got the whole thing because because it's like masturbation. I got the whole thing. Are you sure. <laughs> masturbation cacon. I just can't it's, get past it. It's still. I know. Going and then you downhill. finish. Then there's fucking salty jizz. Like I got the whole thing. <laughs> I got well, out. a little too far. You know, you can be a little too crass sometimes. Sorry. You don't have to spill it out no. for everybody. <laughs> all right. All right. Leave that a little I, to the imagination. I'm trying to yeah. help you get past it. I figured yeah. if I covered all of it again. I just got real hungry. It's on Scott's face. It's on the window. Like, it's everywhere. I get it. Thank God I'm in a booth. <laughs> yeah, that's why we put you in that booth. It's on the window. Uh, right, helping Drew sell books. That's That's what we do here, Drew. Absolutely. Although I, I made a mistake while we were on break, I went into the chat room and I, they're talking about gummy butt plugs now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, what, what size. <laughs> only deviants, <laughs> and only Doc cares. <laughs> what uh, size, man? Actually, there is a there was a legitimate question in the chat, um, Drew, about which 
form of the book nets you more dollars. I passed that along. It is, yeah. In fact, I was going to do the same now that now that somebody mentioned it. Don't get uh, defensive. Well, I'm just saying, I did my job. The, specifically, they were asking, "Hey, like, should we? Can I buy it on Kindle, or do you get more money if we do the physical copy on Amazon?" People want to help you out. Yeah, uh, I think the best way that you can get money is to buy it directly from me. Unfortunately, I don't have any books at the moment, so right. that's going to be kind of uh, a slow, uh, slow boat to China. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm still so new to this part of it that uh, I don't know what it is, but I imagine that the physical book is going to net me more profit. Okay. Oh, uh, by the way, that last book you you uh, wrote and mm-hmm. you... The homebrewing book? Yeah, yeah. and that, that really cool thing you wrote in the inside cover oh. to me and you gave me that free copy. Oh. Somebody stole it. Oh, really? Oh, I hope they're enjoying it. <laughs> Their oh, personalized coffee. Oh, yeah, because it just disappeared. Hey, Drew, let me ask you this. And you don't have to give me numbers because I, w- I wouldn't ask that of you. But you've got a couple of books out now. you got the journal as the third. Uh, you're working on another. It, in publishing like this, because we're still a niche market, right? Is there a, a – do you – do you foresee a moment where you can quit your day job based on this kind of publishing, or is it nowhere near that? I, the way I'm going to end up quitting my day job and going completely into publishing is the day that I kill John Palmer and wear his skin as a suit. <laughs> I see. It's got to be that sort of the Bible of something to, <laughs> yeah. to, to really to, to really be able to quit your job. Is that what you mean? Yep. And, yeah. you know, I, I have lunch regularly with John and i think he's starting to suspect that i have plans <laughs> right you're like oh i'll buy that let me i'll deliver it to you i'll pick it up the kitchen the server doesn't have to serve you i'll get it for you john palmer's no dummy <laughs> yeah i, I wrote true. books actually and now that jp points that out i predict if you're ever at lunch with john palmer and you die shortly after we should call the police absolutely <laughs> before or after the parade we throw for him yeah, right oh i i got oh. I got to envision that they, they would, if someone's going to kill the other one, it would be just so involved. <laughs> All right, I want to talk about some good versions of cider. So I'd like to get some of Beardy Cider going here in the studio. But, but Drew, talk to us about, you know, you're talking about this complexity and the different things. Give me some specifics. What makes a, a, a really wonderful cider? I, I think the, the main thing that makes a wonderful cider is that it's kind of like what you'd want in a beer, right? You know, you kind of want something that has interest up front. You know, some sort of some sort of character that says to you, "Hi, I'm I'm an apple," mm-hmm. and you definitely want that apple flavor. Uh, but it, it doesn't it doesn't want to be like a Honeycrisp or a Red Delicious. It, it, it wants to be you know something some sort of earthy essence of the apple. And then as it as you're drinking it, as it goes over the tongue, depends upon what you want. You can either have a still cider or you can have a sparkling cider. Almost everybody thinks of cider as always being sparkling, but uh, when it, when it comes into that that back palate, you know, or the mid palate should be structured up by the tannin. It should feel like it's boosted. Uh, there should be some bitterness, like you feel along the side of your tongues, but the the cider doesn't feel flat. It doesn't feel flabby. And then when you get to that back end. What you get is you get a nice burst of acid, and that acid is what serves the purpose of hops in the beer. It serves as the thing to clear the palate and get you ready for that next sip. Okay. Uh, you want, and maybe, depending upon what sort of mood that you're in, you may want a little bit of residual sweetness. You may want a lot of residual sweetness if you're absolutely insane. But you really, you really want that thing to get out of the way and get ready for that next sip. It's just like when you drink a beer. You know, those hops provide that break and get you ready to take the next, uh, the next drink. Okay, um, so 
this involves not just the picking of uh, of the correct apples or the correct juice, but it involves that winemaking process that you mentioned earlier then to get some of those acid flavors. Yeah, and, and this is the trick for most brewers, and I think this is the reason why brewers screw it up. We're used to... We're used to thinking of, you know, sort of this beer thing where, you know, oh, it's a, a macho thing that you get everything done and you've predicted everything correctly in the kettle. And once you're out of the kettle, you know, thou shalt never make an adjustment unless you want to admit defeat. Right. Uh, you know, like I've, I've been stupid and I messed up and I didn't get the right profile when I came out of the kettle. Um, you don't want to – you have to get over that. That's not how uh, cider making, wine making, mead making works. Mm-hmm. You have to really accept the idea that you have to get used to a blend – a an adjustment process, okay. Because yeah, you know, I don't even, I don't think there's anybody who can nail it uh, coming directly out of the fermenter. Okay, so, yeah. Adjuncts are your friends in in wine. So, are sure. you talking about adjusting your cider or brewing several ciders and blending them too? Mm-hmm. Um, it's there's so much complexity here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you can do either. Uh, I think the the most common thing that I've heard from uh, heard people doing and that I've done is the one where you take a you take a blend of apples or a blend of juices, you ferment that, and then you taste it and you figure out okay, wh- what do I need to do here? Um, I will throw in one uh, one little tidbit that I that I absolutely adore. Uh, you know, again, you know, we can only normally see culinary apples uh, for the most part in the grocery store. Right. However. A lot of times, you're, you're seeing from people like Melissa's Produce or other companies, uh, crab apples are starting to show up in grocery stores. And crab apples contain a lot of that stuff that we actually need in cider that we don't get from the culinary apples. So if you go and you buy cheap, horrible juice or you know relatively cheap juice, and it's sort of flabby, what you can do is you can actually go and buy a pound of crab apples from the grocery store, hmm. throw them into a juicer, yeah, get some juice, and throw that into your cider – and that provides a lot of your tannin and acid adjustment. Okay. And then that way, maybe that maybe that satisfies that macho thing of it's all apples, so therefore it's still good. Okay. I do like that you mentioned you, you don't just throw it in there and forget about it. Like the cider maker's work happens after you've added the yeast and, and the proper amount of, of either good uh, apples directly or apple juice that you found. Right. It's the work that takes place afterward that makes a good cider. Yeah, I mean, you would never call an IPA done until you until you tasted how the dry hoppings go. Until you dump it on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yes, JP, yes, JP, we're well aware you don't like IPA. Thank you. Um, what? <laughs> well, but no, I mean, you would never you would never call that sort of style done until you you tasted the dry hops. This is just with cider. It's never done until you've tasted what the acid levels and the tannins are and figured out how to how to adjust for it. All right. Well, as a follow up to Doc's question about blending, we do have a caller on the line. Um, uh, it sounds like it's Code and his brother in law. And Wolfbra. It's Code. Okay. Uh, not brother, son in law. Um, They've got oh, a question brother. about filtering and back blending cider. <laughs> Code, what's happening, my brother? Hey, what's going on, guys? We're, uh, I'm actually sitting here with Code. This is Ryan from Wolfbra. Sitting here with Code. We're having a nice cold night by the fire. Drinking some brown sugar. Very nice. We're gonna drink some ace pumpkin cider here in a minute. Okay. <laughs> there you go. That's a lot of hands. Yeah, my question there. is. Yep. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, my my question is, you know, in uh, uh, twofold. First, in commercial brewing or uh, make, uh, cider making, rather, 
uh, in commercial cider making, I know it's very common to need to filter and uh, back blend with fresh cider in order to achieve that nice, sweet, balanced flavor. I'm wondering if that's something that uh, that is easier to do with finings, or is that something that can easily be done at home by some other means? I've not tried it myself. Uh, the second question is, uh, you know, I've seen uh, Angry Orchard just basically taking over at my store. Mm. We're just selling a crazy amount of it. That's, uh, of course, Sam Adams' brand. wondered if uh, you had any comments in regards to that. Sam Adams has actually had to cut their production of some of their beers because there's so much cider flying out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. well, so to go from, uh, let's, let's talk about the, the second one first. Uh, yeah, uh, Angry Orchard is now, I think, Sam Adams' uh, best-selling thing. You know, wow. a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Jim Cook got, uh, lauded as being the world's first craft beer billionaire. Uh, the sad part is that most of that, a good portion of that money has been built on Twisted Tea and Angry Orchard. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, and you know what? I, more power to you. I've had um, the Angry Orchard, and I went looking for it afterward, of course, because it's one of those brands that you see, and then you want to know, wow, who who is this small cidery? Yeah. And then I found out it was Sam Adams, too. But you know what? I don't mind the cider. I thought it was a pretty damn decent cider. Yeah, it's a, it's a... Really, it's kind of a decent second-generation craft cider. Okay. Uh, we're kind of, right now, with the, the craft cider movement, we're in the same place where... Uh, craft beer was in about 1985, I think, uh, and you know they're they're not committing the mortal sin that you get out of something like a Hornsby or a Woodchuck. Uh, they're actually doing some uh, some good work, but you know it's not the most challenging stuff. But hey, okay, I don't care. They're fulfilling a need. Yeah. Um, on the uh, back filtering or uh, the back swinging uh, question, uh, for the most part, you don't have to really worry about the filtering. You know, the filtering or or finding is really all about uh, the clarity, right? Uh, what you have to worry about is how to prevent any dormant yeast from rising up and taking out your sugar. And the easy answer to this is that you use potassium sorbate or sorbostat K. Uh, basically, sorbostat uh, interferes with the yeast reproductive cycle, prevents it from getting itself on, and you know, prevents it from being able to multiply and take on a fermentation. So what you can do is... You know, cold, uh, cold crash your, your cider, get it nice and clear that you're still going to have yeast in the mix. Uh, dose it with uh, sorbostat, uh, which uh, I forget the exact dose, but it's on the bottles. Uh, and then you can add whatever flavor it is you want. You can use fresh apple juice. A lot of home cider makers use uh, apple concentrate, you know, the stuff that you'd find in the grocery store from Treetop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, take that in order to get the same sort of kind of apple boost that you're looking for. The problem being is that the second that you add sorbostat to a cider, uh, you can no longer naturally carbonate the cider. Now, for most uh, most advanced brewers, that's not a problem. You throw the stuff in the keg, you force carbonate like you always do, and be on your merry way. I've always argued that the hardest thing to ever pull off is a sparkling sweet cider in the bottle that's naturally uh, bottle conditioned. Okay. Ryan, does that cover uh, you? Is it also? Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're all right. Uh, the uh, the other question is, I've, I've heard somebody using Camden tablets that, mm-hmm. the, yeah, that you, we can you, commonly you get. Don't use, the, you don't use Camden tablets to or uh, uh, metabisulfite. You don't use metabisulfite to stop a fermentation. Uh, you basically use the metabisulfite to form free SO2 in the in the cider to prevent any wild yeast from starting. 
uh, or any Brett or anything like that. So a lot of times you'll see people recommend, oh, well, you know, if you sorbostat a, a cider or mead, you also want to put sulfites in it uh, so that you, you prevent any wild bacteria from growing and going to town. Um, I'm asthmatic, which means I'm uh, sensitive to sulfites, so I tend to avoid them as much as I can. Is cider more prone to the wild stuff than beer? Not particularly. So would you say it's it, a wash? Same thing? Yeah. I mean, I, I've... I've I've never added sulfite to my ciders and never really suffered any consequences for it. But then again, that's anecdata and not actual data. So, Okay. All right, Ryan, Code, thank you for the call. And Code, we love you, my friend. Hang in there, buddy. Uh, all right. We have now Beardy's Cider in front of us. Talk about a departure from what we've been drinking. And so... <laughs> this would you. not make me take my top off. <laughs> it, it tastes like Chardonnay. It might after a little while. That's what I was going to actually point out is that it, this one is more on the wine side. So I get some of the acidic and wine characteristics, some of the complexity that I think Drew has been talking about. But it is still a bit thin and not, it doesn't have a lot of depth like I would like in a really... Uh, what I would consider a really great cider also. And... And so this is right out of the carboy with nothing done to it. So okay. this is just the apple juice with nutrient and yeast. So this really kind of it. proves Drew's point too that right. it's you what have you to do. do with it. You have what you have to do with it afterwards yeah. to make it. Okay. Good. Yeah, you, you have to do things afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh this is uh Sauvignon Blanc or you know, uh, yeah. it, it's it's cheap white wine. Well, and for that mm-hmm. matter it's a really it's nice cheap white wine. Yeah, it's 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 well done in that in that regard, but it it just it lacks some of the depth, I guess, that I think uh, Drew's been talking about too. Well, and like you said, malic acid and grape tannin. I mean, because we'll it, it add needs, those things. Particularly, this one would be helped a lot by the tannin. Okay, um, because of the wateriness. So, if I make a cider like this, this so this is right out of the carboy, meaning that you you added your your fruit juice mm-hmm. and you added your yeast, and then this is what you got. Mm-hmm. But now is the time that I could add some of the other fruits if I wanted to, if I wanted to add a different fruit to it. I would also do, uh, what was the wine process that you mentioned, Drew, the, the different acid that you malolactic. would... Malolactic. Okay. Yeah, you could you could add malic acid, take it through a mal- uh, malolactic fermentation. But it would happen uh, after this primary fermentation that Beardy did? Yep. Okay. You would have to either sorbate it or filter it to get because the, there's still yeast in there and so ah. if you just add the juice eventually it would be just as dry but oh. you would have whatever residual fruit flavors that were in there so i would have to filter this liquid that's in my glass right here that Correct. came out of your carboy and then i would do the uh either add uh, an additional fruit mm-hmm. to it and or if you wanted to have the malolactic if you wanted to sweeten it back up i see um, or that, I could, ju- without sweetening it back up, I could do a malolactic acid fermentation as well? That The malolactic acid fermentation would just reduce the acidity, because malic acid is more of a assertive tartness than lactic acid. So what instead of adding chalk, which I've done okay. in previous cyrus, I didn't know about the malolactic fermentation, um, to make it, to reduce the acidity professional cider makers will do a malolactic fermentation to cut the apparent acidity. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah the, the whole point is that malic acid, uh, or apple acid literally, is it is perceived as being much harsher than lactic acid. I see. And so a malolactic fermentation takes malic acid and transforms it into lactic acid. Okay. So if you're, if you're tasting something that's just like really harsh lactic, 
you can add things to it to ferment it more into a malolactic, which is a little less uh, assertive. So in a beer like this, then, I'm not tasting anything particularly harsh. So what would you do to it to make it more complex instead, Beardy? Um, well, I would add the tannins to it. Um, How do you do that? Well, you could add just powdered grape tannin to ah, it. Okay. I would also back sweeten a little bit. I don't prefer cider this dry because okay. this is less than point oh oh oh. Got it. And so I would back sweeten a little bit, and that would also give you a lot of apple flavor and aroma back. Okay. Um, so I didn't realize you could add the tannins with an actual. What, I don't know what it is, a powder, a powder or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, There's also a liquid form. You, yeah, you okay. get that tartness coming mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And does the book cover things like how to do that, Drew, and how much I would add to it? Uh, yeah, the problem is, of course, that you know this is one of those taste things. So uh, a large part of the book is walking you through uh, what is available to you and then how, how to use those and taste and adjust so that you can actually find out because it's very crop-dependent. Um I could tell you, hey, you know, add a quarter teaspoon of uh, tannin powder, but you know, if you happen to get your hands on some very tannic acid, then uh, you've made a terrible, terrible mistake. I see. So you really do have to learn how to how to taste and adjust from that. Um, and then you can also see, like in older cider books and including mine, you know, you'll see other things where people are like, well, you just go and you make yourself some strong black tea and you add that to the cider, yeah, because tea provides tannin. Uh, but I I prefer to either use a powdered or liquid grape tannin because it's a little bit easier to use and it doesn't have complications of other flavors coming across. It just seems see now all of a sudden cider becomes complicated to me and it seems like I could really screw it up. It seems like I could add too much of these tannins. Tannins tannins seems like a volatile thing to me. Like on one hand, in wine, there, there are some nice things to that you, you add to a wine with it, but then too much tannins in a beer and it's and it's terrible, right? right. So. Now I feel like this is where it gets a bit tricky. Well, I think you're looking more on the the beer side of it, which is all front side. We we put everything into it. We get everything dialed in on the front side. We hope it comes and out. And then it's done. Yeah, side. I see. Where with with uh, wine and, and, and cider, we can do so many more things to it to adjust it, to make it more complex, okay. to make it uh, just more palatable. That makes sense. Well, and, and the wine tannins necessarily aren't equi- you know aren't equivalent to tannins in a beer, like from over extraction of grain. Okay, tannins in a wine are for mouth feel and body, and they they complement what's already there. And, and the kind of same thing goes with the cider too. Oh, that's a good. So point. it's not the same. You know, it's yeah, not the, the stringent drying kind of thing. It's more mouth body mouth feel and, and, and body uh, tannin. See, I'm glad you say that because I've always thought that I like tannins, and I do like them in wine. I think that's yeah. why I've always thought that I like them. So when people have talked about too much tannins in beer, I've thought, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll make sure I don't do that, but I also sort of like tannins. Well, and, and so in, in a beer, you can get the good tannins from barrels. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you get the bad tannins from the grain. Ah. And so the, and then there's, there's the, the bad tannins are very harsh, and the good tannins are very soft. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so this okay. makes sense to me now, because I re- like a, like Old Vine Zinfandel and things like this. Mm-hmm. These are the type of wines I like. They're oh, really big. Old Vine Zinfandel. Well, they're usually cheap oh, if they're old. That's true, yeah. yeah. yeah but and they're heavy on tannins is yeah. what I'm pointing out. And so so I would always go, 
God, I, I like tannins. Maybe I should be extracting it, more tannins. That's that barrel But it's a different, it's a totally different tannin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is good to know. All right. It, it's a different complexity to the whole thing. Okay. Uh, you can add it. Uh, they call it flabby in wine. When you've got something that tastes like a table wine, like almost like grape juice. Yeah. But alcohol grape juice. Like that first cider we had. Yeah. It was it, just it, like it, having it, juice. And, but yeah. it's, it's what they call flabby. There's okay. No, there's no oomph to it. There's no body. Yeah. Right. We call Bevo's baby flabby, but she has plenty of body. <laughs> yeah, she does. It's ironic, don't you think? It is weird. It's like and rain on your wedding day. And we call alcohol grape juice Manischewitz. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Drew. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, it it's all comes down to getting the right uh, complex polyphenols into your into your cider. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a real delicate dance in order, to, in order to do this right. But with cider, you have a lot of kind of forgiving space because if you do screw it up, just add a little juice. Got it. Uh, so, meaning afterward, you yeah. could always just you just add back some juice. You can do a lot of things afterwards. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the cider the ciders are never truly completely done. I had a uh, a friend of mine who taught me a technique, and it's in the book uh, that he that he referred to as the perpetual keg of cider. Where every fall he would go out and he would get the fresh juice from the orchard that was absolutely wonderful and filled with lots of complex flavors. And he would ferment it down and he would get it into the keg, uh, carbonate it. He was still live cider. You know, he'd never filter out the yeast or anything. He would drink like half the keg and then pour in a couple of gallons of, of fresh juice and let it ferment in the keg. <laughs> and it just kind of kept going. So every every month or so, he was having another you know, two gallons of cider. It was just coming out of the keg, and the keg was the the keg was only finally finished when the next fall rolled around. And the new juice was available. How'd it taste? Uh, you know, I mean, I, the couple times I've done it, it it's it's ever changing, of course. But uh, I mean, it was it was perfectly fine and perfectly serviceable for the later part of the year when you're just sitting there going, "I want something I don't have to think about, but will get me drunk." Right. Um, but early on in the year, of course, you know, it's a it's a perfectly wonderful cider. And again, at that point when I was doing that, I wasn't quite sophisticated enough in my knowledge to sit there and and really think about how I was going to adjust everything, even as I was doing this fresh juice in there. Um, nowadays, since I have you know 900 kegs, I would also probably add in a step of you know racking between kegs to get off of any additional yeast that was still in the ke- in the bottom of the keg. But yeah, I mean it, it works really well, and it's kind of a, a cheap and easy way to kind of keep yourself in cider for a long time. Yes, ah. cider. We all need that, Drew. <laughs> I see, Drew's the best because he's able. He has the balance that we're looking for. It's he's able to be a dirty pig and a very knowledgeable author at the same time. And we love that about you, Drew. Oh, it's so thing. dirty. Now, I got to go to break, but no, I do. But I don't want to forget to say this. Uh, now, Beardy, you just gave me one of the best ciders I've ever had. Really? This one has. Uh, I, I hope that you presented oh, yeah. this as a good cider and not one of your failures, because uh, other, I'll feel like an idiot. Well, Th- I, this I is took wonderful. A sponge off the floor. <laughs> And this was an wrong it out in a bottle, and and yeah. maybe it's just in comparison to what we've had, like these sort of kind of bland and and thin yeah. ones. But this one has all sorts of complexity. There's a little pepper in there. There's a little acid in there. There's definitely plenty of apple flavor in there. That's not thin either. Um, there's a little sweetness, but just a little. So the uh, trick is, yeah, it's the same dry cider. Yeah. Okay. Filtered and back sweetened with apricot juice. Yeah. Ah. So you yeah, just added back apric- some sweetness. Right. Just with apricot juice. Very oh, subtle. So apricot. apricot with the tan. Yeah. The tan- apricot's a really tannic fruit. I see. And so the tannins added the body 
encountered the wateriness in the first one. Oh, I should have gotten into cider. I want to open a wine I bar. I should have gotten into cider. Yeah, yeah, a okay. wine bar tanning <laughs> salon and call it tanning. Dabbling in cider is something you won't regret. That's a good idea. It's pretty good, right? Especially if you Dabbling. open it in Beverly Hills, yeah. you get a bunch of idiots walking in like, what? Yeah. All right, well, fuck it. We're here. Chardonnay, a couple ice cubes, and a 10-minute tanning solution. <laughs> I prefer. Tanning. It's pretty good, man. <laughs> it's pretty uh, good. Uh, all right, I got to take a break, Drew. Can you hang out? Absolutely. All right, I want to come back and I want to talk about uh, ABV Insider. I want to talk about souring ciders. And, you know, we talked briefly about the the Sam Adams. I want to talk about the popularity of ciders, too. So I also have a little slew of questions in front of me from the chat room. So we'll do all that when we come back. Yeah, totally. Perfect. Hang in there. It's the session. We're talking to Drew Beecham. He's the author of the new book, The Everything Hard Cider Book. Click our Amazon link right now, and you can go buy it. And uh, I got my free copy. I think I'm ready to make cider. Hey. We'll be right back. It's the session. listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. New items include the Big Oxygen Kit for economical wart aeration using common welding oxygen tanks and the Unistat line of external thermostats for easy control of both electric heaters and refrigerators. In addition, They've just mashed their new oatmeal stout malt extract. So you can make those tasty winter oatmeal stouts and porters without mashing. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> hey, dude, I think there's... Uh, <laughs> What's wrong? You don't look so good. There's, <coughs> there's something wrong with your beer. It's making everyone sick. <laughs> don't let your beer make your loved ones ill. Proper cleaning and sanitation is the key to avoiding puke. On your shoes. But I used an all-in-one. Cleaning and sanitizing cannot be done in a one-step process. No cleaner can sanitize and no sanitizer can clean. The amazing chemists at Five Star Chemicals have your solution. Clean with BBW and sanitize with Star Sands. Fantastic! Your friends and loved ones will thank you. Five Star products are available at fine homebrew shops near you and online. Put your best beer forward with Five Star Chemicals. Your one stop for the cleanest two-step solution. When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot 
spot, and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. Brewers, anyone can resell homebrew equipment and recipe clone kits. Get original at Adventures in Homebrewing. Adventures in Homebrewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipe kits that you'll love. Home of the Serial Killer Grain Mill, 220,000 BTU propane burners, custom stainless steel false bottoms, as well as custom-built brew stands and systems. These are just some of the items Adventures in Homebrewing designs and manufactures in-house. And the brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing keep designing, too. Original extract and all-grain recipe kits that are tried and tested and proven to be of the best quality. Most popular are the Blueberry Tangerine Porter, the Nor'easter Cranberry Fest, and the Peanut Butter Conspiracy Stout. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing's original recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And don't forget to use the coupon code BIG10 when you place your order to save 10%. That's coupon code BIG10, B-I-G-T-E-N. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org right now and get original today. Homebrewing.org. Join the adventure. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Till Christmas and I'm on, I buy my girlfriend a gift Oh well, oh well, it's from the better I can tell, I can tell, I can tell I guess I don't respond well to middle management Most of them is fine, this little bastards with the grudge Against anyone like me who won't put up with an attitude 
Monkeys pinching pennies, telling me what to do. I'm tired of working for assholes. 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 I could understand a little better if you're up in Trump Tower, but you're turning into monsters for ten bucks an hour. You're cowards, like monkeys with whips. I make a buck less than you when you want me to do backflips. Nah, you're mistaken. Gonna bring home the bacon, but it's not worth the shit that I'm taking. The smiles you're faking. I'm sure I have my price, but it's more than nine seventy-five. Oh, got tired. Every day was the same. You can put me in a room on the beach. No fee, no fee. Just food and gasoline, gasoline, gasoline. Just gotta hop a couple hurdles that can make it hard. A smog check and sure I'm register my car. I know I'll just put it on a credit card. Get a job, make minimum payments, still but you were start. I'm tired of working for assholes. 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 Oh. Freedom at last. I got a pack of cigarettes, a twelve pack of pens, and I'm set with the materials I need to forget. I told my girlfriend the news, and she isn't even upset. She's the best. Bless her little soul. When she gets home, dinner's ready, and I'll pack her a bowl. I'll pack my lady a bowl. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, a little break there. Hey, don't forget to check out our good friends over at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, it's the resource for craft beer. And I'm um, looking at the site right now. It's a fantastic site. You can get uh, beer and food pairings. You can get recipes for dishes. Uh, one of my favorite breweries from Colorado, Funkworks, is being featured on the homepage right now. Uh, it is really, it's built by the people who run the, the Brewers Association. So they're very in touch with craft beer in America. And um, I just can't say enough about the website. Go to craftbeer.com right now, celebrating the very best in American 
craft beer. Check them out. All right. Uh, we're talking to Drew Beecham. He's on the line with us talking to us about cider. We've got Beardy in here feeding us his cider. Plus, we had some uh, commercial examples going around. Uh, I uh, mentioned, Drew, before the break that I wanted to talk about a few things. But uh, how about we do the questions from our chat first? Sure. All right. So a few have come in. Beaten Husband writes in um, that I'm I'm new to cider making. And a friend told me to add potassium sorbate when transferring to my secondary. Wait 24 hours and then add back sweetening and gelatin findings and cold crash. Um, first of all, I want to know what you think about that process. And then his final question is, is there a reason I need to wait uh, that extra day to add gelatin findings and cold crash, I guess? Yeah, um, I don't know if there's an extra a need for an extra day to uh, for the between the sorbostat and the gelatin findings and everything else. Uh, you do typically want to wait about a day after you add the potassium sorbate, aka sorbostat, uh, just to make sure that it's made its way through the whole cider so that you know, it's really deactivated the yeast in place. But uh, when what he's describing is a fairly standard sort of you know freeze the cider and then clear it uh, type of process uh, that you're going to do for back sweetening. Again, the problem is that the second that he does that, uh, he can't do natural carbonation. Oh. Uh, Why? uh, Because it's the potassium sorbate. Uh, you could do uh, natural, uh, or you could do natural carbonation, but you'd need a fuck ton of yeast, and then it would take over and try and ferment the stuff that you put in for uh, back sweetening. Drew, we've talked about potassium sorbate a lot. Uh, can you go over exactly what it does? And you've talked about overpowering it too. Yeah. So potassium sorbate is a wonderful chemical. It's actually uh, derived from another member of the palm family. Uh, it's a uh, uh, was it? Uh, I'm forgetting now. Uh, Periscorpic acid. Uh, Periscorpic acid that's then uh, passed through a chemical reaction and produces potassium sorbate. Uh, what it does is it interferes with the budding process of yeast. So it will never stop a fermentation that's in process, uh, but what it will do is prevent any new yeast from being able to reproduce and therefore you know, produce a lot of children that it can then ferment. So, so it's kind of like a birth control pill for yeast. Yeah, so oh. if, if you're going to like back sweeten, that, that's, that's when perfect. I came into it, it's when you're going to back sweeten. Uh, you're gonna add a lot more sugar, and yep. you don't want them to say, "Hey, dudes, hey, there's a lot more sugar here. Let's let's make a a lot of us so we can ferment it, eat it again." Oh, I see. Because you're adding the sugar for a re- you actually want it to be sweet again. Yeah. So you don't want the yeast to. So that's why it's birth control for yeast. It's birth control for yeast. So ah. they, can, they can't produce a lot of other little guys that can. Uh, Undo my back sweetening. Well, the Catholics must be outraged at this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Idea. God is offended. <laughs> well, right. It's with, a venal sin. <laughs> Father, forgive me. The, I've given my yeast birth control. Right. With gelatin, Drew, um, I've been reading that wouldn't you want to use bentonite also in, in coordination with the gelatin? Yeah, it, de- it depends upon what you're trying to attract. All right. Uh, I always have to go and double check myself whenever I think about finding uh, findings like gelatin or bentonite or sparkloid or uh, PVPP. Uh, uh, all all have uh, different charges, so mm-hmm. positive or negative. Mm-hmm. So they're really effective at uh, dragging out various things. Gelatin's pretty good uh, general purpose one. Um, but I've I've done a lot of ciders where I do sort of my traditional. Uh, 
uh, Mead presentation on it, which is a combination of uh, Bentonite and Sparkaloid. And those work pretty well to clear out uh, just about everything. Uh, I've also become a big fan recently of a two-part uh, sort of uh, the clearing treatment called uh, uh, Super Clear, which is a uh, uh, cheetah sand and another uh, chemical. Mm-hmm. And you basically add one, wait a little bit, and add the other one, and I guarantee you it will drop almost everything out of solution. So the point here is to basically clear the solution of all the yeast. Okay. Mm-hmm. And whatever they can do whether it be like eat down your back yeast or, or your back sweetener or anything else. So why don't we, or maybe we do, and I don't know, why don't we use the same things in beer instead of filtering? Why don't we use all this stuff to get rid of all that in our beer as well? Or or, or do we use this stuff? Uh, it's not usually traditional to use a lot of the stuff like sparkler because uh, for the most part, anything that we're worried about in beer is generally going to be attracted by gelatin. Uh, a lot of the stuff like uh, sparkloid is really f- uh, for tannin removal and, and um, some of the other polyphenols. So we don't really usually encounter those in, in beer. Okay. And, and, well, and also with beer, the mash temperature determines what kind of sugars are made. And so the yeast only can metabolize certain kinds of sugars. And so um, all the f- sugars in juice are simple sugars that yeast can just eat up right away they'll start back up sure well i guess you introduce new stuff i do understand with the with the back sweetening i guess i was just getting at why you know why would we ever filter when apparently there's these amazing uh <laughs> findings for cider when we could just we could put those in beer that's because well, I, I definitely get yeah. it with the back sweetening. i think they strip out some other yeah, compounds that I, we want. Uh, okay. beer, beer is self-limiting so it's got a limit to at whatever we want it to do no, no, no! Uh, I get yeah. that. I get that. Yeast, yeast <laughs> wise, zen, yeast <laughs> wise, I understand. I just meant clarity. I just meant r- well, literally clarity. I, I tried using the sorbates yeah. the first year that I did it. I had it referment three times oh. after sorbating it, and then trying to back sweeten it. Okay. So the last three years, I've just for like screwed sorbates and just filter it to get rid of everything. So you're not a master oh, sorbater, right? Yeah, he, he he he's he's more about just genocide. <laughs> right, get them all out. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, Beardy the Pope approves of you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No, I mean, yeah, that's weird. I've never heard of uh, sorbates having problems. Most of the time I've heard of people having problems with sorbate is when they haven't sufficiently allowed a fermentation to stop. Uh, So you kind of want to let it stop and then sorbate and also make sure that you're away from any sort of big population of yeast. And then and then it will work just fine. Okay. Uh, A lot of people a lot of people really have this fervent belief in their head that sorbostat will stop a fermentation so therefore i can i, I can arrest my fermentation at ten ten by adding a bunch of sorbate to the to the cider and, and it will do it and it doesn't no no sorbate like you said it's it's birth control so you're you're only going to stop them from producing any more okay yeast to but what's there will still eat right so you're reproduce. not going to stop what's going on okay you it, but when you want to back sweeten, yeah, they're going to see that and they're going to make more little buddies mm. to make it all dry again. I can't believe Cider has had a morning after pill before uh, humans did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drew, it's amazing. It's all the uh, vegans, yeah, man. the Pope. <laughs> yes. All right. Here's another question that came through, and you know we talked about this, but he, let's just clarify it. But the. Uh, one of our guests in the chat room wants to know what percentage of different types of app, uh, apples are best for for cider making. 
Because you, you do kind of do a blend sometimes, don't you? Yeah, you do. Uh, and the one that I've always heard is uh, the very kind of traditional one. And again, it all depends upon your crop. Uh, cider is a, a completely agricultural thing and no standardization in the market. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But uh, tradition uh, usually says somewhere around 50% sweet, uh, 30% uh, bitter, sharp, and then uh, depending upon what you want, either 20% sharp or bitter. Okay. That's a good reason. And, oh. and you just have to learn your, your varieties to know which one they are. <laughs> and you can get that at Safeway. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. <laughs> can I make wine from the big green grapes that I get at Safeway? They're having a deal, two for a dollar. I guess this is always the, the big dumb question, but, but Drew, do you have resources, and are there resources in the book of where we can look for these types of apples? Yeah, I, I listed out uh, a good number of very uh, mostly common varieties and kind of classify them. There's also a really great website uh, run by a bunch of Brits, go figure, uh, called Orange Pippin. An orange pippin is the name of an apple variety that's much beloved over there uh, by cider makers. And orangepippin.com. And you can go and you can look and you can find all these uh, cider varieties. They'll give you all the information, uh, or actually just apple varieties in general. But they'll give you all this information about what's good for, what the flavors are, what the uh, what its uh, zone for growing is, if you want. Mm. Whether or not it needs to be next to another tree to pollinate. Can it self-pollinate? Uh, yada yada yada. I mean, just more information than you can shake a stick at. Okay. And it's it's a really handy resource. They'll also tell you where you can find the trees to buy. Oh, so you can grow them yourself. Yeah. Which I noticed I, in the book, you actually give some growing techniques as well. I do, and I mean, I have I have very limited experience as an arborist, and I've made it clear in the book that I do. Uh, but I also <laughs> link off to a couple of resources for you know people who are more knowledgeable than I am. Because again, my my knowledge is kind of in a weird world, which is how the hell do you grow apples in a place like Southern California where you don't have a lot of cold hours, right? And still be able to LARP. <laughs> That's where Drew's knowledge really comes into play. Yes, I, I, I LARP the cold the cider house rules. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see. I had another one here. Um, does potassium sorbate cause the peri poops? No, it doesn't. It does not. It, it, uh, it will cause uh, if you overuse it, it will cause a geranium flavor. Okay. So your your cider will start to taste a little bit like flowers. But no, the uh, the poops are all due to sugar alcohols. So sorbitol, molotol, xylitol, anything that ends with a tall uh, is what will cause you to have uh, peri poops. Okay. One thing that I learned the hard way. Um, <laughs> or the soft way. Yeah. Or Yeah, it was very soft. Um, <laughs> yeah. Move it up because it's easier to get it deeper in, when, in the hole. When prepping to back sweeten, um, after uh, isulfite, before uh, adding the back sweetener and filtering. Don't eat Chinese don't, food with MSG in it. Don't taste the cider within... An, Thirty minutes of adding the sulfites. Oh, is that right? Because it, it will clear the cider out, but it will also clear out your intestinal tract. <laughs> Just one little taste. Of all microflora. Wow, <laughs> that's living yeah, well, in there no, for a few uh, days. Something uh, metabisulfite or potassium metabisulfite, the the Campton uh, tablets. Yeah, it's a par- uh, a powerful uh, antibacterial device because uh, it dissociates sulfur dioxide. And oh man, you know, you guys are saying don't do this, but. This whole cleanse trend is a, it, it's been a it's a it's a billion dollar industry. It's a very cheap way I don't know to about do that. You, but I just found a way to lose ten pounds in a week. <laughs> yeah, I think we should 
forget this whole thing where you got to fast for a fucking week and, and drink maple syrup and cayenne pepper. No. I think th- just take a sip of your cider. A mm-hmm. sip of cider and, and a roll of Tums. <laughs> You'll be good. And a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> oh, yeah, the roll I, of Tums will just, just clear you. It sounds like a much easier way to cleanse. Mm-hmm. No, so, the, the easiest way to cleanse, and I... I Talked about this with the chat room for uh, a moment there. Uh, go and look, uh, at some point in time, go and look up on Amazon the reviews for the five pound bag of Haribo sugar free gummy bears, oh, which no. are sweetened with one of these sugar free alcohols. Oh. And, uh, and you don't need much, but oh, you get a gummy bear cleanse like nobody's business. <laughs> uh, is, is it xylitol? What's up uh, next? It's, mo- it's molotol. Oh, because if you get bears. xylitol, it's, it's actually antikaryogenic. What is that? We don't like carrying. Uh, it doesn't cause cavities, oh. and it's, it's all good for you. What's up, Halloween 2014? I'm having <laughs> a bunch of shitting kids in my neighborhood. Here it is. It's, um, if, if you're going to buy these Haribo gummy bears, click through the BN Amazon link. They're 25 bucks, and you get a, a five-pound bag. And it's, here you go, sweetened with lycosin. Yeah, go home, you little fuckers. I'm tired oh, of you. Oh, yeah. When my street clears out an hour after Halloween started, you'll know why. Oh, no, or... or, or. <laughs> When your sewer clogs up. Oh, yeah. And actually, it says it right here in the product description. This product is a sugarless, sugar-free item with ingredients that can cause intestinal distress if eaten in excess. Wow. Yeah. Of course but, it but is. But Drew, like, excess is like one gummy bear. No. It, it literally, excess of that stuff is like eight gummy bears. <laughs> here's, your, here's a five-pound bag. It does say serving size is the head of one gummy bear. Well, you know, we're, we're getting that vacuum-packy thing that serves... Ten gummy bears. Oh man, I want to see that happen later, kids. I, I, I have I have threatened my office that if they piss me off, I will bring those gummy bears to to the office. <laughs> oh, yeah, put them in a big bowl. Every, every oh, it will man. eat them. All right, another question from the chat room. Ask Drew what malic acid tastes like. Does it come across as more whiny or acidic? It's very harshly acidic, uh, not very whiny. Uh, think the most tart acidic granny smith apple you've ever run across okay have you if you've had uh atomic warheads yeah mm-hmm. the apple the coating on the outside is very similar to what malic acid tasted i was okay. just i was tasting it earlier today and getting my wife to taste it and watching the faces that she made just incredibly yeah. tart makes you close one eye yeah 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 okay. and, she didn't make it, you go to bed afterwards if you if <laughs> you, you had a, a nice, she texted me it's bedtime a nice berliner vice that's really done well only one eye closes. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that's the reason they do malolactic, to, to convert it. My eye, from, I just from my reflex, two eyes my to eye, one eye. My eye's closing now, just thinking of that yeah, sour. Yeah, so it, a little less than malolactic. Okay. Yeah, and, it, and if you if you have any fillings in your teeth, you can you oh. can think of it as like one of these feel, fillings. It will go right to the core of the oh, fillings. Oh, yeah, the, the filling kind of ju- wants to jump uh, out of the tooth. Oh. Yeah. Mm, no wonder I don't so that, like sweets anymore. My mouth is full of fillings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not Doc's Halloween. Fault, Halloween ten fourteen. All right, here's another <laughs> one. Uh, Back when Doc was born. Ten fourteen. Him and Tasty were trick or treating one night. <laughs> in Halloween ten fourteen. Back then. <laughs> I, I oh, got another ghoul's head. Nothing like a sarsaparilla. I don't know. Even ten fourteen. Their candle burnt out. And they lost their turn up and had to whatever. All right, here's another question, Drew, uh, from the chat room. Um, uh, what is the hardest flavor to showcase in cider? 
Sweetness. Toleration. I specifically asked... <laughs> Enjoyment. I specifically asked for real questions because... Are you done yet? Uh, what is the hardest flavor to showcase in cider? I like toleration. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just getting over that. <laughs> so, <you know>. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, I, I honestly think the hardest flavor is, is sweet in a sparkling cider. Okay. If you're Because if you're not kegging... You are so challenged in order to get that uh, because it requires a lot of kind of very tricky timing and, and very specific knowledge of how a yeast strain behaves. And I swear to God, you'll probably still mess it up. Right. Okay. Idiot. So we're coming over to Drew's house. Yeah. Drew, do you have a bunch of cider on hand right now? It's ready to us to mess up. He's swimming yeah. in cider. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. I'm not answering that, Scott. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I, I have about uh, I have about ten gallons of cider on draft, and I've got a little bit more working from this fall's harvest. Okay, like gotta it. have some. Yeah. You, well, look, if you're gonna write a book about it, you better have some cider on hand. It's I'm, like if you're gonna run a, a station about homebrewing, you should probably homebrew often. Yeah. Right. Right, right or Drew. Else, or else nobody yeah. under, would understand. You gotta have something well, in cider. But I, I think I think what your station needs is a little bit more uh, advice on how to filter with uh, carpet. Ah, well, that I can help with. And that's, by the way, I'm, I've am i also been working on a book for the last eight years. Rough filter. And it's all about <laughs> stupid things I do. Speaking that's, of... That's all of my books. By the way, speaking of personality traits, can I just read a little passage from Drew's book? Yes. That, you know, we all know that Drew is, um, you know, it's a little on the interesting side. I would I would. It's say also deaf. So his references, yeah, but his references that you might find in the book, you know, are close to what like JP or Beardy might find on a Monday night right. while they're <laughs> it happens larping. What LARP. I don't larp. Yeah, this one's a little I, less than that. I, I lol. I like how Beardy was so. Aff- I do not larp. I, yeah, I D and D, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I do say lightning bolt, but I don't. Pull something out of a pouch and throw it. Uh, That's my testicles. When so, you go outside, you are LARPing, sir. On page 209, Drew begins to speak about a malt cider beer, and he starts the segment like this. In Stephen King's The Dark Tower series, oh, Jesus. he describes his heroes in the fictional Midworld being served a feast with Graf, a strong dark apple cider made with hops. Naturally, a bunch of homebrewers have jumped on to make their own versions. However... Before you give Stephen King all the credit for apple ale, it helps to know that he's not the first, fictionally in this case, to combine cider and beer into one beverage. And it goes on. Well, and of course, only of, of all the t- of brewing textbooks, shall we call them, that I've read, <laughs> right. no one quotes lore <laughs> as good as Drew. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, Drew? So it was apple, beer, and horror. <laughs> Right? And by the way, Drew, this is only the one example I found. Tell me that there are more. Oh, there, there are all sorts. The problem is that I still go back and I look through the book and I go, you know, I vaguely remember writing that. And oh, my God, that sounds like me. <laughs> it was right. probably one of those uh, word count deadline days. <laughs> Shit, yeah, I'm I, it's, it's more 50 one of those, short. Like, I, I was writing at 4 o'clock in the morning and I knew I had to leave, the, leave home at 7.30 the next day. And I, you're like, what metaphor can I use? I bet- oh, yes, my favorite Stephen King series. Exactly. Well, wait a minute, Drew. Who who was the first to come up with it? We're on the edge of our seats here. 
You should have asked me four months ago. I had it in my head then. Uh, uh, no, uh, no. I mean, Apple. Uh, there have been references to Apple Ale all the way back to the Greeks. I so believe it's, red it's, is the first. It's kind of one of those things. It. It's just yeah. Red's remember, ancient people didn't exactly have enough resources to you know segment their beverages as uh, procrustingly as we have, and so therefore it was like, well, I've got some apples and I've got some of this grain, so I need to get drunk. All right, poor. Let's people. do it. Now let me ask this, Drew, and and I don't mean to get you in trouble or anything else, but how much is any of this book written under the influence of either cider or beer? You know, it's four a.m. You've had a six pack, or, or are you not that kind of writer? Do you have to be of clear head and mind? Clearly, no. When I am never of clear head and mind, but uh, I would guarantee you that two uh, that all of the book has been written under two thirds cider, one third five hour energy. Okay, your five-hour energy. See, now that does not surprise me one bit. The five-hour, he needs it. He's yeah, got Drew, your little heart's going to explode, man. I see the way you eat. <laughs> I am worried about your little yeah. heart, too. Yeah. No, it, well, it, trust me, between my brain possibly exploding and my heart possibly exploding, my lungs possibly exploding, it's a goddamn miracle I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. I have a question for you, Drew. Shoot. Uh, Beardy and I made some cider a couple weeks ago, and uh, Beardy was doing research on... Um, what temperature to start uh, macerating and pressing the apples at. Some people were saying just do them cold. Some people were saying doing at room temp. Some were saying, what, like a week after picking, right, Warren? Um, well, I mean, some people freeze the apples before and let them thaw, the idea of, of bursting the cell walls to get more yield. Yep. Um, but I've heard people say, no, don't freeze it. It affects the juice flavor. Anybody um, thought about Also, yeah, just taking them out of cold storage and letting them sit at room temperature to ripen a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right before pressing. Well, anybody, Do you have an opinion? Anybody on that? thought about steaming them to like burst wall yep. cell walls and then then going from that point? Hang on, let's yeah. go to Drew first. Yeah. Well, in fact, you can you can buy some really clever steam juicers uh, like on Amazon that that fit on your stove and they'll they'll produce a lot of juice. Um, I'm not a fan of the juice that you get out of that process because it's got a, a vaguely cooked flavor to it. Um, on the freezing, not freezing, the waiting, not waiting, the temperature. Uh, for the most part, remember, cider is kind of a, a an incidental task done around the farm uh, it, traditionally. So it was, uh, well, the apples are ready to be picked. I don't give a shit what temperature it is. Uh, but <laughs> there are a bunch of the, the cider varieties that are out there, particularly the russet varieties, that do better after having a about a week to a month's worth of storage in a cool cellar-like space. And the idea is that the apples ferment a little bit. They break down their own cell walls. You know, kind of that whole structure starts to break down. Uh, the problem is that you have to be really careful about how far you let that go. There's a cider phenomenon uh, that's called a slimy pulp. And it, that comes from cider apples that have sat around for too long. So what happens is that during the fermentation, uh, with the rise of the alcohol and the, the change in the acid, you start to get some pectin setting. And so you start to form kind of a naturally weird uh, apple jelly that is really super funky and does not taste very good when you try and put it into a cider. Uh, uh, I can imagine there's nothing worse than slimy pulp in cider. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might want to get a doctor to check that. Um, yeah. Well, I will. <laughs> Thank you, Doc, for volunteering. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to get right on that. Okay. Uh, doc is always our man. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so... For the most part, I would not advocate freezing the apples unless you're trying to do a a really inefficient pressing process. <laughs> uh, so, like, if you're 
if you're doing something like you, you'll see people out there, they'll do like, oh, you know, I just put the frozen apples into a into a mesh bag and squeezed the living shit out of it and got juice. That would be a perfect application for freezing. Uh, for the most part, I don't think you need to do it. Uh, waiting a week or two after picking is probably not a bad idea for a good number of varieties. And let's face it, most of the apples that you would ever see in the U.S. that aren't uh, cider apples or fresh picked have been sitting somewhere in a controlled atmosphere vault for, you know, three to six to nine to 12 months uh, waiting for somebody to uh, uh, sell them. Okay. I, I often get the question, uh, I've got a lot of apple trees. What should I do with these? We're so sick of this or that apple sauce or whatever. But those are your normal apples, right? Or, so you and, shouldn't and, make and, cider, should you? And the first you? thing they ask me is, can I make cider? Yeah. That? And the answer is no, right? Well, no, can. the answer is absolutely. So yeah. You, yeah, you can. It's just not the best cider. Well, well, no, no. I thought how, that's what we were talking how about. about the, what's the best way to make apple cider? Shitty out, apple cider? <laughs> no, good apple cider out of shitty apple trees. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. What's the best way to make good apple cider out of shitty apple trees, Drew? Uh, to my mind, the best way to do it is uh, do exactly some of what I've done and, you know, make your juice, get it going, get some crab apples going. Uh, yeah. The good thing is crab apples, uh, so we talked about this a little bit in the book uh, around the growing section. Uh, one of the big advantages of crab apples, which are a slightly different version of apple, they're not malice domestica, they're malice uh, something that I'm forgetting right now, um, but they can... F- pollinate almost every apple variety and so if you have crab apple trees in your little grove uh they will allow your apple trees your other apple trees your regular malus domestica to really uh blossom and yield more fruit and so you can use those to not only yield more regular fruit but when it comes time to do cider pick those and toss them in with the regular apples to make good cider and if you don't have uh, crab apple trees go find some crab apples because Uh, unless somebody's making cider or they're really into crab apple jam, they really don't have a use for the number of crab apples a crab apple tree will produce. Wouldn't you know, crabs just spreads like wildfire. Right? They Especially just, down they, south. They <laughs> pollinate everything. You've had a crab Jeez. before? I love it. But you could also, I mean, take those juice if you, that juice if you don't have crab apples and, and then you just do the additions afterwards. You can get drinkable cider, right? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly that's exactly what Anthem is doing, right? You know, with their uh, with their ciders, they're starting with regular culinary apples and turning them into cider and uh, adjusting. Okay, mm-hmm. have you experimented with fermentation temperature? Yeah, and I found that for the most part, I like the same thing I like in beer, which is uh, go cooler, damn it. So it does make a difference. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason it shouldn't, right? I mean, just because it's just because the yeasts are in uh, cider doesn't mean that they're going to have any less of a temperature effect. Correct. So, I mean, you'll you'll get some different characters because uh, the precursors for the yeast are different, but uh, you'll still get like big estuary characters. And in fact, sometimes you might want to exploit that uh, if you have a rather anemic juice, like it doesn't have a lot of real fruity character to it; it's really just sugary. Uh, you can take a British ale yeast throw it into your cider, run it a little bit warmer. And when I say a little bit warmer, I mean run it like 69, don't run it like 78. Um, run it a little bit warmer and use the fruitiness that you would naturally get out of those uh, uh, yeasts to you know kind of perk up the cider a little bit. All right. So you get some more esters, a little more flavors rather than just a, f- a flat uh, yeah. you know, cider 
kind of like a kind of like, like a nothing apple ale. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're not careful with uh, some of your culinary apples, you can really, after you're done fermenting, you end up with something that tastes like moonshine wash. Oh, that's bad. I've had yeah. it at Doc's house. <laughs> In theory, hey, I mean, I read a, th- a thesis that he wrote. I make on you it. try everything, and he's like, "Oh, try it. It's good." No, I didn't say it's what? good. I said try it. <laughs> that's true. You do read read this paper I wrote on it. I, ne- right, I never say it's good. I say try it. Drew, I'm running out of time, but oh, no. let me make sure that some of these questions are covered in the book because then we could just encourage people to buy the book. Um, but well, so one of them I already know is covered in the book. People are asking about hopping cider, and I'm seeing starting here on page 204. There's a whole hopping segment, and in fact, Drew gives uh, a chart about what hops might be uh, good to use, what varieties and descriptions of those hops, and then there's even some recipes, I think, uh, about using some of these things. So hops are covered. Um, I had mentioned that we would talk about souring cider, but is that in the book also? Uh, I don't don't cover uh, purposely doing lactobacillus. I do cover doing, or pediococcus or any of the the real sour materials. I do cover making cider vinegar. I do cover... uh, doing wild cider, so, you know, Britannomyces type cider. And then I do have uh, one of my early recipes in there is what I call cider au naturel, which is really just letting the yeast that naturally exist inside the apples and the other uh, the other cultures uh, wake up and do their business. Because once you produce juice, unless you pasteurize it or uh, uh, sulfide it, the critters are going to do what they want to do. So if you want a really funky cider, get your apples, juice them, and then set them aside in a fermentation vessel and don't give them any yeast. Just let them go. Okay. What about blending? That, that, will, that will give you some really funky cider, uh, sour cider. Okay. That's what? a lot like a sour mash in, in that sense, yeah. right? So, okay. What about blending? Uh, has anyone ever tried blending beer and cider before? No, nobody's ever done it in the history of Western society. <laughs> well, I, I, I just mean within, within the sound of my voice here, you dick. <laughs> you asshole. Uh, is there a name for what a half beer, half cider? Yeah. Or, or some blend of beer and cider? Brag it. No, like I can think of, I, I can that think of Sizer is half mead, half cider. Oh, maybe. Uh, but uh, yeah. no, I mean, the closest thing I can think of is Graf, which is the, the malt cider stuff from Stephen King. So I'm going to defend my man Scott here and that it's not a dumb question. Has anybody blended cider and beer? Yes. Uh, no, you can, nobody right now, ever. On the shelf at the grocery store, you can go and buy uh, from uh, Tenth and Blake, our favorite people, oh. uh, Red, uh, Red's Apple Ale, which is a blend of beer and uh, apple juice. It's terrible. Don't do it. Don't subject yourself to it. Are there but good it, variations of it? Like, can a home brewer do it and it's a quality beverage? That's would, what I was wondering. Would it be good at I'll, breakfast for Justin? <laughs> well, I mean, a home brewer can do anything. Right. But, you know, but uh, is it, are we wasting our time? The, well, again, your biggest problem is going to be that, that apples have a very distinctive taste. And when, what we're used to getting as apple and beer is that yeast ester. So you're not when, to my experience, when you mix cider and beer together, uh, you're really not getting a lot of cider. You're getting more something that smells like a a British uh, ale yeast fermented too warm. So I've never had any great success with it. I'm sure there are people who have, and I'm just you know very dumb. It's interesting just to think about acetaldehyde, right? So you're yeah, you're right. doing kind of a beer, and then you're adding this apple characteristic to it. You're you're already sort of stacking the deck against yourself. It's mm-hmm. it, it going back to the Paxton interview last show. 
you wouldn't pair uh, apples with a beer because that it, we consider that a flaw. In yeah. Beer. So if you want to find the right beer for it, you need to find something that's so far away from <laughs> having that acetaldehyde flavor, then maybe you might get somewhere with or it. Or at but. least that the apple is so transparent as a fruit. Yeah. So as not to be perceived as the chemical acetaldehyde. Yeah. Well, right. and, and also it, it's only being perceived that way by beer people. So if you're hanging out with just you know lay people, they, they might, they might work, not. Yeah. yeah, they just might yeah. think it's oh hey, it's kind of it's a but cidery they, beer. But they can just buy Angry Orchard or or whatever the other or, or cidery. Drew, Drew could just say no, I suck at that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, like I said, I'm. Sh- I'm sure somebody out there has done it and they've really enjoyed it. I've never had any great success at it. Exactly. All right. Before we go, Drew, one more thing I just wanted to bring up because I saw in my notes this talk about, um, you know, essentially that uh, breweries could could make cider under their their existing brewery license. No. Hang on. I'm not done. I'll I'll do the whole thing. (laughs) If... They make over a million barrels uh, of beer a year. Oh, okay. And, and yeah. the more in-depth thing is that essentially AB InBev passed, had a law passed or encouraged a law to be passed that, hey, why don't you let us make cider? But we'll do it under our existing license, and basically anybody who makes over a million barrels a year can make cider. Do I basically have that right, Drew? You do, and it's a, a great big old fuck you to the, to the rest of the world that ABI pulled there. So... Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, because uh, so ABI, of course, uh, you know Stella, but they they have the Stella Artois cider, and to make sure that you understand that's fancy, it's not uh, ER, it's RE at the end of the cider, um, and they've decided that they would like to be able to brew that in Fairfield and Van Nuys so that they can fuel the American market with it and not have to bring it over from someplace else. And so, yeah, they they got the California state legislature to pass a a bill, and it's been signed into law, that a a brewery that brews over a billion barrels of beer a year can now make cider. Or is it a a million? No, Uh, one million, sorry. It's a billion. It's a million. Well, because some of these conglomerates, I'm like, yeah, a billion. Fuck it, they do it. (laughs) Numbers are your friends. (laughs) A million. Okay, yeah. It's Obama beer. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I've already let a cider tasting today, so... So, that's okay. Um, All right, so I saw that, but then I I talked to somebody today who was at the uh, California Brewers Guild meeting that just happened a week ago, and and the California Guild gets together with with the California ABC and talks about laws and all these things. And this law was brought up that it's actually already been changed that if you now... You can brew cider under your existing license. By the way, don't quote me on this. It was a casual conversation with a person at the meeting. So uh, this is sort of secondhand information. 60,000 barrels. It's been reduced from a million to 60,000 barrels. In other words, that it started out as like, hey, let us do this and nobody else because ciders are pretty popular. Yeah. Uh, to let's try to level the playing field a little bit and put out a 60,000 barrel. Do you know anything about that one, Drew? Have you heard that? I, I, ha- I haven't heard that. I did know that the the guy who introduced the bill uh, to the legislature, when confronted about the, the million barrel limit, uh, went, oh, I didn't know that was in there, ah. which tells you something about his reading comprehension. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, And that they were going to work on lifting that for the next legislative session. I haven't heard anything about them reducing it. It might just uh, be a reducing according to but, – but this, like I said, this is secondhand information, so. Why not just – let everybody do it. Well, well, well because right barrel. now you know exactly right why. Now, you can answer that question, Kane. Money. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well right now, that. in order to make cider in California and in most of the country, you have to have a, a winery license. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. And so the craft brewers obviously cried foul when ABI got this law passed. And, you know, because, hey, what the, hey, that's not fair. Uh, because, you know, why do they get to do it and we don't? Well, now the problem, though, is you've really got, you've got these uh, cider makers, and California's starting to see some actual small cider uh, cider makers going. you got Two Rivers over in Sacramento, you got got uh, Julian down uh, down around San Diego, mm. and you've got even much, much smaller shops than those guys uh, who are looking, you know, hey, look, we've got a winery license, so if you guys pass this law and you allow craft brewers to do it too, then what the hell is the advantage that we have now? You're putting us out of business. Right. You know, we may have the specialized knowledge about making cider, but we don't have the ability to make beer as well with our license. Well, so that's a good point. Yeah, and, and yeah I would agree with you on that. And yeah. so, the uh, like, part of the worry is, you know, there's only a limited number of, of actual good cider apples out there. Uh, arborists are planting more of them now because it turns out that, you know, if everybody and their grandmother is growing a red delicious apple, you can't make much money off of it. Yeah. Uh, and so now they're starting to grow, like, these funkier varieties. But... You know, there are only so many cider apples to go around. So if, you know, you suddenly get, you know, say a Sierra Nevada or a Ballast Point, I mean, ABI can go and do what they're, whatever they're going to do. They're going to make shit cider anyway. They're not, you know, they're never looking for quality. But if you get like a Sierra Nevada involved or you get a Ballast Point or Stone or, you know, like any of our, our larger craft brewers, you know, these are guys who actually give a damn about flavor. And so they're going to go after that actual product you know those nice cider apples and they're going to raise the price on these on these guys who went hey wait we were doing this the way that you're we're supposed to be able to do it sure and just from a legal perspective in in no way is the playing field level um including the farming perspective that you mentioned if apples are the hops of of cider then there's already a hops crisis for cider makers you know absolutely yeah i just i did find it interesting especially because you mentioned uh, angry orchard earlier with sam adams once uh, in in the interview you did with Scott, where you guys pointed out to me this uh, million barrel law, and then I remembered that Sam Adams is making Angry Orchard. And by the way, I'm a fan of Sam Adams and a fan of of Jim Cook. I think he's done great things for the craft beer industry. Um, but I thought, oh, so AB InBev went after this law that all of us with brewing licenses, if we make over a million barrels, we're allowed to make cider too. Well, the only craft brewer that that really applies to is Sam Adams. Right, but they, don't have, but they don't have a California-based brewery. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's, it's I just I bad. thought it was an interesting topic, and now you make it even more interesting by saying you're right. What about the cider makers like Two Rivers, who specifically have a license just to do that? If they suddenly will have to pay more for their apples to do the product they've been doing, then in no way is the market uh, a level playing field. So. Well, I guess it remains to be seen. Yeah, but life isn't yeah. fair, I guess, right? It's not fair. Yeah. And uh, I don't <laughs> yeah. know that people should be shut yeah, down from dude, doing dude. it either. But right. uh, I think Drew makes the he really points out the finer points of the argument. Somebody like Sierra Nevada will give a shit about what their cider tastes like. And, and, and so should they be stopped from producing a great cider? Probably not. They're right. going to do a great cider. But it is going to make things difficult for people like a cidery who, like Drew said... Their license doesn't allow them to make beer. It only allows them to make cider. But the brewery license all of a sudden can make beer and cider because somebody decided that was a profitable piece of legislation. So it's it's interesting. I'm not you know sitting on either side of the fence really. But but should, should the should the big guy make the benchmark? 
oh, is this what Cider should be? Because he's all of a sudden making everything? Well, I think a more important question is, what if the little guy already made the benchmark? And now it won't fucking matter because he can't buy apples anymore. Hmm. So that's, I think, the tough part that Drew is... is well, is, then it's no longer the benchmark. ...is bringing up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, the bench, yeah. So. I mean, the real the real problem is that I mean you you mentioned the, the hop crisis, but I mean this is really more like you know a barley crisis. Yeah, you know, if if barley were suddenly far more restrictive and you allowed only you know a very small portion of the market to be able to control the price for all of it, you know you'll never see you know like an Eagle Rock Brewing Company, you'll never see you know a Faction Brewing Company, like any of these guys who are starting off small I because see, they yeah. won't be able to get the parts they need. Right. Yeah. Drew is choked up about it. He's crying. Oh, yeah. Look at the parts they need. Drew, stop crying. We have to send some guys out. I like your passion, but I'm sick of listening to you cry. (laughs) (laughs) Damn you. All right, Drew. Uh, Everything else, listeners, if you want to know it, I'm telling you, it's in this book. I see a a couple more questions in my chat window right now, and the reason I'm leaving them out is because they're all in the Everything Hard Cider book by our friend Drew Beecham. You can go buy it on Amazon right now by clicking the Amazon link on our homepage, or just go do it yourself, whatever. It's probably also going to be available in homebrew stores, and if you ever see Drew at an event, you can probably buy a signed copy right from him. Is that right, Drew? I will have a Sharpie on me at all times. (laughs) It's a a thicker book than I've ever seen Justin read. (laughs) It also includes 80 different recipes, and they include uh, both traditional and non-traditional ingredients. He talks about hopping. He talks about adding uh, other fruit and vegetables. So if you're really looking to experiment, it's all in there. Uh, 80 recipes, the Everything Hard Cider book, not to mention the fact that he's working right now on the Experimental Brewing book. Uh, Drew, you're a badass, and I appreciate all your efforts to help us uh, us beer nerds out, man. Thank you. I have to have an excuse for my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you have time left to do? Like, do you ever speak to your wife or anything? I mean, you're, you you work at DirecTV, you're writing, you're... Freezes dog. Maltos Falcons, you're on the AHA Governing Committee, you... I mean, what else? Do you have any have time a, left? We have about 30 minutes a day. Oh, well, that's, that's a lot. That's more than she deserves. You know what? It's more than it's I need. good. Yeah, it's two minutes of how was your day. Yeah. Uh, Four minutes of grunting. And what's, then, what's for dinner? then another two minutes in cider. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I, 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 I do. I, I do have to though, uh, stop and say, yeah, uh, my poor wife is very, very patient with me for this because when we do, when I do write one of these books, I do disappear for a period of time. She's left holding the bag, right? So uh, I love her dearly for letting me do it. You know, not only is she, we're listen, Drew. We're all patient with you when you do one of these things because you're a pain in the ass. I have to. Admit. I know I am. You, we have to listen to you. And we, or pretend that it's good. I have to read your Facebook post where I'm worried about your ADD all the time. I'm try, like I I I almost mail you medication on a weekly basis, uh, especially with the uh, with the health problems that poor Cookie has had this year. So, oh my god! So not oh. only is is your wife wonderful, we but we all worry about you, Drew. I don't. But, I like that you turned it around to be about you. <laughs> Yeah, of course. That's what I do. It doesn't matter. We're worried about Drew. All of us, even even Justin, except JP. Hey, Justin, JP doesn't care about anybody. I don't care about anybody. Uh, Hey, Drew, what's your what's your favorite commercial cider available right now? 
Uh, favorite, favorite one is actually from uh, Wandering Angus, uh, which is the uh, Angus. Angus. I heard the the. Uh, well. But no, Wandering Angus out <laughs> of uh, Oregon, uh, and they make a uh, a single varietal cider cider called uh, Wixen, and it is made with nothing but Wixen crab apples. Hmm. And uh, JP, this doesn't apply to you, mm-hmm. but the description that, I, that I've given to try and explain it to a lot of people is. It's an IPA lover's cider because it is intensely complex and challenging. Mm. But IPAs now, are it, the opposite. Uh, yeah, and uh, whatever. Nothing about um, being if, bitter. Right. If you want to talk my favorite cider, period, the one that uh, the one that I would almost blow dudes for. Yeah. Is, <laughs> um, there almost. is a cidery out of New Hampshire, Lebanon, New Hampshire, called Farnham Hill. And they make a single varietal cider uh, made from Kingston Black, which I think we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, Kingston Black is one of the, the few cider apples out there that makes a perfect cider basically just by itself. And they make a, uh, this Kingston Black cider, and it is absolutely amazing. And it's only available in, like, New Hampshire, Vermont, and New York. And okay. it makes me mad. <laughs> Drew, is it possible that you really like Wixen because it's very close to Wiccan? Wiccan, yes. And... I'm pretty sure you're a Wiccan. I've seen you light a few candles and burn some sage. I'm yeah. not going to say anymore. And, and, and I've gone skyclad to celebrate the, the solstice. Right. <laughs> so I feel like that cider might be okay, but it's probably because you're like, yeah, it's like Wiccan. You're a piece of garbage. Uh, oh, Justin, you're, you're taunting fate here. And a Wiccan. Drew is making a, he's making a spell against me right now, isn't he? <laughs> he needs some of your hair and he's like, oh, the you blood don't like, from a cat. You don't like Wixen, do you? <laughs> yeah, I'll People show you. Mean. I, I, JP, you're corrupt. I will be up in San Francisco tomorrow. Come play D&D get, with us. I'll be able to get the, all those ingredients I need. Come uh, play D&D with us. There you I go. Think, I bet Drew's the reason why I dribble in my pants every time I pee. <laughs> I bet he cast a spell. No, I think that's just because you're retarded. (laughs) I think it's Drew's fault. I drool in my pants every time I pee, which is odd. I don't even know how that happens. The whole point is you still dribble, and it doesn't matter what the cause is. By the way, hi, Drew. (laughs) (laughs) Drew, you're up here. Are you going to come play D&D with JP and Beardy tomorrow? I might. Uh-huh. That's a no. Oh, my. I bet you they have a spare 12-sided die for you. I would have a 20, but someone stole it in this studio. Someone has stolen my 20-sided die. Someone I bet Drew cast believe. a spell JP, to make it disappear. JP, can I play a, a, a dwarven cleric who is a tavern owner? <laughs> uh, we have a an elven war priest. <laughs> yeah, we have an elven war priest. Well, you might as well there have a dwarven go. pub owner. Oh, Every time she dies, we all rape her. It's pretty fun. It brings her back to life, actually. I think we. That's how she comes back to. Yeah. Maybe I am into this D and D thing. You're in the wrong thing, man. Oh, we, it's that rape culture again. Yeah. Drew Beecham, everybody, check out the Everything Hard Cider book. You can go to maltosfalcons.com if you want to look into his homebrew club, and uh, go to Amazon uh, through the BN link or any other way. We don't care. Just get the Everything Hard Cider book from Drew. Hey, Drew. Thanks, man. Hey, thank you guys. I had a lot of fun. All right, we'll talk to you soon, brother. <laughs> Cheers. Hey, Justin, you want to come over to my house tomorrow and watch Monday Night Football? Yeah. It's got to cleanse my palate from this conversation. I also hate Monday Night Football, but anything, anything but uh, LARPing. Oh, and- I'm sorry. We actually do something that inter- that requires thought, not just watching <laughs> can I, other can people I do things. Can I LARP does it, over yeah. 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 it does? I thought you just rolled the dice and they tell you what happens. 
It's strategy, dude. Come on. But the thought is Get about casting it. spells. But it's also strategy how to properly take down the monsters. Have you guys ever played Minecraft? No. No, no, no. adult knows how to play Minecraft. I don't understand it. They don't exactly. No adult knows how to play Minecraft. Just ask your kid. If you want to understand it, ask Sam about it. Yeah. He's not an adult. Oh, oh, oh yeah. You take them out. Ah. Oh, yeah. It's like Legos on the computer. Oh, Except the opposite. There was a kid who came to my door, and he was from Minecraft. That was his costume. He was like a painted box on the top. And of course he was. Yeah. It's like, wow. what are you? He's like, I'm are a- you Wreck-It he Ralph? Said, he said, I'm not creative. How like, do you? the stupidest person in the world. Oh, yeah, but he, he's not. Yeah, no, yeah. I am Minecraft, you stupid bitch. <laughs> now give me some fucking candy. Dude, uh, I, I don't recognize you only ate bits. Whatever, he had to take yeah. a, the head off of his box. Yeah, I know. Yeah, fall down my stairs. Listen, asshole, these cardboard boxes represent Minecraft. I would have done it digitally if I had more money, but my parents are poor. <laughs> My parents just call it... Which, which, by the way, is why I'm trick-or-treating in El Cabrante. I live in Rodeo. <laughs> Whatever. Which is worse. <laughs> Meanwhile, she brought her kid to my neighborhood to trick-or-treat, so... I didn't trick-or-treat. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I got... I got pissed on because I didn't know what biomass was and why he was hoarding it. Who? I don't know who, but... Is, I, I don't know, know who, it's, who he's it's talking Minecraft about. stuff, oh. and he was hoarding... You mean the thing that we biomass. all said we don't know what it is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks uh, for bringing that one up. A quick break. When we come back, we've got an all-new game to play. It's a Brewcaster game. It's called uh, Blowhard Beer Blog Bullcrap. It's the session. <laughs> we'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. 
John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the, the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines, so I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The session. 
brewing up our next batch of radio gold right now. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks to our friend Drew Beecham for uh, talking to us about cider. Also, thanks to our sponsor of this program, More Beer. You can go to morebeer.com right now and check them out. They've been a sponsor of the session for a long time, the Brewing Network, since the beginning. But they bring you this session and every session, and we thank them for it. Go check out morebeer.com. Now with a distribution center uh, closer to you out there on the East Coast. So uh, you can get your stuff even faster. Go check it out. I also wanted to remind you uh, of our uh, a Kickstarter campaign from a listener. Um, before I do that, triple eight four hundred one beer is our phone number, and we're about to do a game. It's the Blowhard Beer Blog Bullcrap game. It's all new, and we need contestants. You're going to get to play along, figure out which blowhard spewed beer blog bullcrap across the blogosphere uh triple eight four oh one beer winner will get a prize call bevo right now eight 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 four oh one beer uh how many contestants do we want uh four or three or what mosky eh, three let's keep we'll it. take three eight 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 four oh one beer call the hotline now you don't got to know anything about beer bloggers or anything else just call up and uh, if you do well, you get a prize. If you don't, we make fun of you. Uh, everybody wins. A lot. As far as I could see it, everybody wins. Uh, so I wanted to remind you about a Kickstarter campaign from a listener friend of ours uh, who's doing great things with mead. Uh, Mellow Vino Meadery is uh, uh, starting up in New Jersey. And uh, my stepdad's from Jersey, by the way. I still have a sister who what lives there. And uh, I think they're at 17. Or so. I don't know. I forget. <laughs> that is always the question, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. You know, they're good guys. They've been very nice to us, and they sent us some of the product, too, and it's 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 really good stuff. And they'd like you to help support them uh, in starting up their meadery. They're doing the old crowdsourcing thing. Uh, I say old when I actually mean new. It's the way to get things done nowadays without taking on some enormous amount of debt. And you win by supporting them also. There are different tiers in the Kickstarter campaign. You actually get something for donating. You also get to know that you've helped out a fellow home brewer. And by the way, BN Army fan start up uh, their dream, which is the Melovino uh, Honey Meadery. Now, their mead maker has been a big fan of the BN for a long time and a supporter, by the way, as well. And now he's venturing off on his own to start this, this meadery. On top of all the rewards on Kickstarter, uh, Melovino will be offering special deals and discounts for all BN Army members. Uh, they're almost there. They just need a bit of help getting to the final stage of bringing the meads to market. And we've got some of the bottles of mead in front of us now. The the packaging looks fantastic. It's, it's a wonderful tasting mead. So they're they're really doing a good job of becoming the uh, first New Jersey meadery there to, to really bust out. You can go check them out at Melovino.com or on Facebook, uh, which is Facebook.com slash Melovino Mead. Uh, that's M-E-L-O. Uh, V-I-N-O Mead. Um, but support them on Kickstarter if you got a few extra bucks, especially if you're on the East Coast or, or in Jersey. This is a local company of yours, so uh, throw down a little cash and it'll go a long way um, and you get a lot of, uh, you get to support a local business, plus you get some perks out of it. So, go check them out. You guys want to crack this open, this 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 uh, Mellow Vino bottle? Let's do it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, Sergio was uh, kind enough to send us a whole bunch of bottles. So this one is the Dolce Chipotle. And Chipotle is not Italian, but whatever. Neither part, is my accent. Part of our contract was that Justin has to read it in that uh, accent. I will say that they have this whole thing where they are neither corks 
like a regular cork that you um, have to use a wine opener for, nor are they screw top uh, like you might expect if they're not a cork. Uh, oh, nor are they easy for Justin to open. No, no, they're actually very easy for me. It's it's all in between. You just peel away a little bit of plastic and then you pull out the stopper. Have you ever seen that before? Oh. I have not seen it. It's actually an incredibly innovative. Wow. I'm, I'm not, Justin can do it. Yeah, I'm not fucking around here. It's a really innovative uh, stopper because you can put the stopper back in. It's it essentially functions like a cork, but it opens like a twist off. You just pull off the the regular bottle. Uh, uh, sorry, the regular uh, plastic bit, and then bam, open. So. Here we go. Why don't we spread that love around? You guys can taste some Mellow Vino Mead. Go check them out on Kickstarter. 888-401-BEER if you want to play our game. I see that we've got one contestant on now, but we do need a couple more. And uh, come on, our games are always fun, aren't they? And we've got some prizes to give away. In fact, we got to clear out our inventory down there anyway, so we might give away a shitload of stuff uh, to both losers and winners. Whoa. 888-401-BEER. While we're passing the meat around, Mosk, why don't you explain to us tonight's game? So what I did is I went and I pulled uh, some um, excerpts from uh, various beer industry luminaries. Most of them came from blogs. Uh, occasionally, they were quoted in other people's boxes, like uh, who this who this quote or blog excerpt come from in the beer world. Okay. So we're trying to figure out like which pretentious prick said this or that. Is that the idea, or are they yes, just exactly? And so it's it's I guess a little similar to to the um, uh, uh, bruise line is it anyway? But instead of the the spoken word, it's the written one. And instead of our crew, it's the beer industry. And are you going to give us the selection of people that we might be? Um Yes. Ev- yes. Every Very everyone fun. will have. Uh, I'll give you three choices for for each excerpt. Okay. 888-401-BEER. We've got uh, Sarah36C, I see, is our our first contestant. I'm sure Bevo's happy. Well, while Bevo's taking those calls, you might as well see what's up with Sarah. Sarah, what's happening? Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Sarah? Looking sexy. (laughs) Prove it. I would imagine so. I believe it. it. Yes, prove it. I believe it. Uh, how's, How's life in general? Sexy, I assume? Yes, of course. Good. Good. Are you divorced yet? <laughs> Sexually divorced. Uh, we're working on that. Clapping excessive. That was like the long clap as opposed to the slow clap. It got very uncomfortable. <laughs> was, I'm, I'm happy um, when people get divorced. <laughs> it got very straight. Uh... Doc, just leave it alone. Okay. <laughs> okay, because I, I had a lot of comments just on that Just leave one. all your commentary mean, inside. Means, means button your pants up. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm just, it's, it's the hopeful kind of thing. <laughs> Doc, I said leave it alone. Okay, fine. Just, I'll leave it alone. I'm actually but I enjoying just... Doc quite a bit this episode. Are you? Oh, good. Which part Someone do, you, yeah. do you like? The pauses in between when he well. talks. <laughs> Thank you, JP. <laughs> nice. Great. <laughs> awesome. Nice. So he's got that going for him. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, JP. <laughs> All right. I'm going to uh, put you on hold, Sarah. Just hang in there. Okay. And then we'll find out who else we have uh, to, to deal with. Now, we're going to do three contestants. 
Bevo types like one pinky at a time. Shut up. It's called hunting and pecking. It's amazing. Hey, hey, she has the whole bottle of mead back there. Like the phone call happened like an hour ago, but shes you can still look at her. She's very intently focused on No, it. I have to talk to them and then find out what they're calling from and then put them on hold and put another call on hold and then you talk crap about me, so I have to defend myself. And, and, and then, I'm not typing while I'm telling you this. All right, type the other one because I only see three. The fourth one's Nico. Okay, we'll take Nico. I'm typing it anyway. Okay. Are you typing it? Are you typing? I am ty- Yay! All right, well, let's go to Pork Slapper from Washington. He's our second contestant. What's happening, Pork Slapper? Yeah, just sitting here listening to you guys. Pork Slapper. Pork Slapping. That's Slapping. fair enough. Sounds like an awesome night, you know? Sounds really rad. Did we, did, did we inspire you to make a cider, Pork Slapper? Uh, actually, before the show we've been, uh, I even knew the show was going to be on, I had four gallons of cider I threw in a carboy and just tossed some uh, English cider yeast in, so we'll yeah. see what it turns out to be like. Good man. Uh, he's prepping. Sounds great. All right, hang in there, Pork Slapper. Let's go to Nico. Ah, oh, I hung up on Pork Slapper. Uh, oh, I didn't do that. I know I did it. Oh. Instead of hold, I hit drop. They're right next to each other. Well, you know, <laughs> I just spill a beer on that. There's a line open if Pork Slapper wants to call back. He was kind of mopey anyway. Well, so that's what we get for bothering him at home. <laughs> well, right. well, he's prepping. We Nico, kind of dicks, what's so, happening, yeah. man? Hey, guys. What's up? You ready to play this shit? Oh, yeah. I'm totally ready to lose. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's lose. Confident man. Yeah. Uh... What's the game again? Hey, can you pass that cider? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The shit. This is the cidre. The cidre. Sorry about that. Pass that shit over here. What, oh, what? that's the stuff from Stella. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any room in your glass? I don't. It's wanna, real fancy. I don't feel like I want to make room in my glass. Is it good? Has anybody had it yet? Hey, make room in your colon. What does it just taste just like? Go for it. It. What do you think it tastes like? Cidre, because our beer isn't pretentious enough. Um, <laughs> cheap white wine. Did pork slapper come back yet? Oh, poor bastard. It tastes like Martinelli's. Oh, I like Martinelli's. Cider. I mean, you know, when you have to be sober, mm-hmm. you might as well have oh, some Martinelli's. Martinelli's. You don't have to be sober. Martinelli's and cotton candy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If you know what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh you mean Sorry. like being like violated by a carny? Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> no, I mean like actually eating cotton candy. Oh, okay. Rapist. They, I, I While just, being violated, I, I associate cotton candy with certain things. With, with uh, whatever, guys. Uh, that one's really bad. It's terrible, but it, it kind of you know. If I'll tell you what, if a if a stripper made a si- a cidre, this would be it. Yeah, it just mm. it, cotton candy and uh, a nice light effervescent um, milkiness. I would drink it if a stripper gave it to me. A I'd stripper be like, named Uh-oh. Stella, because you know there's that chance that she she's gonna go home with you. Uh, that she's like giving it to you because you really like. Yeah, you. she's like yeah. I made okay. this. And then you're like, oh, here's my hotel room number. And she's like, yeah, I'll totally be there at a, like after 11. I got to work tonight. And then her black and boyfriend then you, kills you. No, that never yeah. happens because like, that would mean she showed up. Uh, then you go out gambling and then you go back to the hotel room and you tell your bros. You're like, no, no, she told me she's going to show up. So I got to go, guys. You guys have fun. I, I, I wish I could stay out. But I'm totally about to get banged. By the, and so you go back to the room and then you, and you just wait. <laughs> And you wait. You order room service. Okay. And uh, you wait. Okay, you met the stripper at your friend's in Concord at his house. <laughs> or we were on this yacht 
on the bay. And she said, follow me back to my house. Well, so that's, I've never, that's never happened. <laughs> she was putting you, herself you, through cider course, school. Of course that didn't happen to you. <laughs> Meet me out on the gas station by Route 29. <laughs> that, I'll be that's there. the one at least I know to say In no the parking to. Lot. Oh, you mean the, the one with the parking lot with the, the parking light is actually out? Yeah, meet me right under that. Right. No, she actually gave you the key and said... It's always weird because Kate the Great's like, why are you back to the room so early? And I'm like, oh, there's a friend who's going to show up and, and she never shows Well, up. no, she gave you her Maserati key and said, follow me back to here. I'm taking a limo home. Wait, that never happened. When did that happen? <laughs> she said, here, drive my Tesla home. You've been hanging out in different places. On <laughs> the dock. Are you kidding me? Can, can Sparks Slapper not figure out how to call back or what? Please. Take anybody else at this point. I don't give a shit. Pork Slapper was mopey anyway. Oh, come on. Like, I need more of that. Like, I need another angry guest to deal with. Hey, Pork Slapper, can you jump in my pond? <laughs> Fucking asshole. Oh, get next to your dog. Slither around. Poor guy didn't do anything. Whatever, why don't you go roll around in my pond, Pork Slapper? Yeah. You what are you, my mom's friend? You ain't <laughs> coming in the house. <laughs> Even the people calling in, we can't keep, Bevo? Because, you know what? Because they can't stay out of the pond. What ha- what's happening over there? What is happening over there? We're gonna do, is, is this a two-contestant game? Bevo's answering the phones for... We're we, we just feverishly. Do- Why don't we make Doc... <laughs> yeah, no, she's answering them and hanging up like every 30 seconds. People are just calling in going, I love this game. I don't want to play. Click. <laughs> hey, Bevo, nice to talk to you. Click. I just want to tell you I don't want to play this game. What the fuck game. is happening over there? Yeah, Dude, that, none of that was my fault. Nobody was on oh. the line half the time I answered. Who's on two now? God, what? it's Eagle Dude. That's Why who's going to play. Stop no yelling. There. Who are you talking to then? All right. So, oh, your mom. My mom's dead. Yeah, so's mine. Maybe our moms are scissoring in hell. My mom could call in. You know what? They That's probably gross. are. You know, they're Catholic and they're hating life because they couldn't done it before. No, they're in hell. They might as well scissor now. You know it's what? real hot. Hey, they're in hell. We just crossed the line. My mom was Maybe. hot. My mom was hot, mom? too. Yeah. Shh. Is it necrophilia if you're also dead? <laughs> you guys are all disgusting. <laughs> All right, Warren brings up a good question that I think warrants an explanation. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to Sarah 36C. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hello. And then we've got Eagle Dude on the line. Hi, Eagle Dude. What's up, man? All right, thank you. And then we've got Nico Brew, uh, who's still on the line. I didn't hang up on any of those three, so that works. Nor could you understand. Hi, Nico. Hey, All right. <laughs> All right. The phones are working. Moscow, once again, how does this work? I'm going to uh, uh, read the excerpt uh, that the uh, blowhard blogger typed up, and then I will give you some choices as to who the industry luminary that typed it was, and then uh, you all will guess. So it's a guess who said it in the blogosphere. Right. And, and not us, oh. but in, in beer industry luminaries. Who is going to keep score? JP. I am. Perfect. Oh, shit. What, what would you like? Yeah. No, I, I yes. get it. Yes, guys. Turn the I, paper over so I can write on I understand. That one. I will give you multiple choice. Are you guys ready to play this my game? My hot mom, all right? You act like this hasn't one, happened before one. where you're like, I'll keep score. And then we go, who's keeping score? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are we ready here? So, it, it, JP, you have Sarah 36C. Hold on. I'm running Nico for And then you have Eagle Dude. And then you have... Nico Brew. Oh, that guy. Yo. 
I thought we were waiting for Pork Slapper. <laughs> I, we were, but... That's <laughs> Apparently, I had to do it. He in no way could figure out how to use the phone no. any more than I could. Yeah, right. Yet it was my fault. There's no way. No, it was your fault that it took 10 minutes to get another individual. I th- we talked to him, so I was holding his spot. You're like holding, a kind you're holding person. His pork. Well, like something. I wouldn't, Slap wouldn't end. Oh, there he is. Go ahead. <laughs> you could do great for Pork Slapper. If I win, Pork, pork Slapper can have the proceeds. There you go. That's a nice I person. I like Pork Slapper. All right, here we go. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. It's time for a blowhard beer blog bullcrap. All right, here's the first one. Beer is the only food or drink where if you go to a restaurant, the average customer knows more about the beer than the house, even if they have only 10 beers on the list. That's a disaster. Can you imagine if you walked into a steakhouse and 70% of the customers knew more about the steak than anybody who worked there? Was it Gordon Strong, Mark Carpenter, or Garrett Oliver? Nevada Cadarva. Get it over. No, they're... Go through them one by one. We forgot to have the buzz in, but it doesn't matter because no, everyone's going to get to play anyway. No, so. All right, we'll go to uh, Sarah 36C first. Who do you think said it? Scared of Oliver. Okay. The old G.O. Scared of Oliver. <laughs> I'm, I'm also scared of Oliver. Tom Foolery. <laughs> For the win. Uh, All right. (laughs) Eagle Dude. Garrett Oliver. Also Garrett. And Nico. That black guy. Copycat. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know who that... I didn't hear the whole list. Yeah, we don't see color racist. Mufasa could have been in there, you asshole. Oh, Gordon Strong. That's who he's talking about. He wasn't, though. Garrett Oliver. All right, everybody says... What were the choices again? The, The choices were Gordon Strong, Mark Carpenter, or Garrett Oliver. And what was the quote? I like the quote. It's good. Beer, it beer is the only food or drink where if you go to a restaurant, the average customer knows more about the beer than the house, even if they have only 10 beers on the list. That's a disaster. Can you imagine if you walked into a steakhouse and 70% of the customers knew more about the steak than anybody who worked there? Who, what's the answer? The quote came from Garrett Oliver. There we go. Right. Everybody that gets a point. So, JP, that's a point for um, Sarah 36C. Wait, Sarah's playing? Yeah. Uh, I thought Bevo was playing. She has 36C. No, no. What happened to Pork Slapper? Did and we then, ask everybody? And then that's a point for answer? Eagle Dude slash Pork Slapper. Oh, shit. And then that's one. Po- I think it's a whole point also. I think it's one point for Nico. All right, he's working on it. Give or take. What's the next one? All right, to give you some context, this was in response to S.A.B. Miller saying they're going to start making lighter, sweeter beers for chicks. All right, here's the quote. If, you, uh, if you're one of those of the female persuasion that can be reduced to the stereotype of only liking sweet flavors and don't mind being pandered to, this just may be the beer for you. But if you are a real person, like pretty much every beer lover I know who is also happens to be a woman, this is probably just going to piss you off. People who understand and can appreciate the complex flavors of a good beer will like it irrespective of their reproductive organs. Was it Chris White, Jay Brooks, or Nicole Ernie? Chris White! Has never said reproductive organs. (laughs) He's been in theater, though. (laughs) But I'm just putting that out there. I I don't know. Uh, All right, let's go to Nico Brew first. Would you repeat the answers, please? Chris White, Jay Brooks, or Nicole Ernie? 
Mm. Jay Brooks, of course, being the renowned uh, beer blogger and writer. Uh, Nicole Ernie being the renowned, annoying-voiced uh, uh, Master Cicerone. Master Cicerone. Who, she knows everything. Who, 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 we, who we love dearly. And then who was the, fir- the, the other one? It was, uh, it was Chris Ni- White. Uh, Chris, Chris White, White, Jay Brooks, oh, yeah. Nicole Ernie. All right. So, Nico, who do you think? It sounds too... It sounds too obvious, but I'm going to go to the owner of uh, Nicole Vajun being a Nicole Ernie. All right, Nicole. And let's go to Eagle Dude. I want to go ahead with Chris White. Okay, Eagle Dude is in a truck driving down I-40 somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, breaker, breaker. Uh, breaker, breaker, one nine. I'd like to be in to know that this Smokey says Chris White. <laughs> You don't have to make the sound. It already does that. <laughs> I think it did. And Sarah, 36C, what do you think? Oh, I'm going to go with the master, Cicero, Nicole Ernie. Happy birthday! All right, before you give the answer, now that's everybody's... <laughs> Is she there? It's everybody's final answer. <laughs> She's uh, already there. <laughs> I think that they're underestimating the liberalism of our friend Jay Brooks. I am almost certain this is a Brookston one. It's, you know, no. I love me some Nicole, but I feel like it's maybe a little too... Um, Eloquent? <laughs> That's the word. I mean... Yeah, well, probably. Not to mention only one of them is a beer blogger. Mm. Well, that's just, that's, don't get all nitpicky. <laughs> no, I'm not getting nitpicky. I'm, I'm well, saying that's a clue. All of these people yeah. are yeah. all over the internet oh, with see. their right. Twitters and their face spaces. He doesn't, and, uh, Moscow's never seen a blog in his life, well, so I'm he's just, just picking maybe, people. Hey, I was just maybe, saying. Maybe just he saying, misquoted that the they're maybe not a beer blogger, they're just on the internet. Ah. Or maybe they are a beer blogger. I think it's I think And it's they're a beer blogger. Yeah. I think it's Jay as well. You also think it's Jay. Anybody else want to take a vote in here? It has a tinge of feminist rage in it. <laughs> Which makes you think Nicole. Right. Well, no. no. But it's not frothing at the mouth, um, burning your bra rage, so... <laughs> it's just a okay. tinge. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm with him. A tinge of famous, feminist r- rage. Feminist. Yeah. Um, Eloquently put. But no. it's not Nicole. <laughs> so what do you think of it? Not Nicole. Got it. <laughs> What's the? It's the best I'm gonna do. Yeah, that, that's as far as I'm getting. Fucker. Exactly, fucker. <laughs> what do you think? Fill in the blank. The quote came from Jay Brooks. Yay! Yay! You guys all suck. <laughs> all right, no points okay, for so anybody on the board. I thought that was a point for Sarah. Nope. You she sure? Said, no, no, she, she said Nicole. Yeah. Are you sure? It's like you're jumping in the pond, JP. I can see it happening. I see you panting and jumping in the pond. Why is everything going red? (laughs) Alright, what's the next one? I stay away from super beer geeks like the homebrewer guys. They'll want to talk to me for hours. It's too much. It's like, alright dude, I get it. You brew IPAs at home and you get to drink what you brew. Cool. JP! Chris Kennedy. (laughs) Was it... Meg Gill, okay. Natalie Chilurzo, or Mariah Caligioni. Oh, this is a good one. Huh. All right. I'm going to let you guys think about it while Moscow reads the quote once more, because I do really like the quote. I stay away from super beer geeks like the homebrewer guys. They'll want to talk to me for hours. It's too much. It's like, all right, dude, I get it. You brew IPAs at home, and you get to drink what you brew. Cool. All right. And the options are 
Meg Gill. She's from Golden Road Brewery. <laughs> Natalie Silurzo. She's from Russian River Brewery. Mariah Kalajoni. From Dogfish Head Brewery. We'll start with Eagle Dude. Mariah Kalajoni. All right, going with Mariah on that one. Uh, Sarah. Well, Man. I think I'm going to have to do Natalie Chalizo. Going with Natalie. Oh, that's like a disappointment. Mm. She's like, she's, she's like, like mm. she has mm. a Nicole voice, but of a different uh, timber. It's like, yeah, a, I know. It's, it's like it's run through a phone filter. Yeah, like it's not going to give you a boner, but uh, <laughs> it'll finish you off. Yeah, but that's because you can't but, see what they're in while she's speaking. It's not closing time. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it will be soon. I mean, Closing if it makes any... You know, at the risk of being chauvinist, Eagle Dude's voice sucks, too. <laughs> I think it might just be his phone connection. I think yeah. he has a really handsome voice. Okay. And Nico, what do you think? Are you sure uh, moderndaymerrick.blogspot.com is not an option? That is not an option. <laughs> I'm going to go with the other one, uh, Meg, because I have no idea who the fuck that is. And okay. that oh, Meg's cool, and she's she started a, a great brewery, yeah. and she has really nice life. And, and you've never met her. Uh, awesome. Okay. So we've got all answers covered. At least somebody's going to get a point. Yeah. Yeah. Who said it? The quote. Wait! No. <laughs> Wait. <sighs> I want to guess. Just Wait. Wait. Close. I know. Wait. I, I think I know who it is only because it's the only guess that I have. It's the only guess I have, too. I want it to be Meg because Meg's a little edgy, but she's also a marketer. Like Meg is, in fact, Golden Road has done great things under Meg's uh, tutelage, and so I don't think it's Meg. Right. I I do think it's Natalie, except that homebrewers have influenced Russian River, and they're so good to homebrewers that I there's a part of me that thinks that she wouldn't say that. Except that she's the one person in this group who has heard that more than everybody on the planet. The most logical answer is is Mariah. Because Sam Homebrewer started as a homebrewer, started on a homebrew system, the whole fucking thing. I'm going with Natalie. It's Natalie. It's got to be Natalie. It's Natalie, yeah. For you sure. say Natalie, I too? I agree, 100%. Any, uh, anybody else want to chime? Okay. Uh, I'm all right. Go, I'm going with Meg. Maria. Going with Meg. And go Mariah. Mariah. The beard he's going with Maria, Mariah. Yep. <laughs> go ahead, Mosky. The quote came from Meg Gill. Oh, really? Oh, wow. See, she's the one who I want I want her to say it the most because she has the edginess to say it and, yeah. pull, it, no. and pull it off. But I'm surprised. Damn, bitch. Hmm. No, well, I don't know. You were you were surprised <laughs> that she held it back and didn't tell everybody that. You're right. True. Now I can't oh, wait she, to get her back she, on the air. We she, next time she's on here, we have to read that quote to her. Oh, for she's sure. she's the one that will like. Uh, what? Yeah. Right then. So that's the point for Nico, right? What? <laughs> no, she'll that's t- that's she'll a point for I, I. It's a point for pork dude, right? <laughs> no. Wait. Pork, somebody guess it right. Wait. Who? No. Nico said Meg. Yeah. She's not going to talk about it Who's later Meg? on. She's gonna come on. Yeah. It's a point for Nico. So far, Nico's in the running with two points. All right. Give us the next one. Wine is never blamed for fatalities on the road, domestic violence, or poverty. All alcohol-related social problems are reportedly caused by beer. Beer's evil powers can be moderated by high taxes, but the world would still be a much better place if the advertising of beer and subsequently its sale were banned. 
These views are held by a surprising number of people with influence or power in bodies like the European Union. Was it Michael Jackson, Fritz Maytag, or Ken Grossman? Can I just point out that Moscow did an amazing job of finding the most assholic quotes he could possibly find? These are good quotes. And I didn't have to listen to 8 million hours of the session. <laughs> <laughs> just had to read a couple of blogs. Uh, interesting quote. All right, who are our candidates again? Michael Jackson, Fritz Maytag, or Ken Grossman. All right, we're going back to Sarah 36C for our first Which guess. Which Michael Jackson? The singer. <laughs> Duh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I get number two? No. Nope. <laughs> no. You carried the Maybe she's, phone he's in with used you? the restroom. Do you mean you have to take a yeah. shit and you want us to wait a second? <laughs> I, suggest, I suggest you leave a shit. It's much better. Sarah's taking a shit. Hey, Sarah 36 skid marks. What? What's your guess, Sarah? Seriously, you guys? <laughs> All right, I'll give you that, Bebo. But what were we going to do? Something else. Maytag, she says. All right. Yeah. Okay. Just because you like their dryers or what? Well, no. That's chauvinist. But it's a legitimate question because they are related. Because she remembers that one. They make more than dryers, to be fair. Washers as well. Sorry. Thank you. All right. Uh, Now we're going to Eagle Dude. Uh, I think I'll guess for ten grossmen. Ten grossmen. <laughs> <laughs> ten grossmen. I'll take ten grossmen's for a dollar. How many right. is that? How many? All right, and Nico, what do you think? At least until the foil wears off. What? Michael Jackson. <laughs> Nico's going with Jackson. I was told I was waking up my kids. Oh, well, you're a terrible father. Did you just get sent outside? You know what? No. I'm standing over them. <laughs> I'm, I'm under their bed. I'm hiding from my wife under their bed. I'm watching them sleep <laughs> and plugging their noses ever so slightly so they wake up and cough and I laugh real hard. It, you know, it, it, is, it is when... It's day t- daylight savings time. Good answer. <laughs> That's what it is. It well, is when it's that. It, because it's when the big hand touches the little hand. Uh, All right, what's the answer, Moskowitz? The quote came from Michael Jackson. Oh, mm-hmm. Nico pulling ahead from under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> you are an idiot. <laughs> Let it be said... <laughs> he goes ahead. <laughs> he said, hey. uh, Did you guys hear what I read? No. Well, no. <laughs> I was rhyming. I was going along with the red. Yeah, oh, you were? Come on. Scott, I have more respect for that you than good. that. Stop. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, so, wait, does Nico have three right now? Nico has three right now. Um, all right. Well, I guess first to five. So, uh, two more. All, all right. Goes away. Okay. All right. Here we go. Next one. This, uh, again, context is uh, is important. It was uh, This is in response to being asked... Uh, is context like sex with someone who just got out of prison? <laughs> or still in... It's conjugal. Consensual sex. Sorry. Oh, okay, fine. My fault. Uh, Bebo was just really funny. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, it was in response to being asked what they thought of Hetty Topper, which is the uh, double IPA from The Alchemist. Okay. Here's the quote. They're big IPAs. There's a hundred of them. Are they new or interesting? Not really. I mean, they're good, but there's nothing I'm going to learn from tasting that. 
there's not a huge set of skills needed to make an 80 IBU beer. Mm. Was it angry Matt Brindleson, Jim Cook, or Sean O'Sullivan? Wow. Mm. Or oh. anybody with a palate ever in the world, <laughs> ever. Yeah. That said, though, JP, that's a good group it of is people group who of people. are generally sort of reserved All making in their, their money on IPAs. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, Am I wrong, right? A bit reserved in Proof their commentary. Die, uh, well, it, it could be somebody who doesn't have anything to lose. Okay. But generally, you don't you don't make a comment on like your bread and butter style. Exactly. What were the that. options again? Uh, we are Matt Brindleton, Jim Cook, no. or Sean O'Sullivan. Oh, well, there you go. Nico, you're up first. Sully. Going with Sully on that one. All right. Uh, Eagle, dude. I got to go with Sully. Interesting. And Sarah. Here we go. Um, Jim Cook. I'm with Sarah. I think he's the one not make. I think JP makes an an interesting point. But also, on the other hand, Jim is a marketer as well, and I don't think he would crap on the craft beer. Mm. I mean, IPAs are helping fuel his brand just as much as his brand is helping fuel IPAs. Yeah, he, he wouldn't crap on anything. Yeah, actually, I don't know if any of those people would. Clearly, they did. So, so who, who do you think said it? Uh, who was the other one? Sean Sullivan. Brendelton. Brendelton. Um, I would say Brendelton. Okay. Sean. A lot of Brendelsons in Sean there. Brindleson. Sean Brendelton. Sean Brendelton. You guys make a good point about From Jim Cook Brewing uh, Company. Sean Cook Reynoldson. Twenty-first Cook Brewing. I'm not going to learn anything from it. Who says I'm not going to learn anything from it? Everybody. Reynoldson. He knows everything. Everybody nothing. Really smart. That's a good point. In a good way. I'm going to stick with Jim Cook on this one. I think Jim Cook said it. Who said it? The quote came from Jim Cook. Yeah. All right. Sarah, thirty-six C on the board. Two points. Do you know where these quotes are coming? Did you have the the source that that came from? Um, I Andy? didn't write it down. No, no. it's um, of course you didn't. Do that next time. Yeah, well, curious where these things. He, he was being interviewed by on on a beer guy's blog. Yeah, yeah. No, I figured it was a blog. That's what I wanted to know. I didn't. Yeah, this wouldn't be because I agree with the marketing side. This wouldn't be in the New York Times. Definitely but this not. could definitely. I've interviewed Jim, and, and he'll say fucking shit and all sorts of stuff on when I interview him. But then you see him on like America Today, and it's pretty focused message. So, uh, all right, Sarah thirty six C gets another point. Where are we at? <laughs> One of these beers is on the sweeter side, and one is more sour. Knowing each of your palates is unique, you will probably prefer one over the other. That doesn't mean the one you didn't prefer sucked. And the breweries you don't prefer but are growing don't suck either. Respect beer. Was it Mm. Ray Daniels, Tom Daldorf, or Sam Calagione? Huh. I think I know this one. Uh, We'll start this time. We'll go back to Eagle Dude. you got to have first pick. Tom Beldorf. All right. And Sarah. I'm going to go with Sam because he's pretty hot and it sounds like something he might say. Because I think the quote is also hot. (laughs) I think hot people generally say things that I want them to say, so therefore. And Nico, what do you think? I'll go with Freddie Prince Jr.'s older brother. (laughs) I'm sorry, Sam Pellegioni. All right, I think uh, I think Eagle is right. I think that's a Tom Daldorf quote. 
I think he's a guy who's just looking to respect beer. He promotes it in the magazine all across the board. I also think he might be partially right. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean the brewery sucks. Although there are exceptions to that rule. Um, I think it's Daldorf. Jip? Uh, 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 Ray. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ray's a little sassy. Yeah. Most of you know, you're you're right. He doesn't yeah. come off that way, but but you're not. You're right. He's very matter of fact, mm-hmm. and he will. I mean, he's like this is just the way it is. All right, that's a run for my money. Yeah. I'll stick with my vote, but I think JP's got a good second guess. I think you should put some real money on it. <laughs> I got a dollar. You want to bet a dollar? I'll bet a dollar on this question. I don't think I have a dollar. I'll I'll front you a dollar at twenty percent. Mm. You front me at <laughs> uh, my salary. <laughs> Ray also. Oh, Jay only has twenties. Oh, I, have, I have a 20. I'll run a 20 on this. <laughs> Can he see spot? the answer on your thing? No, well, it's Terrence 20. Terrence no. <laughs> 20. I think you I, might be right on this one. You know, yep. she gave me uh, $100, to, and then I just took, kept the change. All right, 20 bucks. Okay, let's do it. Wow. Whoa. Big <laughs> 40 chunk, bucks chunk. on the table. Go ahead. The quote came from Sam Calipari. No! So I so get the forty dollars. <laughs> no. the money. Uh, that was in resp- that was um, a sort of famous incident on Beer Advocate in the forum um, where they, there was like a overrated breweries for a, a thread and uh, and Dogfish Head's name kept popping up and Sam jumped in on the thread on like page eighty nine. It was a, a long thread and he had a really long winded, concise but long winded post about how. You know, it's you know, you just think it's overrated, and everyone's palate is unique, and you know, just like he says it, you know, um, each of your palates is unique. You probably prefer one of the over the other. That doesn't mean the one you didn't prefer sucked. And his his post was long. I just pulled a little bit of it. Okay. Yeah. So who got that point? That was Nico and Sarah. However, uh, Nico is just in the lead. Is Nico at? Is it four to three? Yeah. Okay, so if Nico gets one more, he's the winner. All right. Next one. This is in uh, in more more context. Twenty dollars. Let's do it. <laughs> Another one? Sorry. Go okay, ahead. This is in response to a, a Scottish brewery um, called Brewmeister topping their own record for the world's strongest beer. Did you guys read this from last week? It's 67.5% 60, ABV. They call oh. it Snake Venom. It, it just happened. Anyway, 67 yeah. and a half? That is correct. That's ridiculous. Snake what? Venom! <laughs> 60% of the time, it works every time? Right. Wrong. Half a no. percent of the time. Go on. Uh, okay, here's the quote. This kind of bigger, stronger, hoppier bullshit is precisely what craft beer is not about. Beer should be about flavor, not strength or massive unbridled bitterness. And headline groveling attempts like this simply undermine everything that skilled and dedicated artisanal craft brewers around the world are trying to achieve. Uh, no chef goes bragging about how they make the saltiest soup, and neither should anybody be proud of their brewing skills by wading into the bigger, stronger, hoppier realm. Was it Stephen Beaumont, Charlie Papazian, or Dick Yingling? Mm, that's a stab in the dark. By the way, Dick Yingling. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, microphone was off, but I giggled when he said it. <laughs> Starring in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> but yeah. poo humor, Bevo, is off the table. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't uh, poo humor, it was so stupid. <laughs> In the new movie. Shut up, Warren. The Hunt for Red Cocktail. <laughs> the Dick sequel to Shut Up, Warren. <laughs> Dick Yingling returns as... Dick Li- Cock Largemouth. 
<laughs> and the two-headed behemoth. <laughs> There's no way you're going to win. I thought we were drinking mead, by the way. <laughs> no way. Why does Doc have the fucking bottle of mead? Can I just point that out? I <laughs> In the new Doc. movie. Yeah, pass that. Yeah, can you pass the bottle around? It was in the booth with Pivo In Doc's defense, yeah, I took it in here and poured myself a glass, and then I walked it back over there and sat it there. I don't think he's drank any of it. No, a lot of it left. <laughs> it's Pivo's <laughs> fault. Although somebody should take it out of Doc's hand, because he's not so steady right now. No, no. I'm not good. <laughs> All right, what, what are your guesses, everybody? Uh, what game are we playing again? <laughs> in the new movie. <laughs> Mr. Holland opened us. <laughs> Love God. takes an uncharacteristic turn in the new fall classic. Starring Dick Yingling. My fault. As Old Man Winter. By the way, Dick, it. if you were interested in sponsoring the program, you can uh, email Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. He'll be happy to help you out. Uh, okay. Uh, what was the quote again? And let's do it all again. How about that? <laughs> this, this kind of bigger, stronger, hoppier bullshit is precisely what craft beer is not about. Beer should be about flavor, not strength, or massive unbridled bitterness. And headline groveling attempts like this simply undermine everything that skilled and dedicated artisanal craft brewers around the world are trying to achieve. No chef goes bragging about how they make the saltiest soup, and neither should anyone be proud of their brewing skills be wading into the bigger, stronger, hoppier realm. Of course not. And our options are? Stephen Beaumont, Dick Yingling, Charlie Papazian. In the... Charlie Lickazian <laughs> and Dick Lickingling. Dick Yingling. In the new movie. Young Licking. Hot shots. Dick Young Licking. <laughs> In the new movie. Bubbler. <laughs> Insider House Rules. <laughs> Comma. House Rules. Insider House oh my Rules. <laughs> Warren, you're amazing. Uh, Ten men were forced to take. Just hang in there, buddy. Hang Dude, in there. Insider House rules. You're right. Inside, within these velvet walls right, lies a mystery waiting to be unfurled by Dick Younglicking. I recall, like, seven years ago, spending three straight days trying to think of movies that we could turn into porno name movies. Yeah. Why did nobody think of that? I don't know. That one is brilliant. Oh, shit. Uh. <laughs> I got them. Nico, you're up first. <laughs> can we read? Can you have the quote again? No. <laughs> can you read the question again, sir? Nico, who said it? Doc, shut up. <laughs> of course I will. So I'm gonna let Sarah go for Dick. Um, I'm gonna go with Mr. Beaumont. Beaumont. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sarah, you're up second. Yeah. Well. Nico's going to win this, but I was going to say Stephen Beaumont. Okay. Why don't you go with someone else, Sarah? Because if you get a point and he doesn't, then you can at least tie. Yeah, because I know that's what it is. So but guess someone else. She's that. an overachiever, JP. But guess She's someone else because you're going to lose either way. She has Sarah. Cheat, but it's more important to be right. Please, Sarah. I'm always a winner just, when I play. Oh. Just jump on JP's back and go for it. Eagle Dude. Well, since I'm playing for Pork Slapper, I think it's appropriate to go for Dick Ealing. Yep. Uh, somebody oh, had to do just it. Saying. But does Sarah understand yeah. that she... Okay, no. Is she going to? No. But she's, okay. She's, I love everybody. Just jump on JP's This meat is real good, by the way. Who said it? 
<laughs> awesome <laughs> meat. The Melovino? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really nice. So it's really good. Now, good. Ne- who did Nico guess? Steve. Steve. Okay, so if uh, he gets he that right, then that's the game. Yeah. The quote came from... Wait! <laughs> <laughs> who is it? It's Beaumont and, and Dick and who? Char- Charlie Papazian. <sighs> really? Mm. <laughs> dun, dun, Dick Gold looking. Wait, are you really thinking about it? Because Scott just said he won. <laughs> can, can, no, he no, he said no. if he gets it. Oh, you, yeah. Okay. I, but oh, I do. I think oh. it's Steve Beaumont also. JP, do you have another reveal. guess? I don't. I, I have no. I don't know. You sure? Because we can't bet if you don't. I I don't I mean I I don't think it's Papazian and I have no idea. Steve Are you Bowman sure? Because if Dick you don't know, we'll have one. We can't bet. I don't. I can't. Are bet. you sure? Because if you don't pick another one, we can't bet. <laughs> Holy fuck, Dick! What All are right. we betting for? I'm not going to put twenty bucks on something I have no idea. JP's in for Dick, cider A or B, and I'm in for Beaumont. Fine. Twenty on Dick Young looking. Can I throw twenty bucks at this just to like stop it? Only if you have a separate vote. I don't care. I just want to stop. So you want to vote for Papazian? Fine. Give us your 20. Where's your 20 spot? He's stopping it. You know the, the scariest part about this whole thing? Yeah. Doc drives home. <laughs> mm, yeah. No, he doesn't. In a Hummer. Hypothetically. Oh, yeah, that's uh, true. There 20 bucks in there. I will take your keys. Uh, you want to go pinks? <laughs> yeah. I have a Honda CRV that doesn't belong to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's Doc's Twomp for, uh, he's in for Papazian. Uh, what a sucker. No, I didn't say Papazian. Yeah. Who'd you say? Yeah, you did. You have to be Papazian, because yeah. we're the others. The yeah. other two. Fine. <laughs> I hope he, you know what, I do, I hope he's right. So I want, we're I the kind of I want it to do. end. Yeah. Myself in the face. Deep throat your own mic. Go Cut ahead. the shuck and jive. The quote came from? Wait! <laughs> no, go ahead. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Beaumont. All right, here. I can't Sorry. take That's your the easiest 20. twenty fucking bucks you ever won. Hey, Nico's won the winner, bucks. buddy. Yeah, Nico yeah. wins. Yeah, me. Would now be a good time to mention we have no more prizes. Oh shit! Hey, sorry, Nico. Thanks for playing, but we're all out of prizes. You know what? Oh no, we I'll have Nico, a Nico brew t-shirt. Right? How about would you would you like a Nico brew hat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a Nico brew hat. Well, that's fantastic. I would love to send Nico a Nico Brew hat. I'll do it Congratulations right now. for playing along with the Brewing Network, and we're going to send you a wonderful uh, Nico Brew hat. There might even be a Nico Brew shirt here as well. And Nico, congratulations. I, I've got a better one. Oh, hey, How about we, me and Justin just go out to Nico's house and we spend the weekend with him? <laughs> we hang out. <laughs> Yeah. I have I have a better idea, and it's only Scott, because just hang out you, here, you win. Yeah, you win. It's only because I hung up on Eagle Dude. It was uh, not Eagle Dude. Uh, uh, pork slapper. Pork slapper. It was my fault. How about this? Since Eagle Dude was willing to play for Pork Slapper, and Nico is a wonderful friend of the show, how about we send it all over to Pork Slapper? All right. What do you think, Nico? Is that okay? That sounds great. All the Nico Brew hats and shirts you want to send them, go for it. Let's I love that. it. <laughs> and you know, we should probably also send Nico a hop grenade stainless steel growler because he wow. deserves it. So hell of a gift. Let's do that too. Are you <laughs> and, and you know what? <laughs> send Sarah something too. We have some new chick shirts. Can we do that, Sarah? Would you like a chick shirt or a dude shirt or an Adam and Eve um, gift certificate? <laughs> or a webcam? Okay. Or I want to see her in a dude shirt. Did you say? Yeah, you're... Or- 
Whatever you guys pick for me. Whatever you think I would enjoy most. All right, everybody send JP your email address, and we'll send yeah. you all something. Yeah. JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. We'll get you all some prizes. Yeah. And also, Pork Slapper, if you're still listening, send your email, JP at thebrewingnetwork.com, because you're getting the main, the bulk of the prizes. And, yeah, you are. Uh, well, Justin, I sent you something, though, to your email. You can, oh, you, you already what sent it? it? Yeah, <laughs> a it's, while ago. I'm but forwarding you an email from the Nigerian prince. I'll send it to JP, too. Yeah, do it to me! I'll give you my email. <laughs> Sarah, you were at JBF this year? My email is I'm married at worstmistakeever.com. <laughs> yeah. It might not be legitimate. Did Sarah go to JBF and not no, come no. up and say hi? I don't think there are photos of you, no, Sarah. No, listen, we've for you. Oh, that looks like Sarah. <laughs> Justin, we got. Oh, yeah. That's what I, really what I want, Sarah, is a picture of you and McDole. I, I can't wait to get this email from <laughs> it you. It is not the same. Yeah, I love it. I love getting those things. When are you going to stop letting McDole <laughs> creep well, on maybe you? Maybe with somebody else at the booth, it would have been better. See, picture number one that you sent me, it's, yeah. it's, it's, like the, it's disproportionate, so you look really fat. Because it's like a wide photo. Like, a like, you know what I mean? I'm not calling you fat. I mean, you actually sent me a stretched out photo. Maybe she's However, picture number two looks pretty good. Except, for, except for the fact that we have to see you with tasting. Yeah, and he, we know he's like enveloping you with his roll. Like, he, there's like, he's trying to swallow you whole like a sorry. I got that dirty old man thing done pretty good. No, it's not good. Is it... Is it weird that I'm touching her cleavage with my pointer? No. No. Not at all. <laughs> Look at McDole's jaw, though. Is he popping that uh, Cialis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Does it make you, like, yeah, clench your jaw? No, 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 no. Oh. Didn't we establish that he hid one in, like, his, oh, his and gum line? And when uh, it was time, he just bit down on like it like a cyanide? Spy, like a Cold War spy yeah. in the 50s. Wow. Oh, uh, yeah. Kind of like a Nazi. I thought you might Cialis, be right. he choose the time. He might be biting the Cialis right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He got out of there I just in see. time. But he's like he's like tilting inwards to get maximum body content, bo- body contact. He just can't stand up straight. He's a pro. Is it weird that I'm still touching your boob with my pointer? <laughs> <laughs> All right, can we stop this? I'm like I'm rubbing it in circles around your around your boob. Okay. Yeah, I love <laughs> pictures of. You. Uh, okay. Wow, uh, she just okay. she finally turned into Bevo. Okay, <laughs> I get it. Thank you. I love pictures of of clothed See, I women used to be next nice to clothed and fun men. Too, and then yeah. I hung out with you guys, and I just turned into a bitch. And then one day you go, okay, okay. I know you're talking about my tip. Thank you. All right, Sarah. Well, thank you, and thank you, Eagle Dude, and thank you, Nico Brew. Yeah, why not? Thank you. Wow, wow, wow. By the way, Nico has really nice tits, too. I think we should be fair Man about boobs? this, yeah. and we should talk about Nico's tits for a second. He doesn't uh, shave his legs before he puts his skirt on. Him. You should see them. They're nice. He wears a skirt, and he has tits. Mm-hmm. Man boobs. Am I, am I wrong, Nico? <sighs> Sorry, I didn't know what I could happen. All right. Well, Thank you all, and good yeah. night. God blessings. Kuto mutos. Good game, Moscow. I like the quotes. The quotes are fucking. Wow, we are pretentious asswipes, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we are kind of. Yeah, it was. It was easy. This was record time. I completed oh, this game. Care- I can't believe be that. Careful with the we. Well, I'll tell you, Moscow brought this up in the meeting, and I, I thought, I don't know that you're going to find a lot of quotes that anybody could give a shit about. Or, and he's like, I'm telling you, 
It's it's not a problem. And I argued a bit, and then I said, all right, I'll tell you what. Why don't you go do this? Those quotes are incredible. <laughs> I can't <laughs> yeah. believe the things people have to say about beer. Yeah, and it's and these were all the written word too. So it's not as if they just sort of were spouting off drunk out of whatever. Like they, yeah. this no. was thoughtful. Wow. Yep. Well done, sir. And that's we are pretentious assholes. Yeah. Uh, no wonder they call us beer snobs. Moscow, another great game. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, the the problem isn't going to be quotes. The problem is going to be you, the options because at a certain point I ran out of um, uh, household name. You know, at least in the beer world. Right. I mean, I kind of exhausted them all, but because you know every question is three options. Right. You know, so I'm, I burned through fifteen names. You know. You know, in a couple of them though, you, first of all, you could recycle the names, but in a couple of them, if you dumbed down the quotes a little bit, because none of us are are all that profound in Elo- this room. Eloquent. If you dumb them down just slightly, you could throw in a brewcaster as a as a as an option. Yeah, but then you start sort of morphing the the, the bruise line is it anyway game, in, and it's already close enough as it is. So. What you mean is you then have to search through audio. That is correct for who said it. <laughs> yeah, I like the game. It's a good game. Those I. Mostly because I'm impressed by those quotes. At the time, I'm going, really? I got to hear that again. What the fuck did that guy say? That's not bad. Or girl. Yeah, well, hey, you know what? Keep uh, keep keep that nose uh, high in the air and keep that sweater tied around your shoulders <laughs> yeah. and keep blowing hard, everybody. Love it. All right. <laughs> uh, what did I not do? Oh, you know, by the way, if you're looking to brew this weekend or next weekend or anytime coming up soon, don't forget to go over to Beersmith.com right now and get your free 21-day trial of the Beersmith Brewing Software. We use it here at the BN. I know that Doc has made it his primary. Uh, uh, oh, oh, definitely. Also, a little bird tells me, and I can't uh, you know, reveal too many tips, but I think a whole new version is coming out soon. It's in beta. It's being worked on. Beersmith.com, it's the most comprehensive and most up-to-date brewing software software out there you can use it on pc and mac uh it does everything that you need a brewing recipe software to do and things that you didn't even know you need it to do i don't think they could make it better yeah go download your free 21 day trial right now at beersmith.com and the thing is if we're wrong you don't have to pay for it at all uh the bummer part is i'm telling you that we're right and so at the end you're going to go ahead and have to buy that software but it's going to be worth every penny and we do like our friend brad over there at beersmith it's a great piece of software check it out beersmith.com all right we don't know who's on the air next week uh we're still up in the air right now we had a cancellation but we are on the air next week and the week after that I will tell you that a certain uh, brew master slash owner of a brewery from Oregon no is way. planning on coming no in to crash way. the show. And he has, mm. he, last time they came in, uh, they got really drunk and lost in the streets of Martinez. Oh. Do they own it or they just work there? I think Dave actually owns it. Oh, is yeah, that right? I think, I think Sean. <laughs> Why does that blow our mind? He, We're like, really? Owner. He owns something? <laughs> he does paperwork? <laughs> Can we, can you mean we make actually, sure they don't die on the way home? That guy no. manages yeah, we'll the thing. <laughs> yeah, he's responsible for money. You should not leave them yeah. alone no, next time, ever, JP. Ever. They were waiting for a cab. Who am I? Who, I, I, you I assumed are, they're your bros. They were calling the cab on their wallet. Yeah, they were waiting. Exactly. No, they had. I, I go, are you guys good? Yeah, we already called the cab. It's fine. They're not all right, good. I Peace know out. all the reasons. I'm just saying this yeah. time, you know, now that you know, I think you should look after them. <laughs> no, no, I don't look after anybody. Um, if you can't make it, if you can't make it on your own, then I can't help you out. The yellow cab, it's probably good. <laughs> I 
I mean, catching a cab in Martinez is difficult. Never mind trying to call from your wallet. When the guy says, I'm going to call hard. a cab. I'm going to call a cab. I'm going to go to go call a cab. Um, <laughs> the dude. <laughs> the, I think you should call a cab, then though. You say, then you say, okay, fine. Yeah. And this you let him story. go. Right. Right. Let's not. Let what gets guys better go. reception, a bifold or a trifold wallet? <laughs> yeah. well, one would think it's like three G. Right? Yeah, I would agree. You know what? Oh, <laughs> maybe Sean you, only had a bifold. When you push him into that yellow car, does he have to hold his hand up? Like also while he's on, the, like he's yeah. like his own uh, rabbit ears. Well, if you have too many credit cards, it ruins the reception. So you got to pull one out. Oh. Well, I do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I do hope they show up next week, and because we don't know what else is happening, but it's going to be fun. I guarantee it's the session. We're here all the time, and lots of good stuff. Do I have a phone call? You do, and I will have a present for you next week. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah. my! Uh, now we're talking. <laughs> all three pair of my glasses are now going to be bequeathed to you. Oh, is that right? Yours are too big, though. Uh, Let me see the ones you have right you'll now. You'll grow into them. Bring me yours right now. <laughs> hey, I, can we you do left the, uh... yours here the last time, and I, I tried them out. Yours are in, You're blind, and I'm only sort of blind. So when you're wearing them, you won't even know you're doing him. Oh, no. These are okay, huh? actually. I can use these. Oh, look, are, look at that. These are unisex glasses? Are these just reading glasses? No, Scott? well, they're for yes. a normal person, yes, Ish. but they're my prescription all the time. So you have to wear these all the time? All the time. And now you do, too. Now, if I wear these for reading, which already I'm enjoying, mm-hmm. will it affect my vision the rest of the time? Should it's going to change my shit. Eventually, yes. Come on. No. It's going to change my stuff. Don't you think, like, my retina adjusts, and then no. all of a sudden I turn into a blind person? No. Eventually, yes. No. Every yep. day you get closer to 40, you just this is going to happen to you anyway, you and you're going to need to this. start growing boobs. Except. Why does JP say no, but you say, say yes, but you say no? Like, it's not going to affect my vision? Yes, it is. No, it will. No, it won't. Yeah, the longer you wear mm-hmm. glasses without corrective surgery... You look amazing. Thank you very much. You very look very handsome. handsome. You I'm are very handsome. handsome. Yeah, thank you. The longer I wear these, what? Your your eyes will adjust to them, and you pull them out, and then they'll they'll go more out of hey, focus. And it, 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 will, Justin, it will... That's what I... Yeah. I'm sure it is a bit Justin, of a Justin, you look so much more But with how much you read, those are going to be a problem. Oh, no, no, more makes a good point. Oh, my God. I I'll, need to look you more You maybe n- may not want to go so strong first i i would bet your iq went up 40 points look i'm beardy <laughs> <That's> <laughs> your nice. eyes are going back and forth i'm, just, I'm reading yeah, it right exactly. up against my glasses. if i could see you i'm sure i'd get the joke <laughs> <laughs> these wow i have really bad eyes because these ones work I'm not willing to accept it yet, but I will take... See, now everything's blurry already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need those bags if you want me to do this chat room because I can't see it. The longer you wear corrective lenses, your eyes, uh, they get used mm-hmm. to that crutch. Chip, yeah. you look like shit again. The Thank second I take much. them off... Well, I'm not feeling well. I have hey, a lot of in issues. Moscow, if you notice that everything on that side of the room is more myopic... <laughs> Augustina it, it's Barina. <laughs> Wait, I thought we killed the soundboard. <laughs> Hold no, on a second. I think this that was an appropriate place no, for it. Right, yes, it was. All right, let, real quick, we'll go to Spider Wrangler, who has to promote the uh, forum Secret Santa, and then we're out of here. Spider, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Just uh, giving a call back to uh, remind people to sign up for Secret Santa. How are um, your eyes, Spider? So Can you see shit like when you read or no? I, He's got eight optic eyes. I don't wear it. Yes. No glasses? No glasses. 
At all? No, I can see perfectly fine. How old are you? Uh, 30. What about, oh, 30. Oh, uh, please. Give it six years. I'm only 30. Now I'm that guy. Oh, yeah, give it six years. You'll see. <laughs> Wait till you're 36. We'll all see. You won't see. <laughs> now, we all become that guy, don't we? Oh, really? Give it six years. Go on. Carry on. Give Sorry. me six years. Of your life. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Santa thing. Yeah. Uh, Secret Santa. So, basically, find the form thread. Um... Sign up, send me your information, and then I'll send out a uh, name to everyone that signs up. And it's on them to send beer to whoever's name they get. And it's a, just a good way to share homebrew or share commercial stuff uh, out of your market, out of your region, uh, with people that wouldn't be able to get it otherwise. You're not in um, sales, are you, Spider? <laughs> uh, I am, but not, <laughs> not, you guys want not to in any uh, long-term plans to be. You guys want to touch Sarah's boobs and my pointer again? <laughs> no, McDowell's too close. It, yeah, the boner exactly. won't happen. Just, you gotta, just, you the gotta, boner won't happen otherwise. That's, are you like, telling me I you're not able to, like when you watch porn, eye. you don't like phase out the shit you don't want to see? Yeah, no, because I only find the shit that I want to see. <laughs> watch. Look, look what happens when I just poke him. You know, porn doesn't have to have penis in it. <laughs> look what happens when I just take my pointer and you think about I'm just poking him. See, you're half poking her boobs and half his, and I don't like that. It's you can move the window over so it's off the screen. <laughs> and the and more you poke her, the more she's still wearing a shirt. Oh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. The more clothed she can be. I, I really like if you, like... What if I just touch the top part right there, JP? What this is just... honestly like watching a retard hump a doorknob. Could you stop it? Let's do the Twitter game. Can we please? No, this... Scott's disgusted right now. No, All right, this, sorry, this Spider. This is like in long. somebody's basement playing D&D. <laughs> Oh Spider, how do people find out about the Santa thing, Secret Santa? He said find him on the thing. Find him on the thing. Yeah. Find Spider Wrangler on the forum, right? Right. Find the thread yes. on the forum. Find, find the thread on the forum. Send me your information. I will I will send you a name, and then you send beer to that name. Beauty. Thank oh. you, Spider. Right. Hey, Spider. Uh, one thing. One Spider, Spider, Spider. Spider's gone. Uh... Remind me a couple of times. What was our Twitter game? Uh, a piece of advice to help Jay and his mom uh, mend ways. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck. Great. Kill the did. dog. Uh, we did okay. Uh, Are any of them worth more than Steve? No. Oh, um... Uh, free? Some might be. Okay. Here, I'll get rid of this one. That one's really dumb. Smiley Brewer writes, just accept that in your insanity, your perception of your relationship has completely assumed an alternate reality. He's a parent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> too much truth. There. Yeah, he's That's like, oh, it's... That was way too So, serious. in other words, yeah. oh, everything's my fault. Right. All right. Your perception on. of your relationship has completely assumed... I don't even know what it means. I don't even understand it. He's a parent. Okay. Um, is he, though? It's apparent. Uh, Hendrix Homebrew writes, dress JP up in a unitard and the ladies' man wig and tell your mom that you found a more attractive mother. <laughs> I like that. Will you That's cuddle good. me and brush my hair? <laughs> I will well, coddle you, <laughs> but I won't cuddle you. As long as you're a Jew. Fine. <laughs> I don't know what that means, Pat- but fine. Patrick Begoli writes, have a kid. <laughs> Nothing helps explain why your parents are insane like having children of your own to drive you insane. You know, I, I don't. I don't disagree with that answer. I'm just not willing to 
take that. No, that's yeah. not a good. I, no, nobody should have kids. It doesn't solve the problem. <laughs> it's the only part of China. The that only I like. answer here is Justin's all at fault. So <laughs> let's just keep going. Two ski brewskis writes five words. Adam and Eve dot com. Is he saying I have an Oedipus <laughs> complex? <I think> so. <laughs> Maybe. No, right. you, you haven't found the right toy. Oh. And then Beaten Husband writes, next time you see her, latch on to a boob. Mothers love to nurture their children. Mine does. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, I'm doing this for us. <laughs> okay. I'm not any happier about it than you are. Right, we need to this work through is, this. This is for us. Because I care about our relationship. <laughs> All right. I like that one. That's at the top. That's it. Well, that's the winner. That's the one that made All me right, laugh. All right, Beaten Husband. Latch on to a boob next time you see her, you freaky bastard. That's our Twitter game winner. Email JP at thebrewingnetwork.com, JP at thebrewingnetwork.com, and he will send you a prize for our Twitter game winner. In fact, you know what prize uh, we're going to send an Austin Homebrew t-shirt to you. So just send JP your uh, t-shirt size, and uh, Austin Homebrew has given me some things to give away for them, and we'd love to do it. So uh, just do that. Great. Everything's great. Great. I had to go home and beat a dog. Yeah, you do. Drain <laughs> the pond. Hey, whatever you call it. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to call it, man. Whatever you want to call it, buddy. Uh, no, I mean, really, I got to beat the dog. Just, uh, yeah, whatever, bro. <laughs> just tie some rocks to her collar, and no, then when she goes yeah. in the water, she can't get out. It's like a, it's like a, it's six inches deep. Yeah. It's not going to Davis can drain you know it in the water. <laughs> as much. Ask it, me how I know. It's probably, it's probably oh, cold, man. too. So it turns out JP was a father. <laughs> At one point. <laughs> Several points. You still have that jacuzzi? Yeah. You want it? Mm. $10,000. <laughs> I've sat in it before. It's a lot of money. I could, there I wasn't could, any water in it. No. I, could, <laughs> I could put the dog to sleep for 300 bucks. I need to... Well, what's that have to do with the other? I'm uh, thinking about I'll drowning it, it in your yeah. thing. No, oh, what? yeah, it's not full of water. Mine's only a like couple of signs that say lost dog. <laughs> it's like 50 cents. So uh, there was a moment that it... And I, I'm just... You know, I'm being honest with everybody here. At, at sort of the peak of the thing, I was like, I could just tell my mom that the dog ran out in traffic. Like, oh, I'm oh. sorry. I was walking. The, the, the collar broke. Yeah. You know, meanwhile, I, I clearly took it to the vet and I had it killed. But the <laughs> but I thought the way I could break to my mom was like, oh, I was doing the right thing. Like, I'm taking the dog. It crossed my mind. The whole <laughs> ran out in traffic thing. You are hoping... Mom, dog, really? which goes first? Well, Bevo, that wasn't done from an angry standpoint, which is why I didn't do it. Like, that was just me being rational about you know, how I can rip... It just surprises me because how much you like dogs. dogs. I think it's that not I'm the dog's fat. fault that it's stupid. I do really love dogs, but maybe, yeah, I, but maybe no, I'm honest. not... Maybe it's affecting me so much that I'm not even a dog person anymore. What about that? Dogs are terrible. That? That's because you've been I exposed think, to a cat long term. How about, the cat's kind of rad. Yes. How about maybe you Pragmatic. should start seeking your mental therapy from somebody you pay because maybe Steve's not doing a very good job. I'm saying you get what you pay for? Steve's awesome. <laughs> or learn how to learn yeah. about yeah. offense. <laughs> yeah, Wait, is Steve's doc shrink? Because if he is, that makes... <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes even more sense. Bebo makes a good point. Steve's doing a wonderful job. Maybe I just need to go more times a week is the problem. Well, you might have to start yeah. paying. So much or time. multiple... Doctors. And he talks to me before he talks to you. Most of the time, I'm fine, everybody. Just so you know, it's normally fine. It's just at these moments that it's not fine. It's really not fine. Well, mobits are hard. Wait, you you really <laughs> yes. think that other people don't have help? You have help. 
He wanted that to be profound so bad. Yeah, he did. Yes, I did. Or this is going to be good. Gabby Johnson is right. Doc Johnson is right about Gabby Johnson being right. Johnson Johnson is right about Howard Johnson being right. Good old Doc Johnson. So, Justin, when you're laying in the street, yes, and he says, I was right. He was right. He was right. He was right. You know, when you're laying in the street, he was right. When you're still laying in the street. Why are you laying in the street? I don't know, but when I am. Because he did not help. Then he's right. Because you did not help. Did not help. It's not healthy. You, you guys need to stop. It's not healthy. It is not healthy because you're still laying in the street. Too much Chevy Regal? It's not healthy. What does M-U-A-D need? No, it's a little wino. Exactly. It's not healthy. You know, we, we, we said it now, not good enough. You could probably lay in the street for like, you know, 68 hours for anybody to run over you. A dog's laying in the street. Why are you laying in the street? Can we, is that a metaphor? Maybe that's a metaphor. We should go. You know, when you're laying in the street. Oh, I'm actually really enjoying This is the most fun I've had all night. Keep going. <laughs> Bebo, do you want me to see, you want to see me touch Sarah? No! Sarah, with wait, my, wait, 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 do you oh, think yeah. she feels that? Do you think Sarah feels that? She's like my digital voodoo, voodoo doll. Yeah. <laughs> I am creepy. You're diddling her. Like, you're not getting... Oh, we didn't give up then. And by gum, we're not going to give up now. Reverend! 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 All right. But when you're laying in the street... Beardy, <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up! Sick of hearing you. You got some bad habits, man. Okay. Near Beardy. You. You're, laying, you're the one laying in the street. He's asking why. Where the hell did this even come? Wait. Ask Doc. Yeah. No. I don't. I, no, don't worst. ask Doc. Nobody knows. Evo, no. Doc doesn't even no. know. That's why it's funny. Oh, my God. Do you have Howard Johnson is right? Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. About Gabby Johnson and being right? I've come... We're not gonna give up now. Reverend. Reverend. Johnson is right. What kind of people are we anyhow? I say we stay and fight it out. Reverend. Dr. Samuel Johnson's right about Olson Johnson's being right. And I'm not giving up my ice cream parlor that I built with these two hands for nothing or nobody. Howard Johnson is right. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, God damn it, that's the best film ever made on planet fucking Earth, and I will hear nothing else from anybody. You've clearly never seen Geely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I will hear that from one person. (laughs) That's it. All right, we're out of here. Thanks to Drew Beecham, uh, the everything hard cider guy. Oh, my Uh, God. He wrote the everything hard cider book. You can buy it on Amazon right now. Uh, also, don't forget Winter Bruce Fest is coming up. And uh, thanks to the crew here for doing a good job. We are getting out of here. Jip, make it happen. 
Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. If you are interested in anything in cider, grab Jude Beecham's new book, Everything Hard Cider. If you can't get enough of Disneyland, Cats, Disneyland, and Disneyland, follow JP on Twitter at Major Jip. Scott's on Twitter as well when he's not changing minds. Follow him at Moscow Paint. For some good beer inside and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee. Production director on this session has been Push Eject. Tonight's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP was there. Your defensive chat mod tonight was Bebo, so just relax and give her some space already. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Beer Network on Facebook and Twitter. What if I just touch her boobs once more with you?